You think we're gonna What's hold up, on to this league? I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Yo, this is insane. We about to blow another lead right now. Well, that was bound. This is bound to happen. This is bound to happen. Yeah, it's, I, it's New York. Nah, I, I figured Tibbs would go with more of quickly tonight, but I'm not sure if quickly yeah, could control so the pace. Yeah, his rotations is, is has been real off this. Last year was off too. But this year, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, but I can't fully blame him because he, he do have limited options. But at times, you know, yeah. he's afraid to give some, the young guy some burn, man, for, for real. Yeah, I mean, McBride, McBride was, he was doing, he was handling on his own. I'm not, not I'm not too, too fine with, with Burks, man. Burks, I mean, he, he's, some nice he's, he, he can ball pretty well. But then, other nights, you're like, what the hell are you doing, Burks? Facts. Yeah, but, I, you know, in a way, he's playing him out of position. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Burks is like the guy to come off the bench. Get a you know a, you know create like a few spark moments where he get a couple baskets in a row, kind of get everybody hype. But now we got yeah. him playing some starter point guard role. That's that's mad off. Off. That's not his game. Yeah. It's it's, it's not even Quickly's game either. Yeah, it's not. But you know what? They took the chance on Kimba. They gambled. It didn't work out. And now they they yeah. really got to address that. Uh man, this this. I mean, the best thing I, I can say we we can get prepared for is a is a draft. I mean, because the playing is is slowly but surely getting out of reach right now. Yeah, and it's it's kind of a slow death, and I think that's why they're not going to roll out Derrick Rose. No point in rolling him out right now. Yeah, it's it's no point. Yeah, because yo, think about it. Even if they bought him back, right? They're going to yeah. say, well, we have no one to facilitate the offense, really. So we about to play you for like 35 minutes plus off the bench. Rose can't handle that right now. Nah. Plus his age, you know what I mean? He's at the, at the, he's at the end of his career, you know. You don't want to risk that. You know what I'm saying? Not right now. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's a little bit too much. Yeah. I think Julius Randle with, with, with him... I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't. I don't feel. Nah, you can, wait. Hold up. Hold up. Everybody getting on Julius like crazy, but yo, he averaging a double double with five assists. But averages don't really mean everything. But you got to look at like yeah. what he's doing without any point guard. Once again, just like That's Burks, true. just like how they got Burks playing out of position, they got Randall playing out of position. Sure, he could play that That's kind true. of point guard forward role for like you know maybe the yeah. fourth quarter at the end. But they got my man playing that position for the whole game. I'm not sure if he, you know, he has enough discipline not to turn the ball over for a whole game, having him play that point forward role. He can't do that. He can't I mean, do that. Offense, he's good, but you could tell defense wise, man, he's, you know, he's letting players shooting easy shots. He's not contesting the shots like he, you know, I mean, he's, I don't know if he's totally there, man. I don't know. I don't know if he's, he's, Buying to tips like that, you know? Nah, I, I don't even think it's that. I just think he's once again just like Burks, he out of he's out of position completely. Yeah. There's just no one to get him the ball in his spots. Maybe he likes it from the left side or right side or maybe down low. There's just no one really to get him as he's going in stride. 
Not 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 that he's posting up and calling for the ball. We're talking about in stride. Like he already making a yeah. cut to the basket, and by the time he looks up, the ball's right there in his hands, and he could just go in stride and make the and make the basket. There's no one to do that for him. They're they're right. letting him create that I, shit, and it's like it's hard, man. It's really hard because I mean I was saying earlier to someone that. You remember in the bubble how the Clippers with, with Kawhi and Paul George against Denver, right. how they end up losing? It's because yeah. they had they had Kawhi and, and Paul George being those same type of felicitators, those, those guys that are trying to like create space and then get other guys open and then create their own that, space. That's a hell of a point. Yeah, that man. Is, they had them doing that for four that. quarters for a whole yeah. series. And it's like Denver just started picking it up. Like, oh, you know, these guys can't really do that for four quarters for a whole series. Because remember, in, in, a, in a playoff series, you can't do the same shit over and over and over you know every game you got to have an adjustment and they had no point guard to get those guys going in stride like that shit ended up not working and those are two high level performing players in Kawhi and Paul George we don't have something like that so we asking Julius to do the same shit that makes no sense that completely makes no sense it's just it's not gonna work you think you think Mitch is gonna stay you don't say nah I don't they don't really have leverage they lost their leverage I think yeah. I think I think I think he could stay if they pay him. If they pay him, that's the only way. But the Knicks lost leverage; they completely. Yeah, that lost was that it. was a total mistake when they um, <clears throat> signed uh, Noel, man. Nernest Noel. That was that was a total mistake. Yeah, I didn't like that signing. Nah, I mean I don't I think it was a complete mistake because he he rescued us last year when Mitch was out, you know, off and on. So he kind of rescued us in that second half of the season, but uh, but then then he got hurt towards the end in the playoffs. Remember, he wasn't there for that on the Hawks series. So, but he, he did, to, but he, he got, did rescue he, us. He got exposed, man. He, I mean, he yeah, he got exposed, but 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 he did rescue us for that second half of the season. He was killing, he was killing but on the worth inside. Thirty three million. I mean, he's getting that. It was a two years and a third years option. So that's not too bad yeah. for what he, you know, bought to us last year. But at the end of the yeah. day, Mitch is looking at looking at that contract. It's like, okay, they paid him. They drafted Sims behind me. And then they had a chance to pay me last summer, but they chose to give me a million dollars, bare minimum. They renewed me for that. So I don't even like, want to see him go, though, man, because he, well, like what I said, the draft, you know, you got some, some, Real good centers coming out of the draft this year. Yo, but you 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 didn't you didn't find it funny that they drafted Sims? Like, I mean, think about it. if you was Mitch. Like last summer, you qualified to get paid, and then they just drafted Sims. You you wouldn't look at that like, huh? That's interesting. Yeah, but because that, that that's looking like an insurance policy. You got to think about it too. Mitch really don't. Played full season that much. Yeah, and that's 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 a great point. Even right now, yeah, like I mean, this back to back, he's not he's not really in it. He's not really in it. He don't. I mean, you can't you can't help with the injuries, man. You you injured, you injured. You can't. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing you can do about that. But I think uh, with the Knicks front office, they're more afraid of uh, Knicks. Um, uh, Mitch's injury because that do take a while to, to heal. Yeah, he do, but he I don't know, the stamina is another question because even against the Hawks that too. Yeah, last night in the fourth quarter, he looked burned out. Yeah. And I'm not surprised once again just like when we went to the West Coast trip he didn't play the back-to-back after killing the Jazz. 
He was off yeah. for the next game, and then, and then right he's, now he's, he's off again. Man, you got to be available. I mean, you want to get paid in the league. You know what I mean? Yeah, he kind of started off this season. I don't know if the injury from over the summer fucked him up from being in shape, but that was a really bad start to that. And yeah, it's just it like the Knicks don't really have nothing to go off of to say, okay, he did this for this amount of stretch of time. Let's pay him. They kind of have like spotty, you know, spurts here and there. And then all of a sudden at the end of his contract, you know, he had a good steady run, but we still didn't see any back to backs at 35 minutes plus per game. It's like they're kind of, you know, because centers right now, like they don't really they're not really that expensive. You get someone to come in and kind of fill in and do the job. But I don't know. But Mitch got the leverage, though. Mitch got the leverage. Yeah. Somebody going to want him. Somebody going to pick him up. Yeah. Somebody definitely going to pick him up. Yeah, because he, he, he could also say he led the league in, in well, not leads the league, but he's one of the top guys on offensive rebounds. Uh, I think yep. he's all time in the season for the Knicks and blocks. You know, he could point yeah, these if things you could out. Block, if, you could, if you could block Kevin Durant's shot, man, you. Yeah. You, that's what I'm saying, man. I mean, the Knicks got to figure out something, man. They got to do something to keep it. I don't know. It's tough, man. It's it's yeah. It's tough, but I mean, it's not even like the 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 Mitch thing is not even the only question. It's like the Obi thing, you know, with Tibbs being there. Like you remember how Tibbs had Obi? No, remember how Tibbs had uh, Bobby Portis in Chicago? He was like a young oh, yeah. talent that they had, but Tibbs kept playing him 19 minutes, and then sometimes yeah. in those 19 minutes, you see Bobby Portis go off for like 30 points, but then he still gives him 19 minutes the next game or like 15. Nobody could yeah, explain what the fuck was going on, but he's kind of doing the same shit to Obi. I don't like that either, man. Obi, he, he can ball, man. You got to give him time. Yeah, but it's like, is is Tibbs that guy? Like, see, this is the thing. Like, I'm wondering, like, with Leon, like, okay, you drafted Obi, but is he a fit for Tibbs? It's hard for me to believe that anybody's a fit for Tibbs. Especially if if he's more of a defensive-minded coach, you know what I mean? Yeah, we but... Need, we, need, we need someone that... that that's what I'm saying, man. It kind of hurt us when uh, what, Mike, Woodson uh, left? Mike Woodson left. Yeah, and also Kenny Payne is now dipping out. Kenny See, Payne like, too. a lot yeah. of pieces from last year that was successful, like, they're slowly dipping out. And even Mitch and Mitch, Mitch Robinson now, he has options to dip out, too. So, you yep. see, we slowly losing what was there from before. And it's like, Leon, Leon, this summer, man, he got to be active. He got to, yo, we're going to really judge him this summer. Seeing oh, yeah. what's what. Like, it's, it's, gonna, it's gonna be hard for somebody to come here because mm-hmm. the owner we got, man. We don't nobody like the owner. Nah, nah, nah. We can't front, man. Yo, Dolan has taken a step back for a minute now. He may have struggled to find somebody to hire to put in charge that can mm-hmm. do the job. But yo, he stepped back, man. He stepped back, bro. We got we got to keep it real. The media is, is painting the picture like as if he's still there. That's, that that's dude stepped back, man. That is true. He stepped back. Like he he's just trying to find the right people to run the shit. And yeah. Leon was a good choice, but I'm not sure. Leon might have to get a better GM under him. He might have to get rid of uh what's his name? Scott Perry. Yeah, Scott Perry, yeah. Yeah, there's better guys than him. Scott Perry, no disrespect. Like he was a GM in Sacramento. Like they just they just, you know, was trying to stay above water. Just trying to look good. 
about not making the playoffs. Like, there's nothing revolutionary about Scott Perry. I'll make uh, Mark Jackson the GM if I if, if I was uh, Rose. Man, if if the Knicks could, man, yeah, I wouldn't mind them going after that fucking. I'm not sure if he's a GM that that guy that's out in OKC, man. That motherfucker know how to get fine players. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot yeah, his name, man. Good. That guy that is, is killer. Like, they could offer him, fuck, man, some type of Pat Riley deal, man, or something. Like, yeah, come through. Yeah, but on that note, man, I'm gonna let you go, brother. All right, no it's doubt, man. Pleasure. pleasure talking with you, man. All right, no doubt. Stay up. You stay up. Yo, yo, Nick. <laughs> Just in the nick of time. Brother's about to give up this lead right now. Yo, bro. What's good? What's good? Hornets came on strong, but you know, we held tight. We held tight. Yeah, yeah, they did, but yo, I was just talking to the last guy, man. We was having a good convo about, you know, some of the adjustments, you know, Leon Rose gotta make this summer, man. He's he's at a pivotal point, man. He's at a pivotal point right now. Because a lot of people that were there from before, like uh Mike Woodson, Kenny Payne, they're dipping out. Even Mitch, Mitchell Robinson, man, he has options this summer. He could dip out on I us. I think he's going to bring back Mitch, to be oh, honest. It, it, it's it's, it's going to be a harder negotiation than we think, man, because... It's going to be tough. I'd sign 13, 14 million, yeah, I'd do it. Yeah, but... It, see, once again, it's it's how much they paid Nerlens. Nerlens Noel, man, they paid him, like, almost 10 Per year, yeah, ridiculous amount. Yeah, man, they're gonna have to justify that to Mitch. Mitch is like, yo, I'm the starter. I, I lead the league, and I'm one of the top guys on offensive rebounds. I lead the franchise in a single season for blocks. No, Nerlens Noel don't do nothing near that. I think where you can sort of because Noel got the uh, what was it two plus one team option. Yeah. Right, I think maybe you make it up to Mitch by giving him maybe three years or four years guaranteed. I mean, that's not bad, but he might be looking for more than that. Yeah. No, nah, yeah, yeah, no, actually, four years because I think uh, some of the centers uh, in um, the one uh, Wendell Carter Jr. in Orlando he got four years at fifty, and then some center in. Uh, Boston, he got, uh, I think, a $50 million deal for four years. Yeah. Mitch going to be looking at them, how much they got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's, it's, I, it's, it's real tricky. I'm looking at this playing the young kids and everything. Like, like this, is what I, this is what the fans have been screaming for. Like, this is what I've been saying for so long. Like, I don't understand why it took so long. Like, these kids, like, the OKC kids, they've been playing all season long. Like, if you gave Obi these minutes, like... Yeah, but they're, I'm, they're, they're, I'm they're sure. one foot in, one foot out with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they they have a bunch of vets that they kind of re-signed, like Burks, Nolan's Noel, etc. And then they sort of mixed them in by having all these guys like Obi quickly. And then they even added more guys like, like Kim Reddish. And it's like, yo, what are we doing? We kind of... 50% vet, 50% young. And it's like the, the vets are getting kind of more minutes than the younger guys. It's, it's weird. 
And then you got the you got Leon office. Rose also drafting Obi, knowing that he got Tibbs. The front office, they had they they proven that they can draft well. They also proven that in trades, they can make good trades. I don't think they've lost a trade yet. The D Rose trade was great. Reddish trade was great, but off season. I mean, not a straight Chiefs. That, that's a two out of ten. Kemba and signing the world the contract you gave. I love D Rose, but you signed him. He hasn't played this season. Yo, but hold um, up. That Evan, I mean, because look at Evan right now. He's secretly actually having the same statistical seasons as he had before. But Evan, Evan has played well. Like, not, maybe he's, maybe he's not in certain not not in certain crucial times like in the fourth quarter he he, he can't play well like when it comes he's down very to like up and down. yeah we really need a and, basket he's not really there yeah. for us but at the end of the day imagine if we had a point guard that could facilitate no, I, I really like I, I have get him open. especially like after all star break and whenever he plays against Boston I have liked his season he is frustrating but he also does bring a lot to our team. But you can just see sometimes the fit isn't amazing. It's not amazing, We're, but it's hard to judge because we don't have a point yeah. guard. But even defensively, um, so, I mean, so, sometimes, look, sometimes he gets a lot of steals. He's active defensively. But, I mean, other times, the guy just gets scored on. Like, they just score on him. Yeah, they do score on him easily, but at the end of the day, it's like Evan is doing pretty decent with no point guard yeah. setup. You know what I'm saying? Like, because we see at times Evan is, has to juke guys off in order to create some yeah, space. Yeah, yeah. That's off. Like, he shouldn't be responsible for doing that. It's true. I just, I, I think with, with, I know Cam's injured, so I, not really him, but I, I, I think on a, in an ideal world, just in my opinion, out of OB Cam Evan Grimes, I I would have loved for one of them to be a like a one through four ish lockdown, like a Mars Bridges, like a Dorian Finney Smith type. Because we we Frank gave us nothing on offense, but one thing you could do with Frank is you could just put him on anyone and say yo just stop them off like just close them offensively frank would make put luca in jail and that's what we don't have on this team like lomelo ball was yeah but frank threes. frank was too one way he was too he's too one way for today's nba yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean i just need i'd have loved like a six 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 guy six seven guy like someone of cam Reddish's build but that can that you can just put on end of the opposing players and just say, all right, like, like, Suns do, Mars, Mikel Bridges, Finney Smith. Um, I mean, we don't got to do all that. We already got the player. You just said it, Cam Reddish. Why don't we just use him? We just need to find minutes. I don't know if Cam can get that good defensively, if, if I'm being honest. And guard one through five. I don't know if Cam can guard guards either. Nah, I don't I don't think he can guard forwards like that. I think he yeah, could possibly guard guards. Like I don't think forwards he could guard. But I was like watching. That. I was watching the the Mavs game and I saw Finney Smith clamp. Like I can't remember who 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 his assignment was, but he put him in jail. I was I was just shocked. And I think the Knicks we need 
because Grimes and McBride and Quickly, I think they're all fantastic defenders on ball. I think McBride is an unbelievable defender. I think Grimes causes havoc. I think Quickly switched on. But against bigger guys, like a Chris Middleton or something, they like they just Chris Middleton is just going to shoot over them. I we need someone that's six six. Like RJ, he he's a he's a good player, and you know, RJ showed a lot of promise in the start of the season with his his, his defense. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you go to RJ though, but what what is the priorities? Because you mentioned okay, we need someone yeah, to clamp yeah, guys up. Yeah, it's true, it's true. No, but, you are right. But, but what are the priorities I this off season? Like, okay, we got Mitch to resign. Is, we need a point guard. point guard. But in my opinion, the point guard is not in the draft. It's not in the draft. So, so where is it then? Yeah, I, I, uh, I kind of agree. It's not in. It, it, I mean, I don't agree. But what I'm saying is that I don't think it's in free agency either, unless a guy gets disgruntled. That's the I only watched way. that tight tight Washington guy that everyone's linking us to in uh, first round March Madness. I will. He is not the. He is not the guy from New York. He's not even a guy from New York. I don't think the Knicks are in a position to draft a younger guy to put next to RJ in year five and Randall. In year like eight, it's just I don't see a fresh. Randall, I don't think Randall's here next season. Nah, he's here, bro. You wildin', man. This, just, this guy averaged a double double with five assists with no point guard for a whole season. Come on, bro. He's I definitely just, the best talent. I, I don't think he wants to be here. Nah, I think he does, man. It's just like the fan base is annoying. Out. I don't think he wants to be here. Nah, man. I, like, yo, with we, Kendra we, Randall, I feel like yeah, everyone, yo, the toxic fan base is putting that on him. That's not true. But like man. that Kendra Randall coming out talking to um saying that her family gets abused by the fans and stuff. Well, yeah, that's you true, know, man. You don't think I, that's I, violation? I it's like, come, come on. That. And I, I'm not saying anything against them. Like if if that's how they feel and it's too much, that's totally fine. I'm just saying that I don't see how you come back from that. I don't know how you you know it gets to a point where you attack like Nah, yeah, man, there's nothing wrong with what they said. The only issue, the, the only issue is because it's unfortunate for Randall because some of a lot of guys deal with this. Like a lot of guys are not really connecting social media like that. But you then have a girlfriend who sees something on social media and then you know yeah. she's too stuck on that. You're trying to get her off of it. It's like yo, just because you see a picture of someone going out doesn't mean we have to go out. You know what I'm saying? Like unfortunate for Randall, it seems like his lady is you know she has a thing with social media. So when she sees a lot of negative shit, she just can't get off it. You know what I'm saying? A lot of guys deal with that shit, but that's the only problem. It's like she needs to just turn that shit off. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. Yeah, it just, I, it just I, comes with know, the territory. I, I'd be very, very surprised if if Julius is here next season. Nah, you man. Also got yeah, these, like, nah, bro. You're, you're you tweaking, man. You you're tweaking. Obi. Like you're paying Obi. You're gonna need to sign him eventually. That's I not a guarantee that they're gonna pay Obi. That's not a guarantee. Remember, no, remember Obi, Obi, Obi is what seventh pick. Out. He's a seventh what pick, man. Do. It's not a guarantee. No, I'm saying you got to find out what he can do. Yeah, but that's the thing. Okay, but here's where I'm confused at. Why would why would uh, Leon Rose draft Obi, a player like that, knowing that he got Tibbs as the coach? See, that's what I'm saying. This summer, Leon Rose. We got to hold his feet to the fire, man, because he came through. He selected the coach. He drafted Obi. You know, he signed a couple of free agents or re-signed a couple of guys. 
this shit has his fingerprints all over it. It's not like he could say, like, I came in and Steve Mills built this team and I got to fix it. Nah, man, he kind of came in fresh with a lot of money to I'm, spend. Hey, 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 you know, I'm, I'm one of those guys that, like, when after that first season we got four seed, I genuinely thought we had the best front office in the league. They're geniuses. They're playing 4D chess. They're way ahead of everyone. Nah, I, I wouldn't say that. After, I was, I would, I would say we have the most connected, season, connected front office in the league. Like they know after everybody. This season, I don't know if I have confidence in my front office like that anymore. I, because, nah, bro. Like, under one season, you lost them. confidence, man. Come on. Fun. Under one season, you lost confidence. Come on, man. It's, it's a I little... know, like trading for Cam Reddish, and then. You hear rumors of the trade deadline that they're trying to shop Cam Reddish. It's like, why, why did you trade for him then? I just don't get it. If if you're not gonna sign Mitch, or you had a number in mind, and you knew he was gonna ask for more, you should have traded him. If we lose Mitchell Robertson for nothing, that is gross mismanagement by a front office that's very very concerning yeah but okay the way nah man but the way you're saying it you're making it seem like mitch has been a consistent player and we have a full scope of what he could do uh, on a consistent basis handle it better i i I just see but the thing is you 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 think he can you just never seen it because every back-to-backs this guy is gone his stamina is still questionable you know i'm saying it's not with mitch it hasn't really been a guarantee. This has but actually then, been like, the longest if, stretch if, if that we've seen Mitch case, play. If you're if you're scared of him, then you trade him. You don't keep him. You don't risk losing him for nothing unless you bring him back. I, I, if we lose him for nothing, like the Kemba Walker um, trade, not trade signing, was was clearly horrendous. Like. Oh, every, everything they did in, in free agency was not good. Uh, the Kimball Walker, the Kimball Walker signing was a gamble. It didn't really cost us that much. It was a risk, yeah, but nothing like the Noel contract was not good. The D Rose contract. Wait, hold on, but, we, but we, hold on, we gotta look at the context though. The, the New Orleans Noel contract was given to to New Orleans when Mitch was out for most of last year, and then New, New Orleans Noel saved us last year at the center position. He came through and he, he did, and he put in he a did. lot of work, man. So that was kind of well he did, deserved. You signed him to a contract which isn't tradable. And you know, what are you talking short. about? He got he got two years with one year out. By next year, next season, you you can get rid of you can get rid of Nerlens Noel. Yeah, it, by giving up a, a second round pick. No, why, why would you have to do that when he when we have a team option on the third year? So next year is, is, is his only guarantee on the Knicks. That's I just it. think the Noel contract was not smart. I, then you got the who else? We signed Burks. Yo, but oh, you, nah, but you, but you got to remember Bucks the actually. position that we were in when we gave these guys the money. Nerlens Noel saved us last it's year when true. Mitch was it's out. True. I, you, I hear what you're saying, but then there's the like the the plays that we missed out on, like the Bulls transformed their team in an off season. I think there's like they signed DeRozan. That's some. That's someone that we didn't even look at. Is it? Yeah, but remember, remember, he went to San Antonio, where play where players normally go there and die. So it's not like everybody was like, "Oh, DeRozan, that's the big but star of me, the free agency period." I I hear what you're saying, but me, 
I should have known that after this first season, DeRozan's is going to come around looking like an MVP. But I'm not paid to know these things. My front office should be able to predict these things and know these things. And those are the best front office guys. I'm not, I don't, I still trust Leon, but after this season, there are a lot of things where, but at, before, I thought they could make no mistakes. They turned Dennis Smith Jr. into Derrick Rose. It's the same guys that they've made a lot of mistakes this year. I, I can't lie to you. It's just, I, I, I feel like we're playing a lot of Monday morning quarterback, man, because we're forgetting. Because you, you even judge you even judge the Derrick Rose signing. You even judge the Derrick Rose signing, and that saved us last year because we pretty much turned the season around once we got Rose. To, but once again, no, it's no, Monday morning Derrick, quarterback. Did, I, I would have brought Derrick Rose back. I'm just saying that, you know, just from a roster construction point of view, going into a season with two point guards that historically cannot play more than 50 games a season, both of them. Like, that is not intelligent. When you kept, like, the market for Kemba, I mean, he was bought out. There wasn't a market for Kemba. That should have told you something, right? I, it's, low ri- it's low risk, high reward. I, I get that. But going into the season with D-Rose and Kemba Walker as your two guys, even if both of them were amazing when they played, there's still an injury risk. There's still a guarantee that you won't get either of them for a full 82, no chance. But what were the options? What were the options besides Dennis Schroeder? I don't know. I don't want Dennis. Listen, that's not my job, right? But I think the front office, it, it, it wasn't... They could have got a better point guard than Kemba Walker in the offseason if they wanted but, to. But who? But you're saying that, but who was it then? Because to me, it was only Dennis Schroeder. That's it. Like, who, what, what was a decent... Didn't Schroeder sign a one-year deal with the Celtics? I mean, the way... I mean, whatever contract he signed, it wasn't that much difference in money per year than, than Kimber Walker. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the, that's what I'm saying. It was scarce as fuck because, trust me, if there were mad point guards available, we could just name them right now. But there wasn't. I think Lonzo was a free agent, but I think that deal was done. Nah, that, yeah, that deal was done in secret because uh, the league uh, had fined. I mean, yeah. I, I think they're still trying to come down on what's... I think they took away a second-round pick. They did something. There was some sort of tampering in that trade. So I mean that that's already, that option's already out the out the bag, yeah. and then and then what's his name? Uh, Lonzo Ball is not really killing it over there in Chicago. Yeah, I mean yeah, he has been injured for like two three months. I think when they did play, I don't know. I I would really want Lonzo on my team that bad. Anyways. Yeah, no, I, I I think also just the whole direction with with Tibbs. I think that, that that's one of the main things that I I have a big issue with it's you're not on the same page as the coach in terms of direction you see this guy playing vets all, all season long pretty much like 
and we're losing. We went on a streak where we lost 18 out of 20 games. And it's it's diabolical. And we're, we're ride or dying with the Reds. Cam Reddish, who you traded for, didn't play in his first, like, eight games. Like, and you're the head of the snake. Yeah, that's you're, a, that's you're a thing. It's, that's like, another miscommunication. That's another miscommunication between Tibbs and Leon. It's like, why but, make like, that move? That's on Leon, in my opinion. Like, Leon has the authority. And if, if you can't control Tibbs, then Tibbs ain't your guy. Leon, I still want him here. I'm not out. I Now, you can be out. He's only been here for I like a seriously year. Seriously judge him. Seriously judge him is when we make that trade for that star. Whoever that star is, whatever we give up for that star, when we go all in, that's ultimately the biggest test. Everything now doesn't it's it doesn't really matter ultimately. But I'm just saying I went from a position last season where I thought these guys could do no wrong to just the point where I'm a bit more skeptical about my front office. That's all. Yeah, but okay, okay, but okay, let, let, let me just say this. It's it's hard to be skeptical because I feel like how we think of free agency and, and just all NBA off seasons has changed a lot, man. Because right now, in the last two or three years, man, the NBA kind of switched up on how this shit gets regulated. Because yeah. now all the mega superstars could just re-sign with their teams and get their money anyway and then force their way out. We've seen Ben Simmons force his way out with four years left in his deal. Same thing for James Harden. He forced his way out of Houston. Then he forced his way out of Brooklyn. You could still get signed for a super max, and then within the second year of that deal, you could force your way out, man. That's yeah, a, that's that's the new free agency, man. It's to re-sign, get your money, and then force your way out. So that makes it tougher for teams like the Knicks, with guys that are connected like Leon Rose and World Wide West, to just approach guys and try to get them to the team. It's not that easy. Just even being just being in that position is not that easy anymore. Because guys are just like, oh, I'm going to just re-sign with my same team. Then I'm a bitch and pull the Carmelo and just say, I want out. Yeah, no, you're, you're right on that. Yeah, because think about we're it. Who, who, where, where, where are the free agents, man? Where are the free agents? Everybody like re-signing. suck till 23. And that's if any of them get there. I think, I think this is what the NBA wanted. They wanted the money... In a way, the money got so large, guys just started saying, I'm going to just resign and then fuck it. I'm I just going to force my way out. For the small market teams, they, the NBA needs players like Giannis to stay in Milwaukee. And it needs guys like Donovan Mitchell to stay in Utah. Because if guys like Zion to stay in New Orleans, because, I mean, if they don't, then you could cut the NBA down to eight teams. Like the small market teams need to matter, and you you got to find find ways for them to keep their best players. I think yeah, that's it's just about. tough. I just think the landscape of free agency has changed, man, and it's unfortunate for Leon Rose and World Wide West is that they step in when guys could just resign with their squads, get the supermax. 
and then force their way out in year two. It's just hard to approach guys on some free agent shit, on some unrestricted free agent shit. It's just, it's real hard, man. It's not the same thing. It's a, it's a, it's a so different that era. Means, that, that just means it's on us to, to build the talent. Yeah, exactly. Good, Development bro. is going to be crazy. Hey, hey what's good? It's us. It's on us to to keep acquiring talent, and and wait until that star's here. That star requests a trade. You know, it, it does happen every like once every year at this rate. Yeah, at this rate. Yeah, the turnover is pretty quick, and you can even see uh, Phoenix. They did that. They kind of built their squad. And then they saw CP3 available, and then they they got him, and they went from being just like a, a playing team to a championship contender, just with that one move. But they built in house. We got to start doing that. But I don't think yeah. Tibbs is going to be that coach. Who we draft this year is is so important. Yeah, but I don't think Tibbs is going to be that coach that's supposed to be sticking around for that plan. It's gonna, it's going to be real hard to to do that with Tibbs around. He's just not the rebuild guy. He's not the rebuild guy. Look, what what Tibbs has done to our young guys since he's come in, in my opinion, it, it, it's been it's not been good. It, it hasn't been good, and it hasn't helped our young guys' development at all. And but I do I blame Tibbs, but I blame the front office more because what is it's an email, yo Tibbs, if you don't. Start playing these guys more minutes, you lose your job. That's it. And then you've changed. You're hearing winning nah, guys. I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I think I think when he signed with the squad, I think there was like, you know, things discussed and cause remember because remember Tibbs Tibbs won the control so bad in Minnesota, they gave him that president slash coach role and he completely fucked that up. But even though in the middle of him fucking that up, they still let him rock and he was just doing the same stubborn shit. But how can we change like this last month? Like, as soon as you heard that um, that report of William Wesley going to Dolan and being like, it's Tim's fault, it's Tim's fault. That's when this guy started playing the kids more. Yeah, but that shit is funny though. I don't, I don't know, man. We need to see William Wesley come out with that because these motherfuckers been quiet for way too long and now all of a sudden they want to bitch you know what I'm saying they never answer for the moves that they made I will say that a lot of of Knicks fans complain about Leon and Wesley like just totally radio silent and we the fans we don't know what direction we're going in or what direction nah fuck it they don't even have to tell us that man they don't even have to tell us that all they gotta tell us is that yo we made these moves because of X, Y, and Z. They got to talk about the moves they already made. We yeah. don't even know the answers and to those. And people saying that we're down bad, so we need answers. I hear that. But one thing I will say is, last season, when everything was going amazing, they didn't say a word. They didn't get any... They didn't ask for any credit. And they could have so easily done it. That's the first time the Knicks have been good in so long. They could have easily milked all of that, but they stayed radio silent and just let Julius have his shine, Tibbs have his shine, everyone, the team have their shine. So now when we're bad, they're just keeping that same philosophy of let's just try and improve the team and we're not going to say anything, which I understand. Yeah, but, but, but hold on, hold on, boy, hold on, hold on. Yeah, but they got to they gotta just answer for the moves that they made. Okay, we signed Evan. What was the thinking? 
okay, Kimba, it was a gamble. It didn't work out. So what are we thinking? Like just yeah. little small shit like that. We're not we're not asking them. Oh, that the the ship is crashing. Just answer questions now. Just answer for the past moves that you made. We don't even have answers for that. I think yeah. Leon Rose spoke to the media once, and he spoke to MSG media. So he didn't even speak to like the regular media. You know what I'm saying? He he spoke yeah. to um I believe uh, one of the Knicks, Knicks announcers, and you already know he already knew what questions was coming. They gave him layup ass yeah. questions. So actually, they gave him alley hoop questions. And it's just like, yo, the last time we heard from you was fucking from July of 2020. It's like, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then also Leon Rose got to talk about what did he see in Obi that he thought it was good to draft him and put him next to Tibbs. Because we already seen what Tibbs did to Bobby Portis in Chicago. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't like the young guys like that. So why draft the Bobby Portis kind of young player that's kind of flashy and Obi? And team him up with Tibbs. What was your thinking? You know what I'm saying? Like it's like small shit like that. Just answer for the past moves, man. Yeah. No. I'm, t- I'm telling you, this I, summer, I, Leon Rose, they're gonna hold his feet to the fire, man. Cause yo, there's no more Kenny Payne. There's no more Mike Woodson. You know what I'm saying? And the Kimball Walker gamble ain't work out. And you gotta start making adjustments, man. You gotta start making adjustments and what's going on here. You gotta make a decision. Are you fifty percent in with the young guys? Or you know, you're doing this fifty fifty between young guys and re signing vets. Choose a direction, man. What are we doing here? Nah, I hear. And the Cam Reddish shit too, man. It's like what's going on? Well, I think Obi's played great today. Yeah, but it's like Obi's playing great today, but does he have the opportunity to do that for fucking ten games in a row or for at least thirty games? Like we got to choose a direction, man. I mean, they got to explain. We, we fucking playing Taj Gibson. You know, look at the game last night. I mean, it was like fucking burner minutes. Taj Gibson is out there other than Obi. Like, come on, man. Put Obi in there. Yeah, hey, I've, got, I've got a question for both of you guys. Look, we're all humans, right? So I've, I've just got a question. Do you think... It could be crazy, but do you think Julius is happy watching this right now? Or angry watching this right now. Angry, what angry man, be? because because like, no, he's he's happy of course because they're winning the game right now. But I but, think okay, I think he's angry. He's angry because... about the Knicks in their position versus from last year. Correct. See, I don't subscribe to what everybody on these faces be saying about Julius jealous of RJ. He jealous of this. I don't see that. I don't. I don't feel that. I feel he's more frustrated with himself. Um, I feel he's frustrated with the lack of um, wins that they had because he 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 tried to put the team on his back last year. Um, and this year, sometimes you do have bad years. I mean, he's having a bad year. And I think all of that culminating in his mind um, is coming out so negative in other areas. And people are trying to say be psychologists and say oh he's pissed at rj because rj got the keys he's pissed they yeah. nobody got the keys to the knicks like right we can't nobody got the keys mm-hmm. i mean uh, we need until we get someone bona fide that's gonna really and and rj could be not saying that he but he's he he's he's not that right now he's on his way and um but I don't subscribe to what everyone else is saying yeah, about Julius yeah. being jealous. Now, wait, hold on. Real quick. Wait, hold on. Real quick. Let me ask you a question. Do you think Julius is, is also frustrated 
at the moves that Leon Rose made last summer because they're not really working out. I, I think I, he is now. I didn't think he was at the time. Yeah, at the time, none of us was. We all, I, we I, all maybe, saw, oh, Fournier is going to be a maybe good. Maybe he need was frustrated in, in getting rid of Bullock. Because Bullock, that was his guy on the offense. Like, yeah, that was his sniper. So maybe he was angry that they lost Reg. But, I mean, Peyton I mean, knows. But, I mean, if you look at the production outside of defensively, because the whole team took a step back defensively. Yeah. You can't blame one one player or a position that moved. But I will say this. If you look at Reggie's numbers and Fournier's numbers, Fournier's killing him. Yeah. As far as that, so that was, but the thing is, we the gamble was Kimba, and he was the huge gamble, which didn't pay. But at the time, we all was like, okay, hey, he averaged nineteen points in in um, Boston. Another thirty point game for my guy RJB, man. And we was like, if he if he if he comes and he plays up to his capabilities, we should be a good squad. And for five games, we were fooled. But, uh, but outside of that, um, yeah, it was a gamble that didn't pay off, and the cookie crumbles like that sometimes. Yeah, but also Julius is taking a blow for that gamble not working out. He's taking the brunt of the that shit not working out, man, at all. Because the fans are going yeah. hard at Julius as if he made the offseason moves of why we don't have a point guard to oh, help no, other yeah, guys see, out. That, that's one thing I, I will sort of clap back for you. The biggest reason as to why the Knicks have been awful this year is Julius Randle. We finally look like a confident team tonight. The big, the biggest reason, if I had to point to one thing as to why the Knicks have fallen off so much, is because of the Julius Randle decline, and then I point to the Leon what, Rose. What decline? Do you see what he's averaging, man? What with no point guard, he's averaging twenty, ten, and five, man. With nah, no point guard to set him up. Second team, all NBA. Yeah, I understand that, but this year we have injuries and last no season, point guard. Last he shot forty percent from three. Yo, but we got Who? no setup, man, Julius. bro. Oh, Julius yeah, shot forty percent yeah. from three. He, but he Julius has never shot forty percent from three in his entire career. So exactly. We should, we should look at those averages over a span of four or five years and say, no, but okay, I, this I, is I probably true. Who he is? The biggest reason as to why the Knicks have taken a step back this season is because if Julius was eighty percent of himself last season, this season, the Knicks would be fifth, sixth. Fourth seed again Yo but Nick Let me tell you this That season that he did that Everybody was scoring The NBA broke records For almost every single team In scoring So we're relying on A bubble season Where everybody broke records For Julius to keep doing that Every team Even the shitty teams Broke scoring records You know that right That same season That Randall went off Even the shitty teams Broke scoring records Everybody was scoring buckets the reason also no I, I definitely agree with both of you in terms of like the bigger picture there there is no you know conspiracy Julius RJ beef but I, I'm more just talking about this game if I was Julius I I, I mean because he maybe he sort of knows what's coming after this like the Knicks without him just went and beat the Hornets you know fully healthy Hornets well, they didn't have Hayward actually. They played amazing. They scored forty points in the first quarter, start to finish, overlooking it. And you know how all the Knicks fans are. 
Yeah, they haven't trailed. They didn't trail this entire game. Yeah, and then the yeah, pace was like, up, man. They scored like almost sixty wire. points by it half. Amazing. Talk but about what, that pace. What I saw, what I saw happening tonight too, was Obi was a little bit better in his shot selection and converting his baskets. Right. Uh, and if Obi can stay in a flow, offensive flow, which is tough on a Tibbs coach team, but I think he he is going to be amazing now. The bad part is we we're gonna lose Mitch. We losing Kimball. We losing Mitch. I, I think Burks might. Mitch. Yeah, Mitch gone. Um, I don't think so. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I mean, I, I, unless they I pay him the Mitch money, is gone. So somebody's gonna offer him the bag. The Knicks, the Knicks know his his quirks, his habits, and they're gonna offer him twelve to fifteen. But I think a team is gonna offer him between um, seventeen to twenty. Oh uh, shit! Yep. I think Mitch I think Mitch got, I think these desperate teams like a Charlotte who needs a, a, a someone in the center uh, is going to offer him Detroit. You think a franchise is going to look at his injury history and offer Mitch Robson eighteen million a year? I think Mitch is being told that he's worth. 15 to 20 mil and if the Knicks are not going to do it we're going to walk and remember his uncle man remember how his uncle got on Twitter said he loved the Knicks but Tibbs you know the Knicks don't believe in giving the ball to their centers to do other things other than alley hoops here's the deal fellas this boy's making what 2.1 million dollars yeah, he's, he's been he's making made, under two, he's, he's been making 2 million money. or less over the last nah I think years. he's making 1 I think he's making 1 one. He's so when when they throw when when a team the team that throws him the biggest bag is where he's going. He he's at the point now where it's, it's about him making money, and you can tell the way he talks on Twitter, the way he posts on Instagram. He he wants the bag. It's so true, he, but I, I yeah, if the Knicks come in like a couple mil short. Let's see I what the, let's see what happens. I'm, I I hope he stays. I don't want to lose Mitch. I think he's a integral piece to what we're trying to build here. But I still can't blame him wow. if someone throw throw 18, 17, 20 million at him. I'm gone. Bye. Like at this point, I think that'd young, be fun. Get your I think money, that's... secure your future. So somebody's gonna I, Jeremy Lin us, basically. Nah, I definitely wouldn't blame Mitch. So someone's I, gonna I Jeremy Lin the Knicks and just throw that bag. Wait a minute, say that again. Someone's just gonna Jeremy Lynn the Knicks and just throw the bag at him and then he's gone. <laughs> crazy. I definitely wouldn't blame Mitch, but I mean that that would be front office malpractice. No, it's not, man. You can't say it that. Is. You can't say it that. Is. Even Actually, right now, Mitch him. is not playing the back to back. What are you talking about? Mitch is not even playing the back to back. No, they had a, they had an had option option to sign him last year. The they could have got this done with him last year. You could have traded him in January. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yo, fellas, fellas, once again, let's let's remember what was going on. Mitch barely played last season. Fucking Nerlens Noel is the one that saved us at that center position. So how the hell can uh, they no, even throw the bag mean, at him? That doesn't mean that much to me. No, yes, it does. Because what consistency did we ever see from Mitch to at that point? We never saw it. We never, yeah, yo, we it, just started seeing what Mitch oof, can do now. It's, it's not. We it's, just started it's seeing not, that shit not, this season, man. It's not an amazing situation. We're talking about skinny Mitch. Mitch was skinnier. Yeah, it, it, Keep that shit not, in mind. <laughs> it's not an amazing situation, but when you know that this guy could potentially walk for nothing, 
you have to make a move. It do, like teams are always are for, GMs are forced to make uncomfortable decisions all the time. Like, and I, I, I mean, I'm, the, I'm kind of the, stuck in the middle. The, I, I don't blame the front office too, front, given his, the, the injury, his injury history. But um, the at the same the time, are, uh, his talent, his talent speaks. Yeah, I, I, yeah, and so does his stamina. He got that KP stamina at times. <laughs> yeah. Now I wouldn't want to pay Mitch, oh, but if it, if I was the GM, I'm offering Yep, twelve, fourteen. And, and uh, right, and right there, there's your problem. You're paying Nerlens Noel ten. Damn, you got to justify that twelve to thirteen, boy. It's like I think Mitch uh, is a little better than Noel. Don't you think? Yeah, I know, but Noel's I think I think I think, I think Mitch is gonna be like I took a pay cut for two Noel's years. You got to offer me sixteen, fifteen plus. Noel Noel's a better shooter. Noel makes free throws. He makes his free throws, and he can hit a he can hit a ten foot, uh, eight to ten foot jumper. I've yeah, seen but Nerlens Noel is not in the top times. of the league in offensive rebounds, and then Mitch broke the the yeah. Knicks record for blocks in the season. Like Mitch, Correct. Mitch I think what Mitch lines. does Mitch, is Mitch has more productive. Mitch has the all-time field goal percentage in the NBA. That's all off of dunks, bro. Yeah, that's, NBA all, that's all dunks. Can't count that too much. <laughs> but, but yo, keep that in mind that his uncle said he wanted a larger role. The Knicks don't. His yeah. uncle said he loved the Knicks, but the Knicks don't believe in giving their ball to the bigs. So he wants his he wants his nephew out of there. He tweeted that his uncle. And you know, you know, yeah. nowadays like players they be speaking through their family members. Yep, I'm hearing that the Pelicans um, are looking at Mitch too, and that's more of a thing for him to go home. Oh yeah! Oh so shit! He, I even I even I even yep. fucking realized that. Yeah. Yep. If he goes home, that's I think that's it. Oh yeah, it's over. Yeah, but they, yeah, they, but they, we 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 they, we gotta look at the market and see. Um, but I I do think Mitch is going. I I just feel that, and I hope I'm wrong, but I just feel it. Um. He's playing very hard, uh, <laughs> and you can tell he's playing for a contract right yeah. now. He's playing it's hard, just, but but peep that he's not he's not on the back to backs. Remember against the Jazz after the bat, it was a back to back he missed, and now look he played hard against the Hawks in a back to back right now. He's not there. He's already got teams looking at him. He got that. He got that KP Call stamina. Call me conspiracy, but um. I don't think Julius and Mitch actually hurt right now. That's oh, you got me. something against Julius, bro. You got it's something. Not, what? It's, this was not a guess. I think they they told him to shut it down for season. I don't know about that, but I would say this: um, Mitch is going to go somewhere with a nice point guard and feast and. We're gonna look back at this in a couple of years and be like, "Man, front office missed missed the boat." Nah, but I, th- that, I think I think Mitch is gonna be that dynamic, man. It's, it's like too much he's Monday. Twenty three mo- years old. I agree with you in that part, but I, I, it's too much Monday morning quarterback. If he ends up playing nice somewhere else, it's just like it's just a positioning, man. We wasn't in position to give him that. No, contract we don't have a based point off of what guard, we saw. He's gonna go somewhere with a point guard that's gonna feed him galore, and Mitch is gonna look so much better than he yep, does bro. now. We, we don't talk- have personnel oh, yeah. to, to help his game. Yo, bro, we were talking about this earlier. I just want to get your opinion on it. Do you think Julius is here next season? Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, oh, Julius. Crazy man, twenty ten and what, five Jeff, this year. Is this what fans actually? Because I, I didn't really no, the, fans the fan base. The, there's a portion of the fan base that's loud talking and have all this negative. And and trust me, I'm I'm not a Julius apologist. I don't like the shit he's been doing. I don't like his on court persona this season. It's been very shitty. However, but and however. Uh, <laughs> I think a portion of the fan base that's doing all this vocalese on Julius and getting him to fuck up out of here and trade him and all this, that's emotion talking. That's us hanging on what happened exactly. last year. That's that's us having Julius as a number one option, which he's not. They're thinking Julius, they're treating Julius like a number one option. And they should see Julius for what he is. He's at best of three. If he if he's if we had a good score and a decent two, Julius would be the poster child for what we need as far as grabbing them rebounds, doing the dirty work down low, giving us eighteen to twenty points a night. That's what I would like to see from Julius. And um and he don't have to go through all these step back threes and, and and bringing up the ball, but we have to have the personnel in places so all that can shine. Yes, exactly. I've been saying, yeah, I was saying that to the first guy I was talking to, man. Jesus Christ, like, yo, we can't, we can't have this guy trying to be the the the, the point guard for all four quarters. Julius could do that in spurts, but he can't be doing that for a whole game. I mean, Correct. I was telling someone earlier, we seen Paul George and freaking Kawhi Leonard try to do that in the bubble, and that's why they lost when it was up three one. You can't do Correct. that for that long. You got to get a point guard. That's why the Clippers went after Reggie Jackson. They went after Rondo because they understand yeah. even though they they have two high-level performing players, they can't have them do that point-forward role too long. That shit don't work after yeah. a while. Well, look at Chris Paul. Every team Chris Paul has ever went to, whether they've been elite or mediocre, he's made them better because yep. a true point guard sees the floor – extension of the coach and understands how to get to put his guys in the right position to be successful we don't have that we haven't had that bro like uh, Raymond Felton was the only thing close to what we needed damn the nutty point guard and, and yeah and we, we have Knicks haven't had a point guard and we need that bro I think a lot of these guys would look a lot better if we had the right personnel in place but right now we don't have the personnel in place Yep. It's, and, yo, it's funny you said that because yo, Evan, Evan is one of those guys that look a lot better. Surprisingly, he was spaced the floor for the Knicks. Truthfully, that that's that's who the point guard is. Bro, you can't, why do we? Why do Knicks fans? And I'm a Knicks fan, but why do we always go after the unattainable? We have to be that's realistic. To the injured, the injured, realistic. the injured, unattainable. You said what? This guy is injured, man. Coming off of that major surgery, and then we expect him. To actually do what he did in the past. I'm just saying. I hate that shit. What? I, I hear us dream a lot. We dream a lot, and we don't live in reality. Injured. He was an all-star Facts. this season. Yo, my, my man's coming off a major surgery, bro. It's like Javante? No, uh, no, uh, Murray off of in uh in Denver. No, no, no I'm not talking about Jamal. I'm talking no, about he said Javante. Sent Spurs. Oh, the Spurs guy. Okay. Yeah, we. we I, I hate that we always try to go after these unattainable players. That, we have to look at what's out there is. and see who best fits our squad. No, but in, in terms of fit, like, that is not a bad point, guy. Unless, the thing is, if we get, 
I, I, I don't want to get in, into this, but that's Spider talk, right? If he was to come to the Knicks with RJ here, obviously we give the keys to Spider, but that's that he's not a point guard. The Ivy talk, Ivy's not a point guard either. Yo, Spider, college, right? Yeah, these guys ain't coming here, man. Spider ain't coming. Spider ain't leaving uh, Utah, man. Yeah, I would. I don't think not this, not this off season. I, he doesn't. In my opinion, he doesn't think he's got three years left on his deal in Utah. He does not finish that contract in Utah. That's just my opinion. And I'm not even saying he goes to the Knicks. I'm just saying he does not finish that contract in Utah. I, I don't. I don't see I it, can't man. Speak I, on that, yeah. yeah, I don't see it because uh, the Utah Jazz owner is it's a new dude, man. He's a fanatic and he's a billionaire. He's willing to spend on that squad, so I don't see. It's, I don't yeah, see yeah, Spider I, leaving, I man. That, like, and and you know Dwayne Wade's in his ear. Yeah, man. I, I don't see Spider <laughs> leaving, man. Take us to the premise land. Yeah, their owner, their owner, willing to buy into luxury tax, man. That guy got money, man. He's a fanatic of that squad. He's a tech billionaire, so I don't see Spider leaving. Anything Spider need, that guy's gonna that guy's gonna pay for it. I don't know. I saw Spider in the garden and like how happy he was to just just torch the Knicks. I, I, no, he's I, just happy man. to play in the garden, man. That's about it. Yeah, man. that's it. That's any team that comes through here. They're going to be. Yeah. The, what we like need, what we need is way. a team of dogs, bro, that when they come in the garden, we have to intimidate these motherfuckers. Don't get me started, man. I can't stand when people come into the garden and just clown on us like that. They Every team come and they want to make sure they make their their, you know, their impact on the Knicks, yeah, at playing the Knicks especially against the Knicks. I mean, yeah, especially Trey Young. Bro. Like, like not gonna be smacked. Whole I know Trey had a great game. I know Trey had a great game last night. Taj, like. Bro, just stand on your feet, bro. Like you can get crossed up, but you have to slip. Do but our remember. players understand the significance of the garden? Do our own players understand the lore of the garden? What it means to be in the Mecca, to play in the Mecca. We need players with that type of mentality, at least one or two on our team, to remind the others, no, we ain't let nobody come in here punk us like that. Yeah, see, like we had chances to get these players, like. And we look at the draft and shit, we had chances to get these players. Like, if you, like, if you, if you listen to, like, what um, all of these past rookies and shit says about, like, New York, you're like, well, I love playing in the garden. If I'm playing against them, if I was to play for them, I love playing in the garden. We have, we had those chances. There's people who want to play here. It's just that our, G, our, um, our GM has to decide, like, yo, should I go after these players or not? I mean, yeah, but who's that, to say that, they haven't been trying? I mean, it, it's, it's all still a mystery. It's all still a mystery. That's one thing on Leo Rose that, like, I also I don't like at all. Like, that risk-taking. Like, how hard did you try and get LaMelo? You don't want LaMelo. Was that, LaMelo, was that Leo Rose's class? Oh, that was yeah, his yeah, first, yeah, that was, that was, that was, that was his first we, class. We got OB in quick. We got OB at Okay. Eight. But we were supposed we would have had to move up to three. How else we gonna do that? Uh, look, how hard are you how hard are you willing to get that 
point guard that we haven't had in how many years? <laughs> nah, we need a point Yo, but what, what, what a, if what if, what if they asked for R.J. Barrett? That would have been tough. I don't know what I'm saying is Lamelo Ball next to R.J. Barrett, like. Yo, once again, man, much. you doing you doing the Monday morning quarterback thing again, man. But that's how that's how that, but that's how you do things. That's how you judge GMs and off seasons. Nah, and because 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 two teams skipped over Lamelo Ball, bro. man. You can you can sit you can a GM can go after any player they want. They still need a cooperative partner, man. And if you don't have a cooperative partner, that's why I'm saying we all say, oh, they had, the front office hadn't been doing this, hadn't been doing that. We don't know what they've been doing because you need a cooperative partner to make that, to make your moves work. Yeah, yeah. It's true. So we can only judge them what they have done, right? Correct. Okay. So what they have done, signing Kemba, signing Noel, Fournier to 17 mil a year. Trading for Cam, they're not playing Cam, and then looking for deals to shop Cam. Right, wait. Not embracing playing the kids or not being on the same wavelength as your head coach, right? Mm. No, no, These like, are things that I, I just look at the front office and I'm just like, hmm. But I mean, like, if he's really playing the front office, not I feel like that's all coaching. But it, it, it comes like the license. Tibbs has a long leash. He can do whatever the hell he wants. That comes from Leon. That, that pisses me off. Like, because, like, but you, that you comes from Leon. Yo, you sound mad far away. I'm not sure if you on the yeah, headphones. Yo, you sound mad far yo, away. Fellas, yo, fellas, I'm in, I'm in the UK. It's getting pretty late, so I'll show you guys some next one. All right, no doubt. So, y'all hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you gotta come closer. Better. That's much better. Yeah, what I was saying is that, like. Right tonight, you can see like all the talent, like all that talent is there sitting on the bench. Like Jericho Sims was looking like a goddamn starting center tonight. Obi Toppin was out here balling, catching, catching boards, putbacks, all that. Like it's all there's all that talent is just wasted by sitting on the bench because Tom Thibodeau don't want to play the young kids. Like, like, I'm not going to lie with you. I, I I turned on the TV expecting us to be down by, like, 20 or something at the half. And we was up, and we didn't and we didn't blow the lead at all. Like. Correct. We didn't we didn't, um, we didn't didn't trail that entire game. Yo, did, you, did y'all notice the pace of, pace of play was a lot faster, man? Yeah, because, like, when you got old people on the court, like, they start playing <laughs> slow. They get tired. They start breathing <laughs> heavy. They need water. Like, that's, that's everybody, bro. <laughs> That's everybody. If you, like RJ last night was so spent, he had played forty plus minutes, and we try to tell him take us home to to win the game. He was tired, bro. So yeah, I mean, like, Tip mismanages minutes pretty often, um, and his offensive schemes are trash. Those are my two biggest gripes. Outside of his fire tips, all that, I'm not in that in that club. But I do want him to look at how he's managing minutes oh, yo, and trust our, offensive, our offensive schemes um, that he's putting in place that seems not to be working at all. Yo, that fire tips 
and that fight tips club right there bro i'm all in that one like, <laughs> like get that nigga out of here bro. yeah no i'm looking for us to establish some type of stability but what i would like the front office to in part is say okay we here are tips deficiencies let's convince tips to get him a, a good offensive mind on his squad um so that they can hone this in because we've had how many coaches over the last five years Ooh, too many yeah, they, like they, four, right? Yeah, they all get the, the, the Fisdale stimulus package, man. Last three years is paid free. Yeah, we, we had two coaches in the Fisdale era. I mean, he was replaced with Mike Miller. Yeah. And you have to remember, we had Derek Fisher. If that don't make you stop and say, wait a minute, you know, we got we to gotta pull this together. We can't pe- keep changing personnel like this. Um, and I know it's not working, but... Let's see, you know, first year, okay, we get it. He had a good year. This year, blew up. Okay, let's blame Derrick Rose out the injuries. Let's see what Tibbs do next year. But they need to be in his ear about what he, how he's been managing the team. You know, managing minutes and, and things like that. It's just, it's, it's frustrating. But I'm not in that fire Tibbs club. But, but, but I will but, be next year. <laughs> Yo, but I, I feel like his hand was forced tonight because of the injuries and just yeah. overall no Reddish, no no Kimba. You know, there's a lot of people out. So now he's actually being forced to actually adapt. And it's like the Knicks today, they look like a modern team. Those playing fast. I think we dropped over 60 points by half. You know, we was kind of looking a lot different, man. Instead of like, you know, we looking like the fucking... Carl Malone, Utah Jazz is playing mad slow. Wait, you would have think that Charlotte played last night as well? Nah, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I'm not too yeah, sure. Kudos to the Knicks then, because they played a tough game last night too. Yeah, but Charlotte, Charlotte was coming off a winning streak. They was, I think they won like at least the last three to four. So it's not really? like you, you know, can always count on the Knicks to end their winning streak, and you can always count on the Knicks to blow the streak. <laughs> yeah, that was what I was happy. What I was bringing bringing out of that is RJ played what 40 plus minutes last night. And he still had a, a dominant night tonight. Well, that's that's bodes well for his stamina. But you know, how yeah. is that going to balance out as, as a whole? And so, as we look to next year, how is Tibbs going to balance that out, bro? Like that's scary for me. No, oh, I, I can answer that. Go ahead. I mean, you you you, you, you got to think, man. We Derrick Rose is out, Kemba's out. Uh, you know, for obviously, for obvious reasons. Cam Reddish being out is like a huge thing. Yeah, Maryland's um, Noel. RJ's a, well, Noel's Noel is actually healthy. He just he just getting uh, coaches' decision DMP. So, oh really? Yeah, he, he's healthy. He, I haven't he's been back. really been looking at the stats really? like that. I didn't know he was DMP. I thought he was out with an injury. Nah, nah. So he came back from the injury, but then was they announced that he they, he wasn't gonna play for the rest of the season. What? What was I? <laughs> God, I never heard that but, shit. But, but, I didn't but, hear that but, either. Like, where, but, where but, but check it out. But no, man, I believe everyone's it. happy that he's not playing. No, you know, I, but, believe but, but, I believe it. I believe it. But RJ playing the four most of this game and last night's game is kind of, you know, that's. I mean, if Cam Reddish was healthy, we, uh, RJ wouldn't would be playing forty plus minutes in, in, in both these games. Uh, I think, you know, and if Cam Reddish uh, was I, healthy, would he be on the court? Hell yeah. well, at least these past couple games he'd be on the court. Yeah, uh, at, least, you know. at least the last couple. Yeah, I'll give you that. 
Yeah, like if I, I, I think Tibbs is probably one of the most genius babies what? in human history. I still, I, I, I stand by it. So this may sound a little crazy, but I want y'all to hear me out on this. Um, the whole Alec Burke starting thing is Tibbs screaming at the front office that he needs a six-six point guard. Um, he needs a point guard that can that can switch on defense. Now, Alec Burks is by no means no lockdown defender. We seen it last year with that guy. Number six, I can't say that guy's name, but you know, I got, I got EPSD, EPTSD from that guy. But um, it's just kind of like that's that's what Tibbs has been asking for, you know. And even though he likes players like McBride and. And what have you? Having undersized guards in today's NBA, it just seems like it's it's not as good for running offenses because you got you know you got all these athletic, long athletic players. Like look at the Toronto Raptors, for example. Right, the team has all this raw talent. They literally have Fred VanVleet, who's fucking five foot eight, and then the rest of the roster for the starting five all the way down to like their 12th man is like six, eight with seven foot wingspans. And, and they're winning games just based off of just that, that tough, it's tough for teams to penetrate that defense. Now they might not be all that good on offense, you know, and that's not, you know, and that's not saying that those guys are bad, but that's just what the modern NBA is starting to look like. You saw the Cavs doing that in the beginning of the season, beating on teams with this extra long lineup with having two seven footers out there of guys who are athletic and can st- handle the ball a bit and, and shoot up middies and three-point shots. You know, we, that's, and that's, and that's what we're seeing. So like Tibbs is literally saying, Hey, I need me a DeJounte Murray style player at the point guard, you know, cause you can't, you know, all the people who saying, Hey, we need to go get Bronson, yada, yada, yada. If Evan Fournier is his backcourt mate, it's going to be the same, same thing that we got going on this year. All the games that we've lost, where we were up 20-plus points and everyone's yelling at Tibbs Yo, don't these sketchy rotations. Don't hey, hey, look, these sketchy rotations, let me tell you, right now, the Knicks are tied in ninth place and have a 17% chance to get a top-four pick. Wait, Yo, say, that, say, say that part again? Uh, so bro. the Knicks are tied, tied for ninth. Right? I, I got to go check the numbers again. But as, as long as they're within the, the, the eighth, ninth range, they'll have a 17% chance at a top four pick in the upcoming draft. Now, if they go to 10th, they'll only get an 8% chance yeah. for a top four pick. I don't like the way they change that lottery, but... Well, no, uh, no, no. It's, I do. It's perfect. We're in the perfect position for that. Nah, I, I know, do. what I'm saying... Because we should be avoiding the, the lottery. We supposed to got the number one pick. They changed the rules, bro. I'm still pissed yeah, off yeah, about and, that. And, and what happened? Both the Pelicans and the Grizzlies jumped up six Six spots, yeah. To yeah. get ahead of us. You're right. Yo, but in a way, we should be avoiding that lottery shit, man. That lottery shit is too much. Nah, bro, that lottery shit is inevitable. Yeah, we definitely. You think the damn season, bro. Now we should be looking at the lottery saying, all right, cool. He could play point or he could play point. Like, I swear to God, if we draft anyone who doesn't play point, bro, I'm going to cry. (laughs) They're about to fuck around and draft another forward. I can assure you that's just getting packaged up for Zion. There's, there's just no way. Like if Jaden Ivy is not available at four for the Knicks, I, that that pick's getting packed up, man. Yeah, but the whole that whole Zion shit, what is it really fixing if we don't have no point guard? I was just about to say that. What? We you, still you, don't you realize need a point. Zion is like a point forward, right? 
Nah, man, we're not doing that, bro. We're not doing that, man. We're not doing that. Zion is a better scorer. He's a better scorer. You'd rather Randall than Zion? You know what I'm saying? Randall is... Bro, I'd rather eight-point guard, period. We need that, man. That's that's been the hole for way too long. We definitely need a point guard. Hey, look, I I agree. Just just, just everybody else. But like I said, if Jaden Ivey is not available at four, five, or six for the Knicks, we don't need that pick. Absolutely don't need that pick. And, and that's just all I'm getting at. Like that's this, like if Jaden Ivey is not there, Ty Ty Washington is is good and all, but again, another undersized guard who's not nearly as athletic as as Jaden Ivey. So that's why that's what I'm saying. Like right now, we historically the last three years, teams that are like eighth, ninth, and tenth in the draft position before the lottery, going into the lottery, has had picked higher than 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 eighth, ninth, or tenth. They picked sixth and fifth. Right, so so that's that's what I'm getting at. Like, like right now, the Knicks are kind of in like this good position. Like, you know, I I was just in the the Hawks fan spaces or what have you. Like, teams that are losing that had high aspirations, everybody wants the head coach to be fired. But right now, like I, I've seen them in there begging for Kevin Knox to be played. Them niggas is in there begging for Kevin Knox to be played. <laughs> Yo, be that's like, unbelievable. For Kevin Knox. Now I'm not saying that's Kevin Knox is a bum. But just, but 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 for a team to be down bad, like because because we, we kind of suffer from that a lot of times. Like begging for the guy that's 13th and 14th on our depth chart to get playing time is wild, right? Like all these good teams in the league, they literally play like a nine to ten man rotation, and the super good teams play larger rotations. But that's because they be blowing teams out a lot of times. That's a good point. And, and these and these are the facts. Like this isn't like a hyperbole. This isn't me coming up with exaggeration. When you see the 13th and 14th uh, uh, guy on the fucking Golden State Warriors or on the Lakers playing, well, not Lakers, but like on the Suns playing, you know, that that's them blowing them teams out. Alfred Payton should not be playing uh, any type of minutes for the Phoenix Suns. Yo, but let me ask you a question. Right. You, you, you're talking about the draft lottery, et cetera, right? But like tips. Yeah. We all know Tibbs doesn't really like playing young guys. You know, we've we seen him play Obi at the three-point line, standing in the corner nonstop. What makes us think that Tibbs, if we if we go in that direction of the lottery, what makes us think that Tibbs is a good fit for that? Because we would have to get said, a different so, coach. Who, who said Tibbs is going to be here after the offseason, bro? Like, that's still, like, that's still a toss-up. Oh, look, 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 look. That's, that's Leon's boy. Of year four, Randall on this team, like that to me is just like mind-boggling. To be honest, like and, and say what you say in your head, like year four, Randall. Think about it. We've suffered through this more than enough, right? But when wait, year four, this, Randall. What you mean, man? Randall averaging twenty, ten, and five with no point guard. Yeah, that's what, yeah. I was about to say that. Like mad people be hating on Julius Randall for no, but like for no good reason. I, but at the I, same I, time, I, I wouldn't even say for no good reason. Right. Uh, my problem with Randall is okay. Cool. You, he's not leading the team. He's not leading the team in the way that we we need him or want him to lead the team. Randall, right. Point guard, we need a point guard that can spread the floor. Randall, hey, and, uh, hey, I agree with you. Maneuver. You know, but but the thing is, now you're talking about changing Randall's game again. Right, and that's what's kind of nerve nerve wracking. You know, because to be honest, and here's the part that people forget. You know, Alfred Payton averaged seven seven assists a game with Randall uh, their first season together. You're talking about that time in New Orleans, right? That was killing. Randall no, 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 and no, 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 no
Nah, but they were killing before that. They were killing in the, that last no, no, no. that that we, one we year in uh, New Orleans. And we got RJ Barrett. Alfred Payton was averaging seven that first year. He was averaging seven assists like, uh, per game with with RJ Barrett with with Randall on the team. Randall yeah, but what I'm what I'm telling you, what I'm telling you, but hold up, what what I'm telling you is that the year before that, Randall and Payton were on the Pelicans, and Pey- and Payton that that. The last like two months of the season, that dude was getting like fifteen assists a game to Randall. They was really? killing back back then, and that's why the Knicks got both of them. They were hoping that they were going to do the same thing on the Knicks. I yo, think that was no, Scott no, Perry's I, call. I get that. Yo, uh, hey, yo, uh, how do you say that? Ruel. Ruel. Uh, I yeah. think I think I think the big problem with Julius Randall is I think the problem that Knicks fans are upset is about that. Uh, I feel like he he makes all his his degree of um, his shots too difficult. It's like you never really see Julius Randle get an easy bucket. You feel what I mean? It's like they're always overcomplicated with the post fade spins and all that, all the extraness. It's like, and then on top of that, he's dribbling the ball in situations when he should be dribbling the ball. It's like I, it's like I would be a millionaire if I could name how many times in the stretch, down in the stretch. Julius Randle gave us a tossly cost over back to back. You know what and I mean? And why? But why is that? Why is that? But but but, but look, he's not playing the right position. Where's the point guard at? This is my this is my defense to that. This is my defense to that. It doesn't matter what guard you have because even in plays in the clutch when Derrick Rose is on the floor, the ball still goes to Julius Randle down the stretch. And then that's on Tibbs. That's on that, Tibbs. Then and, and that's not that's not a that's not a Tibbs problem. I don't think. Also, I think that's. I just think it's more of a they gave him all this money, and I need you to replicate exactly what you did last season. And I don't think they're understanding that that was a fluke. <laughs> I, get well, so, so, so I hear people say all this money all the time. Do y'all understand Julius's contract? It's not off. It's not really. It's really on par with with the league. Yeah, he's, he's, he's not under league. max deal. He's like, he's like the the seventy second uh, highest paid player in the league. Like like his contract is like in the seventies as far as players. Uh, yeah, no, well, I'm not comparing. Those guys are way worse contracts. Like, bro, we. My thing is, I'm not. My thing is, we're. I'm. we no, no. My thing is, see, that's the problem we have. You guys are. We were all worried about every else, everyone else's pockets. No, we're we're handling this in house. I'm telling you right now, in house, you're making the most money in this house. So you need to step up. I'm not worried about what's going on in everybody else's household and whatever everybody else paying. Dude, I'm paying you all this money. So you need to contribute the most, especially when it matters. And that's how I think they look at it. That's the front office problem then, because what they did, they looking at Julius as a one option. Julius is not a one. And and I think visually you can see that. But, they need to put the personnel in place to make it successful. And Yankees, so, but this is the thing. I, like, I know, like, don't get me wrong. Tip has been making boneheaded decisions. Like he makes boneheaded decisions, but at the end of the day, this this is all on the front office. I, I feel like most of this is on the front office this year because this is not a Tibbs team. Like that, they, they tried to force that Kemba Walker hometown narrative down our throats. They tried. They tried to force. I mean, Evan Fournier just started being consistent, but I'm still gonna be on his ass because you know when it, when you know in the beginning of the season and I, and I guess in the middle, he still was kind of mid. But I feel like I feel like it was the front office. This was not a Tibbs team. This was not a defensive team. 
and you know you, you you when you when you go in the off season you grab players that also that that fits around your coach's identity am i right true but wait hold on there, there was a point there was a point that yankee that yankees had brought up earlier before he said that the Knicks during the offseason were trying to actually fit to what the NBA was that was that Yankees or I believe that was someone else. They said uh the Knicks were trying to fit into what other teams did in the offseason to fit into the current landscape of the NBA, which is three point shooting and analytics. They try to do that all in one offseason and the shit kind of went left. I believe Yankees, yeah. was that you or was that uh I believe there was like a yeah, guy that got on. That was my take. Oh yeah, I think that was um that guy that got Nick. on, that military Nick. dude. Nick. Was it Nick? Nah, it wasn't Nick. It was uh, it starts with an R. Oh, okay. oh, it, it, it wasn't me. I wasn't saying that they were trying. No, nah, it was it was it was it was in another spaces. He brought up a great point that the Knicks were trying to they were trying to basically adapt to the league all in one off season, and things yeah. kind of went. No, left. they were trying to adapt. They were trying to adapt to what they lacked in in the playoffs, which was which was scoring to keep up three point scoring to keep up with Trey Young. That's what I feel like it was, and you know, and like I said, I just think. We would have been a bit, we would have been better off just running it back, and then then like when like the trade when the trade had came when the trade line had came, then we made our improvements. But no, no, we we did too much. Honestly, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I just, feel like just we, said idle on the um on the at the trade deadline, and that kind of upset me because now they're gonna wait to the next offseason to make every single move possible. Then the next trade line, they do nothing. Oh no, nah, I, I can answer that. So a lot of the the contracts the Knicks have are more desirable in this offseason than they than they were at this trade deadline. You know, because again, those guys were signed to three years, and with the yeah team the options third year and third. With team options, you yeah. know, is is actually more desirable after the first year that the that the guy has played. So it's not the problem was a lot of. This trade deadline and last year's trade deadline has been asked. Why? Because of the play-in, right? More teams are trying to gamble and do, you know, trying to improve their team in some way and are afraid to give up certain assets, right? Because look at the Sacramento Kings, for example, right? They're trying to make the play-in, right? Mm-hmm. We got a better record than they do by, like, fucking six games. Yep. Right? G- gave okay. up Halliburton so they can get, oh, boy, so they can be a better team to make the play-in. Shit, don't even get started with the Trailblazers. Them niggas gave up CJ McCollum for for fucking pennies. Yeah, but we also got to take consideration that Western Conference is a lot weaker than what people think it is, especially against yeah, the East. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Eastern Conference definitely built itself up. They just got the bigger names, but it's a weaker conference. Because remember where Charlotte and the Bulls were, the, and and the Cavs were in the beginning of the season. Yeah, and the Wizards. Yeah, they was at the bottom. Not no, at. they were at the top. Yeah, now they at the bottom. The <laughs> I'm thinking about last year. I'm tripping. Oh yeah. But yeah, you know, no. you know, it's also funny people don't talk about. You know how the mayor? I think tomorrow he's supposed to lift up that that vax ban. That actually limit the Knicks to who they could get because not, I don't think all the players are vaccinated. So yeah, the Knicks, that's true. That's, that, that's true. a good thing for the Knicks tomorrow if they lift up that ban. They, they can have more options during the offseason. And that's going and that's gonna be good for the Nets too. <laughs> oh my god. No, it's not, dude. Ben Simmons got a herniated disc in his back, and he hasn't played basketball since fucking last year, June. Yeah, I wasn't talking about that man, Ben, bro. I was talking about the niggas whose birthday was either today or yesterday. I can't remember. Oh, you're funny. (laughs) It's too. Yo. 
but at the end of the day, but at the end of the day, it's gonna be a pivotal offseason for Leon Rose. There's no uh, yeah. what, what's his name? There's no Kenny Payne. There's no Mike Woodson. You know, Mitchell Robinson has options to leave. We got to see what what Leon Rose got to do because he's been I, avoiding the media and speaking. So it's like, all right, what is nah, this guy that's, really that's all about? Thing, man. That's that's not that thing, though. Yeah, no, nah, he don't really push the media. Yeah, like, yeah, like like I, we've we've had a, a, a this, we've had too many front offices that's out there having. We, we had who was it? Was it fucking Isaiah Thomas that came out like in the middle of the game and had a fucking press conference? Like, dude, we don't <laughs> we we don't we don't need that type of fucking drama. Yeah, we don't need for, for the Knicks right now. Now, you're right. This offseason is pivotal for Leon Rose, and I agree with that. You know, and again, just like how we, I said, Jaden Ivey, I'm sure Tom Thibodeau, if you, you know, will play that guy because he's going to look at that guy. Derrick Rose is going to go to him. Hey, that's my second coming right there, dog. Because that's what Jaden Ivey looked like. He's, he's basically a undersized two guard, but still a good size for a point guard that can still handle the rock, drive to the pit, rim pressure. The Knicks ain't have rim pressure. And yo, but yo, no is he projected? Is this finally the year that they uh, they move up? They they've only moved up once. Uh, nah, I don't I don't no. think so. I, I think I think they just may package all their picks and uh, you know, That's get something more polished. Package, like, yo, because because RJ RJ's in year five, man. The, Randall's in year eight. How you gonna put a first year player around them? And the Knicks are trying to make moves. It, it doesn't make any all sense. Right, all right. I'm trying to look at this at the most realist perspective I can, right? And this offseason definitely is going to be a lot on Leon Rose, but it's also going to be on, on a lot of, like, different aspects of the team. Like, and I feel like Leon Rose is going to have to weigh his options against two things. Either one, continue to try and build his team around Tom Thibodeau's coaching, or two, get Tom Thibodeau and find get Tom Thibodeau out of here and find a um, new coach that fits the own um, criteria of the team that we have right now. Mitch is probably going to stay in New York, most likely. Not saying that he will, but it's that's the most probable chance that he's going to stay in New York. And how much do you give Mitch though? Well, fifteen. No, I feel, I like, I feel like they're gonna have no choice to give him fifteen plus because of the circumstance with Nerlens Noel, and also you know he's unrestricted. They gotta come no, correct. Nerlens Noel is is 10 a year and he's barely serviceable right exactly like, that's like a blessing contract that's like a hey you're on the back end of your career you need to gracefully bow the fuck out contract right mitch giving him 15 for starters like a a, a three-year 15 million is not bad especially since we've watched him this entire season average eight points and eight rebounds with only one player on the entire fucking team passing him the and ball. the uh, analytics are in his favor too with mitch i mean he's got like everything going for him yeah, yeah. I think I saw and he's a second he round pick who's playing better than most of the centers in his fucking draft class. Yep. Yeah, he's top and three in the league. Draft class, yeah, he's top three in the league in offensive rebounds right now. Yeah, Mitch. Yeah. I think I saw somewhere though that he he's only eligible to get like fourteen or fifteen a year. So if we let him walk just for not giving him that, then the Knicks are fucking wild. Oh no, nah, the, 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 the Knicks are gonna do a sign and trade no, at bare minimum. Gonna do a sign and trade to get something back. Oh man, they—they're they not gonna let him walk. Yo, if we got yo, if we let Mitch walk, we're gonna have to go. Then we're gonna have to look for a new point guard and then probably a backup center. Yeah, but the, the center like, position is not as hard to replace. It's not as hard to replace. Keep that in mind. The center position he, in today's he, NBA, he can still sign and trade. Yeah. Wait, wait, nah, unrestricted. Like he, would he could. Yeah, he would have to sign. Yeah. With us. 
I, I mean, yeah, so so the Knicks can offer because we have his birds rights. We uh, can offer him the most money. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Forgot we got him as a rook. Yeah, yeah. So so we can offer him the most money. So if he's like, hey, I don't want to play for you guys no more, but I still want the money. The Knicks can Correct. easily capitalize Correct. and get a comp player. You know, no price wise, that's not an issue. You're right, because yeah, KD right. did, did that. We went right. to Brooklyn. You're right. You're right. No. So yeah. again, the whole mixed situation. I, like, I'm sad if, if he goes because again, for a guy to go out there and get you points, there there aren't too many offensive re- rebounders like there, there's just for a guy that you don't have to run plays for. You know, everybody's talking about oh, we need a stretch five on the team, five on the team. A stretch five does absolutely nothing if you don't have a fucking rim pressure and point guard. Literally, absolutely nothing. nothing. And yeah. then two, most stretch fives in the league get cooked. Once our teams go go to small fives, motherfuckers going out there with 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 with, with six foot eight small forwards or or or, or power forward that can, can shoot the three a little bit and cook them on the pick and roll defense. But you can't cook Mitchell Robinson on the pick and roll defense. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, Brooklyn tried that. Brooklyn tried that, and KD got blocked. So. Kevin Durant got blocked. So like, I'll never see that. You don't see that. Yo, KD must have felt hurt that night because, like, Word. Got, <laughs> nobody's ever blocked him before. Yo, yo, did you see him cross up fucking Hassan Whiteside two nights ago against Miami? Yeah, that was that was crazy. Yeah. Not Miami. Uh, was it Portland? Yep. Whatever team Hassan Whiteside's on, he he, he was like, yo, why you got this guy guarding me? Like, because because Hassan Whiteside is seven two and can't guard the perimeter. But guess what? Mitch can. For real. Yeah, yo, so I if, seen if and I seen white see side block uh, Giannis a guy like that. What's all that stretch five? Like, a stretch five does absolutely nothing if they can't. If there's no rim pressuring point guard on the team. Yo, Ruel talking straight facts, man. Right so Ruel, what you paying Mitch? Like if I said, fifteen. But look, I think look. I said between yeah, thirteen. 15. Yo, but Ruel, let me ask you a question. What about Mitch's consistency at at, at you know from night to night, especially on back to backs? Uh, like I was saying before, it's like he has the KP stamina. So how do you how do you respond to that if you was his agent? Like what do you or just so, sell us on the idea of resigning Mitch? Because that's that's a big I, red flag right there. I'd say so, just so what happened when Mitch came into the into the into the season? He put on 30 pounds of muscle. And I'm telling you as a service member, when you put on that much weight, it is so hard for you to fucking run. I promise you it's hard for you to run. And that's what happened. They had to restrict his minutes. Now he's getting increased minutes. Got guys like Sims who does basically the same thing he does. You know, lob threats. You know, Sims just doesn't have the basketball IQ yet. But again, he he he, he's, he was the 59th fucking pick in the fucking second round. Like, 59th the kid is raw. Balling, bro. Yes. You know. Yeah. So again, I can I could be patient with Sims. Like I, I got whenever he makes a mistake. You know, I mean, Tiz obviously can't go. But but again, you saw that once he got into a more healthier weight for his height and size. Right and and he learned better defensive moves against those bigger centers like Embiid and shit. He, he's playing better. He's getting out of he's staying out of foul trouble. And a guy his size, big men get injured all the time. People are talking about oh he needs to be healthy. He needs to be healthy. Big men don't stay healthy all season. Yeah, because they they be out there fighting and jumping over other people to get the ball. It's so yeah. easy for them to get hurt. Yeah, so like, easy. Not, not every center is going to be a shack. Like you can't. Like, yeah, even Joel and B has his nights where he's off for like two or three games and then he comes back like nothing happened. Like, you know, so honestly, for everything that Mitch does, like defensive wise, like just his presence on the court is enough for me to pay him $15 Because this time, when you have dunk, like people who are, who are made on the court just to dunk on people who are scared to go to the rim. 
just having that presence alone, I was just picking him All so right. I'm scared of Nerlens Noel in the paint. That man is a string bean. They fool <laughs> him. Nah, I feel they, they, you, but they, they look at him like he's the next poster. But yo, wait, also, I love Ty Gibson, but he's not, you know, it's in 2009, this in 2010. Ty Gibson, like, you know, he's not going to bring that, 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 that fierceness like he did in his younger age. So, you know, honestly, between him and Jericho Sims, those are the only centers I really see on the team like, long term. All right, but but at no, the no, end I of the day, we're here for the rest me, of the for but, rest of his career. But I see Tosh here for the rest of his career. I mean, like long term, as in like five, six years. I thought he was gonna try in like two or three. Listen. Nah, nah, he gonna be Udonis Haslam on this team. Yeah, listen, Tosh, right? I see him being on on this team for the rest of his career, but I wouldn't like I like I kind of like him starting at like backup center, but mainly power forward because like when you look at it, like when you look at it, like when you look at his stats from when he was younger, and then now it's like. You see, see the decrease. He's already on his way out. Like Taj is already on his way out. So you trying to, you just gotta try and like. Nah, you know, dog. Yo, Tibbs is developing him to be an excellent stretch four in his career, dog. Yep. He's gonna be in this in this league for another five years. Damn, another five? Ah, uh, he, he's yeah. eating Obi Toppin's minutes right now, that. though. Are you like thirty-seven right now? Like... Yeah. Yo, <laughs> obviously I joke, but that's literally like Todd Gibson has had. Didn't attempt the three up until like last year. Yeah, Damn! Like so he's like, gonna be the new Boris Diaw, and he, and you can't even lie. He's kind of, he's kind of, he's kind of, he's getting, he's getting consistent with it. Like he's getting. It's, kinda, see the development. That's what I'm talking about. Well, right. see what Tyler Gibson knows. Like with him, he's one. Of, he's one of those like big men who always knew how to shoot, but never yeah. played past the mid range. Yeah, that's like, what I'm about to say. Nothing, nothing is scarier than a big man who can shoot. Like, like he can pop a midi, but he he really wasn't trying to get past that line. Until this year, when he's just like, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna pop these holes, but you know, holy shit, shooting his most threes per game uh, since uh, 2019 with Minnesota with tips. Yep. Yo, holy it's shit, y'all convincing me he's gonna have a long ass career on some Kurt Thomas shit. Y'all really convincing me that. <laughs> Kurt Thomas, bro, we gonna we gonna see him play like Vince Carter or some shit like that, bro, like Vince Carter type like. Damn, till he's like 44. Honestly, I can see him playing to like 44. Nah, that's crazy. That's not, but but again, the, the whole thing about Mitch, again, I, I think the part that's, as Knicks fans, we have like severe PTSD when it comes to like any of our, that's why Charlie Wood is literally the last rookie that we signed the fucking rookie adventure for. Like, just because we pay all these money to these other players, it looks like we can't afford to, to, to keep our rookies nine times out of ten. Yo, but keep in you mind know, that like, Mitch that Mitch signing has to happen the same summer as uh, the Knicks uh, giving RJ an extension. So we got a lot of guys that's going to be locked in. I don't. I don't think RJ is going to sign an extension this summer. I think he will. Yeah, why not? I don't. I don't see why. Oh, why okay. Not. So because like RJ, RJ the reason being. So hear me out. You got to hear me out. The reason being is because what we're watching this evolution of RJ Barrett is him becoming an a, the de facto leader for this team. Win, lose, or indifferent, he goes out there, he he huddles the guys, he tries to rally the guys around him. This is RJ Barrett's team, and he wants to come to the get get have leverage to have the front office put a proper team around this guy. RJ Barrett shouldn't be playing small forward. That's just plain and simple. I agree he with is that. A defensive 
two guard that if you want to put a, a, a Jalen Brunson next to, on, you know, for, for scoring purposes, because the guy can't play his defense, he's an undersized guard, you have to go bigger with adding a player like R.J. Barrett at the wing. Evan Fournier, like I said, great guy. I personally think that he would absolutely cook for this team coming off the bench. But you have to convince that guy that that's, that's going to be the case. And we need a better small forward, you know, that's also, again, Cam Reddish is kind of like that that gem, right? Because he's 6'8", long, athletic, can get to the basket, can play defense, right? That's, that's exactly what we need, right? Yeah, so I'm, And the reason why I say that RJ doesn't sign it is because he wants to have that leverage to force the front office to do the right fucking thing, period. Yo, but does he have leverage even right now, averaging, barely averaging 20 points per game? And he's also about to even qualify for the same type of contract as Jalen Green, you know, Tatum. Some of these guys that by the age of twenty two, they already made you know, by the time they hit their third year, they're already all stars. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, like the, the, problem the is bar is really team, high. like the Boston Celtics, right? You you mentioned Jason Tatum, right? And Jalen Brown, right? The problem is that that team just couldn't unmarry themselves with Marcus Smart. Right? <laughs> it, it, they made they made Tatum the 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 power forward up until this year right now they're like on like they're 18 of, of 23 in their past like in 23 games like like they're going on an absolute offensive tear right uh tatum and brown has already signed their extensions right mm-hmm. but the, the the way how the team has been put together before that has been bad but now that they're getting better at because mind you they had fournier and kimba right the problem was Jalen Brown had to play more defense. They always got cooked on on the perimeter, and the, and J, uh, Tatum was playing the, uh, the the power forward, right? And again, the Knicks have pieces. We have eight draft picks in the next two drafts. You have contracts like Evan Fournier. You can go pair him up with his 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 French national teammate uh, Rudy uh, Rudy Gobert and, and, and get a spider. Right, like there's there's a bunch of moves the Knicks they have desirable contracts going into this offseason. They didn't they couldn't really do much with with what they had, you know. I mean, really, the Halliburton trade was was wild. Like, I'm pretty sure the Knicks front office was pissed off at because they because nobody knew that that guy was available. Yeah, that wasn't even like a thing I was talking about. So, discourse yeah. in the organization, nothing. There's literally like, I think that surprised most people in the NBA because he was one of the few Kings uh, players that actually wanted to stay on the team. Yeah. Well, the problem was they couldn't keep both point guards, and and I, I keep telling people like having two point guards is your backcourt just 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 does nothing for you. Because yeah. if well, they're not scoring, they're, 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 the, the team is going to be ass. If they're not scoring, if they have an off night, the, the team's just going to be ass. Well, I think their downfall really happened when they drafted Damian Mitchell. They decided to go best player available instead of best fit. And so when you have three like point guards, because honestly, Tyler Tyler is tall enough to play shooting guard. Like 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. He could play that off-ball shooting guard like how C.J. McCollum played when he came into the league. Because remember, C.J. McCollum was the point guard when he came into the league. But it's just like you have so many people who kind of do the same thing, you know, off the three-point shooting. It doesn't really help that, you know, you're stuck in the same place, you know? So I think that's where the Kings messed up. And honestly, I feel like they chose wrong. I, I would have personally got rid of uh, De'Aaron Fox. I'm not saying that he's a worse, like a better player or worse player than Tyree Tyler Halliburton, but just showing off the stats and showing off of the, the sample size, the Kings played better with Halliburton than they did with De'Aaron Fox, but, you know. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was in the king's face uh, when that trade went down, and, and let me tell you, it was like they wanted to kidnap the GM's fucking family and put them in a fucking dark hole somewhere. Like, it, no, nah, like people were really upset. Like, like they they've been fine with Fox going, right? They understand. They love Fox. They like Fox, right? But they let go Fox before they let go Halliburton. And, and again, as you can see, right? Hindsight's twenty twenty, right? That was a bad fucking move. That was a terrible. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, even even like I, I would even be okay with Tyrese Halliburton getting traded, but for somebody with more value, like Sabonis isn't really like that that needle mover. He's like one of those all stars who's an all star because there's not that many people at, at his position that does what. Damn, that's cold. You know, like who puts up the numbers? Like so, with him, it's just like he's kind of like he's like an upgraded Thaddeus Young, in my opinion. Nah, man, he's a little bit better than that. Yo, you ever seen his pops play, man? His pops got some mean skills. Yeah, but yeah, he learning from that family tree, man. His pops got the recipe. He could just pass it down. Tell him what to do. His footwork. He could tell him where to be at. He got, he got, he had a little cheat sheet, man, since he's been a kid. Think about it. I mean, that's true, but then again, you know, it don't always work out like that. He's gonna remember, um, Michael Jordan kids ain't shit. Yo, but keep in mind, keep in mind, Sabonis, yo, Sabonis is only 25, man. That's what a lot of people don't realize. He's only yeah, 25. Yeah, but he's like Chechen, so he's like 45 in, in, in regular American years, though. Like, the dude had a hard knock life growing nah, up. Nah, man, so, think about it, man. Four seasons from now, this guy's still in his prime, man. We bugging out here, man. We wouldn't be surprised if he's a key piece in the in the championship team, maybe as a fourth option, but he's going to be pivotal. He's going to be very pivotal to a team, man. I'm telling you. Bro, I will buy you a 2026 Mercedes S Class if if Sabonis takes the Kings to a fucking chip. No, I'm not. I, I'm not saying the Kings. I say he's going to be viable oh, to another okay, team, okay. even as a third to fourth option, and he's going to be killing it. We all going to be shocked on some like you okay, know, now. on some like you know Andre Iguodala being the Finals MVP. We're going to be shocked like that. Okay, so. <laughs> Nah, bro. I wasn't shocked. He, he guarded LeBron the hell out of LeBron that series. Yeah, but think about it. We never heard of this guy for a couple of years, and all of a sudden he's Finals MVP. We was nobody was checking for uh for Andre like three years for the whole three years before that. All of a sudden, my man is Finals MVP. That could be Sabonis in the season, maybe five years from now. You never know. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying he gonna win the MVP, but he gonna help a team get there. You know what I'm saying? Same thing like Pau Gasol. Didn't Pau Gasol win a championship with the Raptors? I mean, not Pau Gasol, uh, um, the brother, man, Marcus Gasol, uh, yeah. He helped him out, man. He ended up winning the ring. That's what I'm saying. Sabonis could go that route. Because, you know, when you have Kawhi Leonard and Kyle Lowry and then a whole bunch of shooters, you know, in a lot of defense, you know, that's, that's a big thing. Now, with the Sabonis thing, I get what you're saying. Like, fourth option, that's cool and all, but... Are the Kings really in a position to even think about having like a fourth option? Nah, but what I'm saying, not the Kings. I'm not necessarily saying the Kings. I'm saying other teams. Nah, they're gonna trade Sabonis for for Bronny James and and, and they gonna oh, they gonna win next year. Nah, LeBron ain't going to no Sacramento. He's staying over there in LA, man. 
Dude, if Bronny James is, 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 is go. Right. Hey, yo, I'm not even going to lie. That, that'll be the, the nastiest promo. The Kings. <laughs> the Kings. That's some sick shit. Yeah, I, I can see that being a commercial and everything. Oh, my God. Like, imagine LeBron James, King James, as a Sacramento King, bro. That'd be... That'd nah, be LeBron disgusting. can't do that's that to Michael himself, Jordan man. That's Michael Jordan on the Wizards, bro. That's just <laughs> Nah, nah at least that's I... Patrick Ewan on the Sonics, nah. though. Nah. That's, <laughs> oh, that's, that's worse. Listen, in my mind, Patrick Ewan is like that's 2000. I don't even... I don't even <laughs> yeah, that Sonics uniform is nuts. Yo, but I still... I still... I still don't think RJ has the leverage... Right now, to get that that deal, man, I just don't mm-hmm. see it. Him yeah, not signing it now, gives man. him leverage. That's what I'm telling you. Him not signing would give him leverage. Why? Because the Knicks organ, the Knicks community would would burn down Mass Square Garden if yep. R.J. fucking Barrett fucking walked. Do you not yep. realize how, yep. how wild that is? Yep. Well, I mean, I feel like they. Well, with the way the, the restricted free agency is, I don't even think they. They would even let RJ even be put in a situation like that. Like they tell him, "Hey, listen, this, either you sign this contract, to or we're gonna sign. wait for somebody else." That's, but that's what I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, they're not gonna let RJ walk. They, they can <laughs> offer it to him, and again, them offering it to him does make him a restricted free agent. But he still has to sign, right? And that's what that's what I'm saying. That's how he gets leverage. Oh, right? okay. So he so he's gonna flip it on him. right now, saying, "Hey, uh, that that's that." I have a strong feeling that that's the case because, again, after the Cam Reddish trade and people were asking him questions about, you know, have you spoken to Zion, you know, since the Cam Reddish trade or what have you, and him being private and nonchalant about it, right? We've seen it when they were duped together, right? And everybody was asking, hey, Zion, you ready to be a Nick? And and, and, what, and what did Zion say? This shit was like a, a fucking premonition in, in real time. He said, hey, I think that's RJ's team. Hey, RJ, you think you're going to be a New York Nick? Oh, he really said that? Zion wants oh, to complain. Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, no. Zion's like, RJ, you want to play for the Knicks? That's like, once he found out it was the we were the three. No, this was like, no, this was before the lottery. This was before. What was it? Oh, shit. Yeah. But hold on, before you before you continue on with that, that man Zion was solved for that because he was saying that as a joke because the Knicks were doing terrible that year and he was like, I don't want to play for New York. RJ, you want to play for New York? And then RJ was like, hell yeah. Nah, not, no, but that's not what he said. They 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 asked him if 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 he's interested in playing for New York. And he said, hold on, I think that's RJ's team. That was literally his first response. Hold on, that's RJ team. And calls over to RJ. Right? True. This is after one of the games of Duke. That's, that's, this, and everybody laughed about it. And then bam, it actually happened. And then, and then when the the lottery happened, right? And he was sitting in the front, and and they were like, "Oh, the Knicks, Knicks got third. And when they called the Pelicans getting number one, he just put his head down. He 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 looked like he just got news that his fucking souffle just deflated in the fucking in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the oven, dog. Because <laughs> he he was savoring it. He was like, "Yo, I got my mom said this is what I'm gonna have." And he looked in the fucking oven, and the souffle is gone. He kind of happy because he can still kind of eat it, right? But uh, yeah, his it ain't gonna hit the same. Yo, facts. Zion, Zion was sad as hell. Sad as. Didn't they like? Didn't they rush him out of the room as soon as the lottery ended? I think everybody thought New York was gonna get the top pick that year, and he did too. It's not everybody thought. Everybody knew New York was going to get the top pick. And they was like, hey, we changed the rules. So now the Grizzlies... Which is wild. Said, 
changed the rules that year. Too. The, the, they changed the, the rules that year. First, you sitting there like, what the fuck just happened? And, and, and again, the Pelicans had the first pick, bro. Zion's soul was, bro. Zion, bro. Zion was getting upset that he wasn't gonna get no bacon, egg, and cheese, bro. I'm <laughs> Man, it's like That's it's like it. he got a bacon, egg, and cheese with only two strips of bacon, dog. Like, dude, was really, not bro. happy, bro. I wish we could. I hope we can get him somehow. somehow. I hope somehow he like, gets he here. McDonald's, the ice cream machine was broken again, bro. <laughs> now, now again, from the Pelican standpoint, from the Pelican standpoint, right? They got a bunch of, no, no, no. But from the Pelican standpoint, right now, they are still fighting to get to the plan, and they literally need other pieces to kind of get them over the hump. They that's that's literally what it is. They just need a couple of other pieces to get them over the hump. If they had Zion, they'd be they'd be in the thick of it with the Memphis Grizzlies and 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 other teams in the in the West. They they would be in the thick of it. People forgot how like how good Zion was when he was playing. Like, no, they didn't. Really? No, no, they didn't. Yeah, I don't think nobody yeah, forgot that. Nobody brother. forgot. Nobody forgot. Nobody I, forgot. I, I, I even see people Nick's all the time Pepper's on Twitter. Farms remembers. I promise you. I, I see people I all the time on Twitter saying stuff like, "Oh, it's like, well, how, what is Zion going to do? Because he can't keep his weight weight down. He's going to be too slow on the court." But it's like, do you not realize how athletic that this man is? Yeah, he looks good now. At first, I didn't realize it, but because that that was on like a cushioned court, so everyone was like concerned because the hardwood was like bending under him when he took the step. <laughs> Yo, I'm telling y'all right now, bro. Like Zion's performance when he was a rookie, like that's the only thing that's keeping people from calling him Anthony Bennett, bro. I'm not gonna lie with you. Yeah, hey, look, look, look. Anthony Barrett, Bennett, when he was on the court, wasn't doing what Zion's doing, right? Like, yeah, so that's like to me. That's what I'm saying. Look, when Zion was on the floor, nobody, and, everybody was like, "Yo, this is gonna be the next Michael Jordan and Shaq," and everybody put it to one person. Then he got injured, and but, it was like, "Yo." But like I said earlier, the teams who are in the range of eighth, ninth, and tenth in the past three drafts have jumped up. Four plus spots yeah, every so we got, year. We got a shot this year. Like the, we, the, 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 we are in a sweet spot without losing sixty games. We are in a good sweet spot. Watch the watch the Pistons pick like six this fucking draft. Watch the Pistons pick like fucking six. That's a little egregious. I don't know about that. Yeah. So, no, no, no. I, 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 I it, it, it has happened. Because they, 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 okay. they, they top three, top three was, was so, so, so it's them and OKC. But watch them hoes pick like fifth or sixth. Watch OKC somehow, some way get like a top three pick. OKC's gonna be getting top three picks for the next seven years. Nigga, they gonna get me. And that's why I was talking about SGA. Man, I'll just be glad. What is that team's timeline? They got all these picks, but what are their timelines? Because those picks are practically like 15 through 30th. Or, or or fifteen through fucking fifty eight. None of none of those picks that they've accumulated outside of like maybe two teams are like potentially gonna be lottery picks in the next four years. Wow. Yeah. So again, yeah. what is that team's timeline? That's why I think well, unless like, like the, SGA could be shaking loose. Unless like the Clippers like with Kawhi and Paul George, like if that shit just does not work out. Nah. I mean maybe those will be lottery, but I doubt it. You know, OKC's chance it, bro. OKC's taking the 76ers slogan. They chance it. Trust the process. 
Trust the process. I, I okay. understand. I feel like okay, but OKC like drafting Josh Giddy was cool and all, but it's like you already had that shit, kind of. Yeah, like you. No, no, not kind of. You had it. Yeah, like, you definitely had it. Yeah. And but see, what with Shay is, Shay is only twenty three years old. Now, if he was, if he was like twenty six, twenty seven, then I'd have been like, yeah, he's a possibility to get traded. But you got to remember, it only takes roughly around three to four years to build a contender in the NBA. That's even even that is long enough. You know? Yeah, so, yeah, but who, but who's going to Oklahoma City, my guy? Hey, bro, that's the problem. Know, they have to remember, they already, they already extended Shay. Shay's there for five years. So, unless he's like, I'm not playing for y'all, I'm sitting down, I don't want to be on the OKC court anymore, the, the tornadoes and the women are terrible. He, he's literally going to be there for the next five years. <laughs> <laughs> yo, bro, yo, and it's just going to be him looking around like, yo, I'm, I'm passing the ball. Like, dude's, like he's going to be playing a bench with a bunch of raw talent. And we're going to watch him flourish in a way that's just going to be like... I'm trying to think of another player who, who flourished on a fucking scrub team. <sighs> who get, give me an example. You can say, you can LeBron. Embiid. 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 Look, Embiid. They had Okafor, they had Noel, they had Michael Carter-Williams. They had a whole bunch of top five draft picks on that on Philadelphia 76 for a long fucking time. Yeah, they had a whole bunch Actually, of no, picks. Honestly, I feel like, okay, it's probably like a conspiracy person in me, but I feel like 76 is bullshitting with, with those uh, draft picks because there's no way in hell Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and Markel Fultz were all first-round picks, first players, and got injured, and then they came back and became, like, super better. Like, I don't know. I think they was finessing the system with that, just to get the higher pick in the next year. I don't know, but you know. Nah, and B was seriously hurt. And B was seriously hurt. But but again, you also forget Nerlens Noel was drafted by the fucking 76ers. Okafor was drafted by the 76ers, right? They drafted Okafor and and beat in back to back fucking uh 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 drafts. Like, are you shitting me? Like, why would you need that? Literally picked up two big lumbering fucking centers, and yeah. B developed this game to be more. He's developed more of a post game and could shoot better. But at that time, that was a stupid fucking idea. And that was like now you just got two people who can catch rebounds. Like what you gonna do with and that? And then you hired a, then you drafted a six ten point guard who couldn't shoot. We all we all knew he couldn't <laughs> shoot, <laughs> right? So what was the vision in that? Bro, they was trying to build an 80s team. Nah, bro. They was trying to win a championship with a team that plays like they did in the 80s, bro. Like, Dude, Ben Simmons need a whole team full of straight shooters around him, dog. Uh, and that's just what it is. Like, he can't he can't play with a player like Embiid. Right? Because Embiid is still a fucking back-to-the-basket big. That can shoot. Like, that's, that's, that's just what he is. Yup. Right? Deadly, de- deadly man, big man who can shoot. Like, Big men who can shoot are deadly. But again, you can't have proper rim pressure with a player like Ben Simmons with that, with the, Embiid on the court. Yeah. And, and again, that's that's because uh, Ben Simmons is just like too tall, but too long. He's just too he's too big to be running to the rim <laughs> like that. That's why you need those smaller players to go ahead and do that and yeah, provide right. that. Them, them them De'Aaron Foxes, those Colin Sextons, those 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 uh, 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 SGAs, like those yeah. and those John Morant, like those are the type of guards you you would want to team up with a guy like Embiid. 
Yeah. Right? Because they can they can shift in the lane at, at any given time. And not to say that Ben Simmons don't have that ability. The problem is it, it gets too fucking cramped. It gets too it's, it's paint gets too packed. You know, and then he gets so scared and passes the ball out when he could have dunked it. You know what I'm Yeah. Yeah, but but like I said, I I I I think we're legitimately on the precipice on watching something special happen during this offseason. Yeah. I don't think the the Knicks are going to keep Julius Randle. Not saying that he's a bad player or anything. It's just that we're going into year four of Julius Randle, and we've only had one good season with him, where we put the ball in his hands. Right? We told him, "Hey, you're going to go out there and be a leader." And then what <laughs> did we watch happen this season? We watched him literally get frustrated all season because the coach is starting to fucking trust RJ Barrett and put the fucking ball in his hand like he should have fucking did a long goddamn time ago. Like Julius could only play in an empty arena. That's what it seemed like when there wasn't like all that extra pressure on him. I mean I mean, I mean he, he had, he had moments this year where he looked good again, but it's just the whole season he just did not look himself. Like at all. Okay, so I mean, that, that's because the, the, the offense has gone away from him. Not even I feel like right? y'all know the. Not even, not even that. I feel like it's just that he, he knew that that was his big time. Like that's his contract. That was his contract year. So that's why he didn't play until his third year because he knew that if like, again if he played terrible the way he did uh, this year except without the extension, we already knew he was gone. So he he wanted that guaranteed money. That's why he was playing that hard last year. And then it also helps that it was an empty arena and that, you know, certain circumstances also helped him as well. But it's just like, with Julius Randle, I'm not a Julius Randle apologist. I'm really not. But I honestly don't see him leaving this offseason. Right now, we can't even run that risk, dog. Yeah, because he's going to take him. Who's taking him? And again, his contract is not, like, the worst contract. So, again, I could see a team taking him. Like, I've already looked up. Uh, uh, hair salons and good elementary schools in the Oklahoma City area because Titans <laughs> don't deserve this. I, you know, I've, I've looked up for, for good elementary schools and nail salons in Shanghai, just in case, just so I can pass that okay. information along no. once he gets shipped so out. With, with, with Julius Randle, I feel like the only way he leaves this offseason is if one of the other oh, disgruntled stars on another team wants to leave. Like, let's say Bradley Bill is like, yo, I'm I'm done. I'm I'm tired of being a wizard. This little magic fairy shit ain't cut it out for me, right? Bradley. Okay, let's I, I guarantee you the wizard's gonna be like, Okay, we can't let him leave for nothing. Let's sign and trade him and then you'll look around the league, see who has the salary to match. By the four by the bin, we have Julius Randle who also wants to leave. Does the does the fit does it fit with the wizards? No, but having somebody there instead of having nobody leave for Bradley Beals is is you know or one of those contingencies. Another team, probably the, I'm not, I know everybody's going to fucking sigh at me when I say this, but the Portland Trailblazers. Damian Lillard's like, yo, I want to leave. I don't want to be here anymore. Don't even bring him. Don't even bring him. I know. Damian is not running from that. I know, because everybody's going to be cutting ass, but it's like one of those things where it's just like, you kind of have to see, you know, would you rather let them walk for nothing? Bro, Damian Lillard's going to get traded to the Lakers before he gets traded to the Knicks. Because if Damian Lillard makes it... Russell Westbrook is going to Portland. I promise you, man. All his good family photos that he likes to post. There's some good family adventures that he can go on out there in Portland. I promise you guys. Like that's it. That's what. That's what. Yeah. That's what would happen before. <laughs> before Yo. Julius. Before Damian Lillard comes to New York. The moment Damian Lillard makes it even an utterance that he wants out of Portland, LeBron is gonna uh, is going to make them trade Russell Westbrook to fucking to, to, to Portland. 
Alright, respect. No, that's what No, Julius ran for Westbrook. I do not want Westbrook on our team. So that is insane. I don't want to get rid of a Westbrook for another Westbrook, bro. That makes no sense. No, no, no. Randall is no Westbrook, man. You bugging. No, Randall's better right now. Randall's better right now. Exactly. Randall's fucking butt. At least, like, at least Randall has this nice where he can hit. Like Westbrook couldn't hit the side of a battleship. The only reason I brought up the Westbrook <laughs> is just that's fucking terrible. Just look at his side. But the only reason I brought up that trade up was because uh, Westbrook is on his final year of his contract. And I think it's like forty-four million. So obviously that's a big cap jump. And then you also trade like Randall with Noel or Randall with uh, Alec Burks or something somewhere along those lines to fill that cap space. All you have to do is Russell Westbrook for one year, and then you have 2024 free agency oh, in the problem with your last. No years, bro. What is you on right now, bro? Like, I'm just saying. Right, so, 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 what you what you said, uh, what you what you're saying? Like I said, I completely understand it, right? And and the big reason why I wouldn't is because that also clashes with the R.J. Barrett Cam Reddish. Exactly. Uh, 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 extension yeah, I, decision. I want to start building around those two guys. I don't want to be taking like flyers on these guys with big contracts for one year just so they play out their contract and stuff. Like I want to like start surrounding these guys like with the talent they need to really flourish. Yo, we need yo, now. We, if we, Donovan Mitchell says he wants to get out, I'm sure Rudy Gobert would make the phone call to James Dolan and fucking self and say, "Send me Fournier." I promise you, that's what exactly will happen. I promise you. Oh, yeah, Why? Because. You already got Spider as a shooter on your team. You don't really, really think about it because the Jazz. Well, no, 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 no. Fournier uh, wants to be teammates with, with, with Gobert. They're, they're, they play the first national team. They want to play with each other. They got good chemistry on and off the court. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, these, these, these are the facts. So if you package, think about it. Julius Randle, Evan Fournier on that Utah Jazz team actually rounds out the the, the the roster better. Yes, they lose Donovan Mitchell, but he hasn't played for most of the season himself. You know, so again, th- these are things to look at, right? You got to... Like a first-round pick or something for that, because you already know how much they value this fight. Hey, if this pick ends up being a top-five pick, dog, I-, I send it for Donovan Mitchell. I'll send Dr. Yeah. Dad, Dr. Mitchell. Uh, I, don't, I, don't six, like anyone, I don't like anyone in draft class enough, and I'd rather get someone who's established as like a young star that you know they're going to be good instead of taking a pick and, ba- and baking on hoping someone can become something. But I mean, like, but I mean, like, that's the entire point of the draft because now you have to get the young guys into the league, right? See how well they flourish, and just pray you don't draft an Anthony Bennett. Like, that's what you got to no, do. So, so check it out, right? Are are we? Can we say right, like? If the Knicks have done anything right, is they drafted far, like past the lottery, and have and have gotten players who are plug and play players. Can we yeah. say that that's like that's exactly like we literally did not have to sign Alec Burks, Evan Fournier, and Nerlens Noel because we drafted Deuce McBride, Quentin Grimes, and Jericho Sims, who. Outside of Sims, don't need any type of development. Those guys do everything you need them to do, and they are very which coachable players. Like they do exactly what the coach asks for. And the moment that they don't, obviously, right? Because it, it frustrates us, right? Because we're because we're watching Alec Burks playing thirty five plus fucking minutes, playing fucking point guard, right? But it's even when they go out there, they in their limited time they do so so well. They do. 
you know so i i think that if that if that player isn't a a a, a plug and play player in the lottery right we're not going to get no project we're not going to get no fucking project type lottery pick player with these high ceilings because we don't want that we want somebody that's going to align with rj barrett's fucking timeline exactly you know? so again Max. when we talk about the that established star like i can see you know hey julius randall's like hey can i can i get get up out of here yo hold on hold on hold on hold on yo randall's timeline goes along with rj's man what are we talking about here like why? Yeah, why, yeah, but why are you so pressed? The pressure, like, the, there's the no reason. Is. There'll be no reason to get rid of Randall. We could just package that to get something that complements them too and their timeline. Randall's in year I eight. Just want to start RJ's in year of five. Dejounte Murray and RJ Barrett and Cam Reddish. Those I want those to be my way. Nah, bro, that's not proven. How are you gonna get rid of Randall for something that's unproven? That Cam Reddish fit right there is. Dejounte Dejounte Murray is is unproven. No, I'm talking. No, Dejounte Murray's fine. Your, your pairing was Dejounte Murray, RJ, and Cam Reddish. Why can't it be Dejounte Murray, RJ, and fucking Randall? That timeline makes sense. The R- you, you insert Cam Reddish right there. Cam Reddish is not a proven product for the, to make this shit work. Why get rid of a nigga that had a fucking All NBA season? You can't fake that shit. So that timeline should include Randall, another player who can do that. Nah, that your timeline, whatever package the Knicks are gonna deal with this draft pick, it should be included with the timeline of RJ and Randall going forward. There's nothing wrong with Randall. Randall averaged 20, 10, and 5 with no point guard situation for this whole season. We we trying to cut off Randall way too quick, man. We gotta see how Randall fits when we have a guy that can set him up in the fourth quarter when, when he gets a point guard. Until we're, we're then, we shouldn't be judging four, Randall so like that. I can understand if we you, you tight. You don't think that's a problem? But I can understand if we tight about Randall, and Randall averaged 15 points this season, or he averaged like 14 points. But my man is averaging a double-double with five assists. What are we tripping for with no point guard? We, we ODing. I think I think it's a toxic portion of the fan base, and it's not as it shouldn't be this loud about Randall. Randall's all right, man. We can build with Randall going forward. It's not, way too am much I saying Randall above? agrees with Jesus Christ. So, this is my thing with it. I, I just believe, I'm not, like I said, I'm not a Randall hater. I'm not a Randall apologist. I'm not on anybody's spectrum. He's a player. He's a good player. Sometimes he's a bad player. He's frustrated. He's shot at me. But he's a good player. So, I root for him. So, with Randall, I just feel like it's either a coaching problem or it's just the fact that he doesn't play well with RJ. Because we, we've had almost two years, or we had, actually, we had two seasons to see whether or not RJ and him could mesh. And honestly, it doesn't work out. Whether it be the coaching or the fact that they both have very similar play styles where we attack the rim, dish out to whatever the shooter is. And we both already established that RJ isn't at that development yet where he can be a consistent three-point shot or three-point shooter. And Julius had that one fluke season where he was. It just doesn't really mesh out for the, for the overall the roster. Yeah, but all the pieces were never in place. We never had a season to judge it with pieces in place. Yo, we got a setup, man, for RJ and Randall. Let's see how this shit work. We, we don't have that proven concept yet. We have RJ and Randall, and the shit has been incomplete for two to three seasons, man. There's no been, there's right. never been a proper it's, point guard. It's one of those things where you can kind of tell, even if there was different pieces on the court, it's, it's kind of going to be the same thing. It's the same thing. Okay, think about the, um, the Marcus Cousins, Anthony Davis thing. We all saw that coming. Like, yeah, they're both dominant big men, but they're both dominant big men who play the same way and need the ball. Yeah, that. but that's that's, that's very that obvious. But that but that's very obvious. But RJ's out in the wing. Randall 
is is you know down low. We don't have a guy to set them up. We got these we got these dudes handling the rock for the last three minutes of the fourth quarter in a very tight game. That don't, that don't make no sense. Yo, we don't so have I'm a saying, guy to set them up. We need to see them in. The, we need to judge them for a whole year while they're in that while they're in a certain position where they're getting set up in the fourth quarter to do their yo, thing, where so they're getting caught in stride for a dunk, for a clutch dunk or a, a clutch, a clutch, uh, you know, fadeaway. Someone's setting them up. We don't have. We never seen that for a whole season. We're just judging them off of them playing a role that they shouldn't really be in, which is handling the rock the last three minutes in the fourth Not quarter. So, so can, can, can we agree that Randall's best season as a Nick was him having the ball in his hands? Can we agree? Can, can we agree to that? We yeah, we that. could agree to that. Yeah. yeah. So, so the season before he was given the ball in his hands is the season like I, I referred to earlier with Alfred Payton averaging seven assists, right? Now we fast forward to this season, right? And, w- and what are we seeing, right? Randall has been forcibly getting the ball out of his own hands. We watched in the first half of the season, Randall passed the ball more to Evan Fournier than he has to R.J. Barrett. And as of late, and as you can see, right, since January... It looked like the schemes has gotten a little more diverse as far as giving the ball to to R.J. Barrett more, right? It's been more revolving around R.J. Barrett. We're seeing him score 30 points, uh, you know, quite 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 regularly. Like he gets, he's had at least a 30 point game at least once a week, you know. Again, but we've I, also seen Julius Randle digress, like drastically. Like yeah, but yeah, but the ball is but going back to what you hands. said, he's giving the ball to Evan, bro. He's not giving the ball to somebody that's supposed to be setting them up. Yeah, His no, positioning hey, look, ain't hey, changed. Like I, said, I, I agree. He's still in an awkward but, position. Because wait, hold on. I think Randall thinks that season he had where he had the rock in his hands for the whole season, that's abnormal. I know Randall understands that because there's never been a team that won a championship that way, bro. The no, power no, 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 for no, handling no. the rock I think for the whole season. He's absolutely capable of doing that. No, but bro, it doesn't work. Season, Come on, man. We got to be honest here. You can't season, do that for a whole season, What he's season, doing this bro. season is the definition of insanity. He's trying to do the same thing over and over. No, and it's not I think working. Randall does not like that, man. There's, there's no guy in his position to get that high up in the NBA, man, to be like, oh, I'm going to play point forward for a whole season. That shit don't work, bro. You got to have a squad, man. He got to get set up, man. He's not, yo, yo I, he's not expecting to play that role where he has the rock in his hands the whole time. It's not like he yeah, does not want to be here. It is not like he want to divest to RJ, bro. He's he's expecting to get set up, bro. He's not expecting yo. to set dudes up. Yo, I'm not even gonna hold y'all right. I just realized that this entire point guard situation, right, is coming from the fact that D Rose is out. And exactly. That like like everything y'all just said kind of fits D Rose's criteria, right? Like a person who could set someone up who got good court vision and shit like that, but it's killing me now because it's like, it's like, yo, D Rose is out for the season, so Randall is forced to play point forward, and then when he plays point forward, he can't really handle the rock that well. He don't, he don't, he passes it to Fournier. Fournier is now forced to make choices. Fournier doesn't have mm-hmm. those good choices, so it's either pass out to the wing or shoot. We've seen that multiple times. Pass out to the wing or shoot. And it works sometimes, but but we need someone who has like that court vision, like exactly, you could, like someone who could set Obi up, like coming in from the wing, set him up for a lob or something. 
Yeah, and like when that, he sets like, him up for a lob, it'll be easier for Julius and RJ to cook. Because dudes be like, yo, yeah. watch out for that lob. Oh, shit, RJ open. Damn, RJ made the shot. Like, it's that point guard is mad important, man. It's going to set dudes up to win. It's beyond yeah. just hey, look, RJ they, and that's Randall. That's what they thought that it they got other in players Kemba too. Walker, and we saw that that failed miserably. Not because Kemba Walker is bad as a point guard, right? We no. watched that fail miserably because Kemba and Fournier in the backcourt is just bad. bad no, 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 you, you no. Got, you got that wrong about Kemba. Kemba was playing point guard, but Kemba was not getting guys open. Yo, he don't have the legs to keep attacking the paint like that, bro. I'm talking about someone who's yeah, actually hey, going in. And I said, the, the, that, that was, it was supposed to be Kemba, but he failed miserably. Like, like I said, it's not, Kemba isn't for this team. Yeah, and plus the fact that they were the team, uh, Kemba to be a point guard. I remember so many plays early in the season where you know Julius Randle had the ball in his hand at the top of the key, waving everybody off. Kemba sitting there begging for the ball at the corner of the corner of the three, you know, and it just never came to fruition. So you know, it's more so of like a, a realization with Randle realizing that he's not going to be the number one for next year, and also the coaching team has to change. It has to has to diversify for that what it was last year because obviously it does not work yo you sure you sure it's not because Kimba didn't have the legs to get passed by guys man come on let's be honest Kimba uh, it wasn't yeah, blowing that's, that's, that's what it was that's that's what it was he was yeah, not like, blowing past guys to, man but you have to realize that he, he wasn't like useless on the court yes his defense was terrible don't get me wrong no forget the Kimba defense man just talk about him breaking down the defense to get other guys open Kimba wasn't doing that he was a spot up shooter he was doing exactly well, what Kimba, Evan was doing Kemba was never really like a playmaking point guard. That's the that's the one thing I think Kuka really forgot. He was more so a scoring point guard. So Leon Rose fucked up right there. Leon fucked up right there. That was a bad decision then. It was a low risk decision. It was eight 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 million dollars. That's chump change, don't now if we was paying him the forty million dollars, right, that OKC was gonna pay him, right? Then that would be the worst fucking decision in human history. Hell yeah! But he he got the he got the buyout and got eight million eight million eight well uh, sixteen million dollars for two years, eight million dollars a year. That's that's yeah. that's that was a lo- high a low risk high reward. Correct. Thing, right? Everybody the that's pissed was, off by that is is capping because when it was done, when we signed Kimber, everyone in concert echoed, "Hey, this is the best of both worlds. If it's good, it's good. If it's not good." We didn't come out of too much, so yep. we tripping for what? Yo. Yeah, like I said, he 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 was he was supposed to be a low risk, high reward move. The problem was his his knees gave out, dog. Because I looked up that arthritic knee issue. That's not something that goes away, man. That's that's something that's found in like elderly people, dog. Like guys with with their it looked like their hips is 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 going around the corner one way and their fucking legs are going on, uh, their ankles are going around the corner the other way. Like it's, imagine it's, it's it's Kemba, Kemba's gonna have this problem the rest of his life. You can't yeah. fix arthritis. Yeah. And, and and again, there, there's no cure for it. There's no surgery for it or what have you. You know, so it's 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 something that he just has to nurse and and work work his way in. The problem is NBA is not that sport to do that. Correct. It's I hope he invested well. You know, well, he got, he's still getting paid the $40 million this year and next I year. I know what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't hey, look, think another he, team he is going to pick him up. He, no, he good. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm saying, I hope he's investing well. Time. Keep investing. He's not going to find himself in that Isaiah Thomas situation. He'll nah, I, I think he might. He's not too far away from it. Yeah, to be honest with you, because think about it. Jordan, but I think, I think Jordan knew, because remember, Jordan, Jordan didn't pay, he didn't pay Kimba. 
Jordan didn't pay Kimba, and then he got injured in the Celtics, and the Celtics seen some shit, and then OKC paid him out, which OKC don't do. You gotta make you gotta, you gotta pay attention yeah, to who's paying the money. The Celtics the one who who really pushed him more into injury by giving him all them damn cortisone shots. Yo, I'm telling yo, I'm telling you right now, bro. The Celtics really be taking great players and then just downright ruining them. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, they say he was getting a like, shot. Like they, I mean, like, you don't supposed to get that many cortisone shots in a year. Like, yeah, Kimba might have not known. Or else he would have never well, did it. That's bad. That's bad medics, bro. I would sue the fuck out of them. Now listen, right? I was trying to say this earlier, right? Kemba is more of a perimeter point guard. Like he, like he's more the type of guy that, all right, cool. I'm gonna hand you the rock and pass it right back because I'm over shot and I pop it. That's the type of point guard Kemba is. What we need is a point guard that is more that is more like in, like in, like towards the paint in the mids, right? Right there. Like you need a point guard that can get in, go in for the drive. Kemba can't do that. He's more of a perimeter player. Yep. And now a spot up shooter, yeah. a good a good spot up shooter. He's turned into Great a really good shooter. spot up shooter. But Kemba, Kemba's ready for the back the end of his is, career. And the best part about Kemba too, when it comes to like our team missing on offense, right? He runs back and he gets to that fucking before that restricted area and sets some good fucking charges. And again, right. that's something you gotta appreciate because he because he doesn't have the size, strength, or athleticism to be sitting there contesting a lot of these guards in the fucking open floor. You know, so that that right there is good basketball IQ. He's a perimeter player, like Kemba's a perimeter player. Now, what we need is a point guard that can get into the paint, look around, see, all right, cool. This dude's open behind me. That dude's coming up for a lot and make the decision based off of that. Kemba can make the decision, like, based off of the perimeter, like, all right, he's open, he's open on the wing. He's in the paint. I can pass it to him for a lot, like, that's the type of player Kemba, that's the type of point guard Kemba is. But Kemba isn't like go straight in, go for a drive and see him open. That that's the type of point guard we need. We need a point guard that is like not scared to get into the paint because in all honesty, you can't even blame Kemba with his leg with his um knee injury, with the arthritis in his knee and shit. Can't blame him for that. That's something the Celtics did to him. And, and like I said, the the, 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 the ire that you know, Knicks fans have with him right now, what have you, again, dude's getting paid $8 million. That's a easy, we can buy that shit out. Like, that's easy money, right? This isn't like the, the Joe Kim Noah situation, you know, like, we ain't got to be paying him fucking $20 million for the next two years and then $6 million for the next several years. Like, we're, we're, we're fine as far as Kemba's concerned. You know, that's just a dead roster spot, you know, um, as, as, far as, I, as far as I see it, you know, but... But at the end uh, again, of the day, like I, I agree with you by having the, the, the point guard position. I, I agree with you by the point guard position. It's just that to me, looking at Randall, the way how the season has like played out, it just looks like he is not happy with the ball going into RJ's hand more often. No, man. And, oh and that's what God. we're saying, man. That, and, and like nah, I said, that's. Bro. I, nah, I, I, man, I, they're not in position, bro. Bro, that's horrible, man. How's the bad? How's the bad narrative? Bro, you bugging because out, man. Because we are assuming that him and RJ have a problem. People been seeing that, and they hung on to that narrative. Oh, for real? They wanted that they way, not, man. So, 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 so hey, look, 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 look. They wanted that way so, so they could kick Randall off the team. To me, explain his defensive effort this year to me. Explain. Wait, Julius what does that have to deny? That got nothing to do with it, we man. Can't, we, we're not defending Julius's behavior. We're not defending his, his play. That is all regress. What I'm defending is 
this narrative that people are saying he's jealous of RJ. We gotta stop that. Hey, I didn't say he was jealous. I didn't say he was jealous of RJ. I mean, but I'm saying that's the general like narrative going around Nick's Twitter. Yeah, and, and that, that's kind of the narrative you were spewing. Yo, I'm you were saying. On. That's not what I'm saying. Yo, but it on. sounded like it, man. It sounded like it. Right, look, all I'm saying is, in order for Randall to play that point forward, right? Like, forget that like point that, forward that, position, like that. man. That's, that's, that's not that, happening. It's not but, happening. But that's what made him. But that's what made him good last no, year. No, 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 no. But you, but you, you, but you having a misunderstanding. Randall does not have any expectations of doing that going forward because he, that's not a winning formula, son. The Knicks just did that because it worked, but that's not a winning formula long term. They have a whole 82 game season to see what Randall does at that point forward position. Randall understands, like, yo, I can't win on a high level doing this every night because I'm not that guy for that. Randall knows that. There's no power forward in the league that's going to say, yo, I'm expecting you're to play point guard. Yo, bro, know. it sounds insane as a you're basketball player. Joker, that sounds Joker, insane. Joker, Joker. Joker is literally doing that the, the entire season. Yo, he yo, season. he's he's a, he's an anomaly, man. Joker is is not is Denver and, not a, a, a good team? Yo, but he's not Even really. Jamal Murray has been gone the entire season. Yo, but do Rand, does Randall pass like that, son? Let, let's keep it real. You could tell if that hey, that's hey, someone's I, skill. I agree. I agree. I agree. Randall understands that. Randall, yo, formula. Randall understands that. I'm not no Jason Kidd, man. You think you think Randall was tell you in his face like yo I pass like Jason Kidd? It's a winning formula. Why dribble the ball? It's only a winning formula. Winning formula for seconds in the shot clock. Yo, like Randall's not cap- Randall's not Jokic. Jokic is different. Like that's a winning formula. Like Randall, we can't. That can't be a winning formula when Julius Randall's trying to play point forward. Yeah, man, and Randall knows that, that, man. Honestly, honestly I, ridiculous. I, I so agree with that. Forward, I feel like it's just him getting all these ISO plays where it's uncalled for. That's because we have no point guard, man. There's no guy it's, it's creating shit. Away. No one tells him otherwise. Not the not the coach, not anybody on the fucking team. And, and like I said, it's... His defensive effort, because even if he's not scoring at a high clip, why is his defensive effort the, the, the way it is? Right? Why is his body language the way it is? Like, a dude just looks pissed off and angry all the time. And what are we seeing? We're seeing him lashing out to refs. We're seeing him lash out to players. Like, we're literally seeing this, right? Not showing up to, to, to post games. Like, this is this is what we're seeing, right? That isn't, this isn't hyperbole. This isn't me assuming anything. But what we have seen, right? And this is just what, we've seen the ball go into RJ's hand more often on the back half of the season. And what had that translate to? Him averaging 24 points in 2022. Nah. Him averaging 24 points a game. Who, RJ? In 2022, he's averaging 24 points a game. Yeah, but, but come on, bro. You got to average that for the season. The season started in October. Yeah, no, 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 no. I know that, but I'm, what I'm RJ saying RJ averages is, 19 points season, per game, son. He wasn't getting... But, but RJ, season, RJ's been cooking. But RJ's been cooking since 2022, like you said, right? He's been cooking that yeah. long, and he still averages less than Randall, man. Hey, look, I, I understand. <laughs> he that. still averages right. less than Randall. Why are you trying to get rid of Randall? Season, I don't right? understand that. Is this for it, the season, right? Yeah, for the season. Yeah, RJ averages 19 points a game. Hey, and and like I said, I I understand that, but. What what about RJ Barrett's defensive effort? Because again, even if he couldn't pass the ball as as have that winning formula like y'all are saying, why is his defensive effort like a drastic drop from what it was last year? Hey, I'm not... it wasn't so much that he was dropping all those points, right? It wasn't so much that he was dropping those points and scoring the way he was and passing the ball the way he was, hitting the three at a fucking high ass clip, right? 
but why is his defense down? Yo, but what I'm saying, all I'm saying is that I'm not, I'm not shitting on RJ's 19 points a game. All I'm saying is that, yo, Randall and RJ could both exist because we see RJ cooking right now and with no point guard, right? Him and Randall, but Randall still averaging 20, 10, and five, dog. Can you imagine what would they do if they had a point guard? Wouldn't all that shit go up for both of them? There is a strong RG. chance that RJ will finish with a higher points per game for the season than than than. But Randall. don't compare both of them. At this current venture, but don't I, don't. I'm, don't not, I'm not comparing both of them. No, but what I'm saying, what I'm don't, saying don't make it a competition. We're watching the evolution of RJ Barrett, and we're watching the decline of fucking Randall. No, bro, no, you're not, man. You're watching everybody trying to fit while we don't have a missing piece. Once we get that missing piece, there could be a season where RJ averaged 25 and Randall averaged 23. Then the next season, Randall could average 24. RJ could average 21. Bro, the shit can work with so both, both of them. Both eating, Randall. Man. And RJ has played more than sixty games this season. Bro, once we get that right. missing piece, that everyone is going to be. You cooking. don't think that's, en- that's enough time for them to figure out, for them to, to try something different, or figure out how they coexist better together? Bro, you, again, yo, they can coexist, thing. man. I think you got it stuck in your head that they can't. They could coexist. It's not a competition. They could coexist. I'm not man. saying it's a competition. I, 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 you're putting words in my mouth. All, no, all, I'm all not I'm saying, saying that, is, but you're treating it that way because because you, you only no, I'm not. You only but hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me just say this: you only see it one way. If RJ goes up, Randall must come down. Or if Randall goes up, no, RJ must come down. Bro, they can down. both ascend, bro. Randall does not have to go down. If that's, Randall, that's what Panic been saying. Five, they, don't, they can what, coexist. What, but that's but that's not what I'm getting at here. Randall averaging 20, 10, and 5 would be excellent if he played better fucking defense. This team will be a much better team. But look, you can look at my pinned tweet. Well, I had it a little while ago. But I, a lot of people expected this team to win 50 games this season. Right? Like, a lot of people expected this team to win 50 games this season. But what happened? Why? Because we were expecting, you know, even if he were to get a drop, you know, a, you know, averaging 40 points from the three-point line is, is, is very tough to do, and it's not something that people could do. But dropping to like thirty is like ridiculous. Yo, but all I'm right? saying is His that defensive yo, efficiency all is you completely see, off. Yeah, but there's something wrong with Julius Randle that he needs to go figure out. Nah, bro. The only way you be seeing it is if one guy does goes up, the other guy comes down. Because even the way you just said it a minute ago, you said that we're witnessing the rise of RJ and the decline of Randle. It's like dog. Like how how, how are we seeing that, man? These guys, these guys are, are both still Randall in their prime. Randle isn't playing worse than he is last season. Is that Sorry. not a fact? But yo, what what are you saying about RJ that he averages is, less than Randall? Is RJ playing better this season than he was last season? Of course, but he still averaged less than Randall, man. He still yeah, averaged less did, than did Randall. We, not <laughs> we did, but you, you you keep saying that the rise of you said okay, the rise so of RJ let, the let decline me, let me of Randall. Some of y'all argument that may help. I'm on um, Google. Just pulled up Randall's stats. I'm just gonna go back from 2018 to present. With the exception of last year, where he averaged 24, he has averaged 21, 19.5, and 20.3 currently. So 24.1 last year was an anomaly. So at, Julius is playing his normal game right now. Okay, last so year, last Julius year Randall was a better defender. Last year was an anomaly for him, looking at his career numbers. Mm-hmm. It's just the efficiency. His efficiency is horrible this year. But as this it should be, as it should be, so, because you know why? He's a quarterback with no offensive line, man. Having that point guard equals up to being a quarterback with no offensive line. And everyone's bitching. Yo, why are you throwing so many interceptions? Why are you getting sacked so much? Yo, I got no offensive line. And Randall's like, yo, I got no point guard, man. I got to do all this shit myself. But I'm telling you, he, he, he absolutely doesn't. Like, like it's not like R.J. Barrett holds the basketball into instant turnover. It's, it's really not. 
All right, so this is what I think the problem is. I, like, I understand what you're saying. I, I, know, I, know, I know you're not trying to, you know, bring the, the rise and decline and make it like a, like a thing, but this is, this is the problem, honestly. And this is why I think this will have something that we have to fix in the future. It's not the it's not that Randall and RJ can't coexist. It's more so that Randall and Tom Thibodeau can't coexist. That is the problem right there because I was, that, that's not that's not even entirely true. Because what what did Julius Randall do the the moment they signed Tom Thibodeau? That night, him, Alfred Payton, their agents, Leon Rose, all had fucking dinner together, and he asked them, "What do I need to do to be a better player?" Literally a report that's saying that that's that, that's exactly what happened. That's fine. Alfred so Payton, when Westbrook and, signed with the Lakers. Him, Anthony Davis, LeBron James went out to dinner and smoked a cigar. That doesn't mean that the, that the system was no, 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 no. no. But but that was the question game. that was asked. That's what that's what Julius Randle put in the uh, the athletic article that he put uh, the, the Players Tribune to, to put out, right? And what did he do last year? Right, first year Tom Thibodeau was there. He had a phenomenal fucking season. Right, in, in a bubble year offense, with no fans in the stands, too. on on defense too. Yeah, but the whole league yeah. did that, man. The whole league, everybody was scoring, everybody, man, even shitty teams. They they, they literally made Tyler Hero out. Yeah, but, but, but again, I'm saying both on offense and defense, right? So if your offense isn't going, wouldn't you always play defense? Like he's a Julius Randle is a good. To me, he's a disappointment this year. Not so much because because uh, uh, I want him to do the same clip. I think last year's an anomaly as well. But his defense is what's, like, the problem to me. Him wanting to the refs after every fucking call is a problem to me. Bro, it's very hard, right? to, it's very hard to look at Randall as a disappointment. When you look at his average, then you look at RJ's. It's like if you say Randall's a disappointment, you gotta say the same but, thing I, but, for RJ. But, 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 but I'm not look. I'm I'm not looking at stats. I'm looking at gameplay. I'm looking. So I, I don't I don't live in New York. I was uh, last four years I've lived in Japan, and I had you know NBA TV or bootlegging it off of you know pirating off of uh, websites, right? But NBA don't TV say that has, here, uh, man. Uh, the feds are watching. NBA <laughs> NBA League Pass has a has a has a feature where it. Um, they don't have any audio from any of the broadcast crew where you're just watching the game, like any of the national televised games, where you're just watching the game from the star players uh, the entire time. Like the camera is on the star player the entire time, right? And if you watch any of those games and you watch Randall and you're hearing no commentary, right? And you're watching Randall's body language, his effort on defense, some of his bad shots that he might take. You know, again, everybody takes bad shots, you know, occasionally. But like watching him... When the cam, when the camera, when everybody else is watching like the, the game on the regular broadcast, but the camera is only on one player, shows you a lot. And I am telling you, this is showing me a lot. It's, it's, a, it's a lot for you to get rid of him. It's enough for you to get rid of him, huh? Bro, of course like he's having he's having a frustrating season. But what I'm saying is that at the end of the day, he's the quarterback with no offensive line, and he's putting up decent amount of touchdowns, but he's getting mad interception. It's like, dog, what happens when we get that offensive line? How does he really look like? That's what I'm saying, man. He has no point guard. Just let him rock. He's having a worse season, of course. He may have acted out a little bit. But, dog, it don't mean we get rid a of the A little dude. bit. Oh, oh man. man. Yo, it don't mean you get rid of the guy, man. Nah, he's been wilding, dog. <laughs> Yo, okay, he bugged out, bro. But you, he averaged in 20, 10, and 5 with no point guard, bro. Let's just wait to see what happens when we get that piece. 
I'm not I'm not the type of person that's like trade So so how how are we gonna acquire said piece? Son, they have enough. Yo, we got we got the Dundada, World Wide West, and Leon Rose. We got mad draft picks. We got a decent amount of young guys. You mean to tell me these guys can't fucking package something up to get a, a, a polished player to put besides RJ and Randall? We should be able to bet on make a bet on that within the next two years. They should be able to, to negotiate something, leverage a situation. Maybe a player is disgruntled. Nigga, we have the two the two guys everyone keeps bragging about. Oh, the big CAA agents, World Wide West and Leon Rose. They know everybody. Bro, they have enough assets to leverage something and make a deal. They got LeBron to Miami, right? All right, so these dudes can make shit happen. We should have enough LeBron confidence knows. in that. LeBron got LeBron to Miami. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't yeah. think that's okay. That's but yo, way. they know people, son. What I'm saying is that they they know everybody in the no, league. No, no. AI, they, 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 they were agents for the major players, man. But at the end of the day, what I'm saying is that they, they know what the superstars are looking for, and they they they've been with the big dogs. They've been with LeBron. They've been with Al Iverson. They've been with the big dogs. They they know what these guys want, what they're looking for. You mean to tell me these guys can't right. negotiate some shit? Come on, man. Okay, so now I'm going to bring it back to this. So we all seen that Randall was, like, no matter what his play is, we all seen this man was fucking out on the court, throwing Tampa Tantrum, fighting the refs, slapping his teammates and shit. As a star player, do you think that they would want to come to a team like that where there's a good chance that your number two, possibly number three option might fly off the handle and go crazy? I mean, uh... Because you got to remember, this ain't the 95, 96, 97 Bulls. Like, you, you can't have Dennis Rodman going off to fucking Las Vegas for a week and coming back and being okay. That's not going to fly. Yeah, but Randall's not acting out where the rest of the league is like, yo, that, that Randall guy's a troublemaker. He's not... You, you realize that, like, like three of the past seven incidents that Randall's had on the court has been nationally televised games? Games yeah. where we're watching players saying, oh, RJ doing this. Oh, Fournier going crazy. Or, or, or whoever on the team. Right, like, yeah, like when, these when players Julius watch each other. Hold up, hold up, hold up. You mean tell me we had Anthony Mason that that rah rah and shook shit up and was mad emotional because he gave a fuck, and now all of a sudden we we holding that against Randall? But see, Anthony Mason. No, no, no. Anthony Mason is in the top player. Yeah, he's not number one option in the most paid player on our team. When you represent the franchise, you have to be clean, and that's not sweeping clean. At least your best attempt at being so. This man almost took Cam Johnson's head off, almost gave him a clean cut. Son, I feel like as a Nick, we need that shit. We need that shit in this league. In this league, something like that. Look at Draymond Green for for the Warriors, man. They need that rah rah shit. So I'm not gonna disagree with you on that. I'm not gonna disagree with you on that. Right, because again, I want I've, I've, my my knock on R.J. Barrett. You know, my biggest knock is he just to me hasn't been angry enough during games. He hasn't been like, yo, I'm a booming on this motherfucker head. Like he when he gets fouled, like he has to get shot three times, stabbed, and and, and get a buck fifty before the fucking refs fucking call it on him. Like I've I've always been like, he needs to go out there and be angry. Like Jimmy Butler isn't some amazing superstar, but when we talk about two-way players, a lot of the, the the our favorites, right? When we look at Kobe, when we look at Jimmy Butler, like those guys get angry when they look, they lock in, they want to get in on offense, they go ahead and do that, right? Julius Randle hasn't done that. Julius Randle, when he gets fouled, he bitches people, he bitches at other players or what have you. He don't get angry on offense or defense during the course of those games when he's getting frustrated when he's had those issues, and that's the problem. 
So again, you're right. The Knicks do need some player that's gonna get fucking angry, that's gonna try and blow a motherfucking head top because they in there being too fucking touchy touchy, too feely feely, and, and pushing up on guys, right? But we we watched today. R.J. Barrett got fouled, fell on the fucking baseline. The entire team went to go pick his ass up, right? I've seen Randall fall, and maybe Burks go up there and go and go help him up. This is what I've seen from all season. Yeah, man. But at the end of the day, man, Randall does use that aggression on the court. How many times have we seen him play bully ball, man? We need that energy, dog. I, I feel yeah, like, but, it, but, I feel but like do, I, I, do we need that energy Randall does, after, Randall after, after the final whistle? Randall doesn't like use his like size enough. I, I think so. Like, I, like, I mean, he's been playing bully ball for most of the, the season. Or after the game is over, especially losing efforts. Am I not? Am I crazy for thinking that? So wait, hold on. At the end of the day, most of you guys in here don't believe that we could get like another piece and make it in addition to RJ and Randall. You guys think it's another piece? I still piece think it can work with Randall. Yes, yes, I think it can work with Randall. I think I think it can work with Randall, but I don't think it can work with Tom Thibodeau with Randall. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's, it's but Tom Thibodeau got him where he was last year. Got him paid. Like I, I, I don't think Tom Thibodeau necessarily like to me. Tom Thibodeau is putting on masterclass on how to how to tank, you know. And I don't think there's too many because whenever you look at teams losing, right? Like literally, if you go into the Sacramento Kings spaces, if you go into the the the, the Charlotte Hornets spaces as of late, if you go into the Atlanta Hawks spaces as of late, like when you see teams losing, everybody's demanding their fucking head coaches to, to get taken off, and, and 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 a lot of their beat writers aren't as tough as the New York City beat writers. Right, the New York City beat writers like to ask fucking snide remarks and all kinds of. We all remember Mitch saying, "Hey, Berman, relax, relax, Berman." Like we, like th- this is what we've seen, right? But I don't think there's too many head coaches that can take the backlash of losing in New York City, right? Period. Because a, a, a coach like Brett Brown, for example, right? He was with that team for like five and a half years with that that Sixers team, and they were god fucking awful. The the right? problem is. Problem is, we went from needing a closer and a point guard to needing a closer, a point guard, an assistant coach, and an offensive-minded assistant coach because they lost Payne and they lost um, what's his face, Woodson. and they lost Woodson. So at this yeah, point now, point. you need to like rebuild your coaching staff and find a closer and find a point guard and find a way to get Randall to get over his ego because Randall's not happy with the fact that RJ's outshining him right now. Same way that today he wasn't happy with the fact that Obi outshined him. He's, he's just an egotistical player. Oh, man, we got to stop with this outshining. <laughs> nah, man, that's not the case at all. That's the problem is he don't want to see nobody else shine but him. Nah, brother, man. It's, you don't see him too happy. You don't see him too happy. Like, Bro, he's frustrated about, about, about the season, man. Balling like that. Unless he's balling too. Bro, he's frustrated about so, the season. So, so, let, me, let, me keep, let, me, let me keep it a bean. I'm currently in the middle of getting my degree in forensic psychology. Uh, I I recently had a course on body language, uh, child development, adult development, um, th- these things or what have you. And like I said, I, I, I watch the game from an end a little. I like watching the game for what it is, right? Because stats a lot of times don't tell the whole story, you know, a lot of times. Like, um, and it's it's just kind of what, that's why I don't like looking at the at Bro, the stats. yo, this is part at. of the NBA, man. They did the same thing to Ben Simmons and B when they first got there, bro. They tried to pin them against each other. This shit is toxic as fuck. It only happens to East Coast teams, man. This shit is some toxic uh, yeah, no, shit. Of course, uh, well, no, bro. They did that. Yo, they did that in, in Philly, man. When Ben, when when Embiid, I believe uh, whoever got there second, they started causing a rift between them two, bro. The media started, you know, instigating shit. 
This is this is what the NBA does, bro. I mean, just I think in the Atlantic Division, I don't see this with other teams. But there is no RJ versus Randall, bro. That, that is that is true. There is some 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 merit to what it is, uh, what you're saying, right? Uh, because again, the East Coast is just what it is, right? That tri-state area, that New England area, the, the media is always tougher. Coaches, trying to pin dudes against each like, other, man. That shouldn't make no no sense. We got Mark Berman trolling the Knicks, trying to create his own bullshit narratives. Like, come on, man. So going back to the, the whole entire Randall thing, what I think it is, it's not that Randall is upset that his team is succeeding without him and he's like RJ Barrett. I don't think that's the case. I think they're not succeeding. Come on, in terms of like them getting his points or them winning today or whatever the case may be. What I'm saying is, I don't think it's him uh, mad at the fact that he sees RJ getting 30 points or he sees fucking Obi Toppin getting a double-double, I think is the fact that he's too invested into the fans' opinion. I mean, you see him and his wife, or you see his wife going at Knicks people on Twitter. Like, he's too invested into what the fans are saying. And sometimes it's not even the right fans. It's the wrong fans. There's some people who have terrible takes on here. And there's people who are willing or, or ready to attack his family and he's the kind of sliding in the DMs, telling them they need to get the fuck out of here. All that, all yeah. that bullshit. I, yeah, I feel like he's, I that, he's that type of person. Yeah, we got some toxic ass fans. I ain't even gonna yeah, lie to you. It's, it's an East Coast that's, thing, that's man. So, nah, it's the East Coast. Because Danny Green got a couple of death threats, dog. So. Yeah, now Danny Green when he missed that shot, they was ready to kill that <laughs> kill his family. That shit was crazy. Yeah, they was ready to chop that man's head off. Yeah, man, it's the East Coast they thing, was, man. It's, it, they it, were it, like Kyle Lowry. Everybody in the league was, was ready to, 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 to murder Kyle Lowry when he hit the. I don't know if you remember the game six where he missed the whole entire shot off the side of the off the side of the uh, backboard in the corner, wide open when the game. Yeah, oh no, I, I remember. Like they they was like he. It was dead. I, I was everybody's collective ready to kill that man, but you know it's just like it's one of those things where it's like he's too invested in the people who are the toxic as hell in the fan base who are attacking him, and he he takes all of that personal. Yeah, he may not be used to that. And then everybody collectively was just like, hey, yo, what the fuck? The whole entire thumbs down thing in New York. Like, at first, we were all like, hey, listen, if you are willing to play like that, you can thumbs down all of us as much as you want. We get a tough love. We ain't here to coddle you. But then when you start ducking the media, playing like shit, you know, uh, fight on off the court, it's like, all right, now you wild. Wait, but hold on, Randall. Randall's from Dallas, Texas, man. We we we, we got to forget, man. Based on where dudes are from, they may not be used to certain things, bro. I'm telling you, the East Coast, we instigators, bro. Look what happened to John Starks when he missed all those shots in the finals. Years after that, they kept on saying, "Yo, is he shooting too much? Is he shooting too much?" We instigators, bro. Yo, Ewing, he's shooting too much. Yo, he's shooting too much again, dude. Yo, that's the East Coast thing. We we, we instigators, man. But see, I would understand that if that was Randall's, if this was Randall's first year. This is his third. And you gotta remember, his first year here, he was, oh, I'm not gonna say terrible, but he definitely was not good. You mean when we had no point guard, we was using Trey Burks and Moutier? Yeah. <laughs> Moutier. Take <laughs> Commander. I'll let you know. For real. Bro, like, we cooked Randall. Right. We cooked. We cooked Randall year one. We cooked the. We wanted him to fuck up out of here. That's why we got him worse. 
worse the first year than we did the third year. Like we yeah, that that first year we didn't even have good coaching though. Can't even yeah, blame him for that first year. Oh, yeah, no, but I mean, not, it was I'm just not, the not, fans. Not, we was enraged. Yeah, I'm not blaming Randall at all. Like that was that was a terrible year. But I, it was to the point where we were literally disrespecting this man to his face, saying, "Yo, we will trade you for Terry Rozier straight up." And I know we all remember that trade. Damn, that, that shit is horrible. Like, I, we we need him. a point guard so bad. I would have took that trade. <laughs> well, you know what. He he wrote that op-ed piece in the athletic, and that it was really really good, and I believed everything he wrote um, at the time because his play exemplified that. But then, when I look back at his stats, his career stats, I'm like, that year was just special for him. And every player is going to have one of those years, and maybe that was his year. I mean, Randall is probably just a 2010 guy. And we have to accept that and stop making him our number one. Well, I feel like after the first year, we already established that he was the number one option. It was just that he had that. Hey, look, are, written, are we really line mad line. at a twenty ten and five power forward? Not mad at him at all. Hey, look, 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 look. We're, 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 like we're not Randall. mad at him. I really like Randall. So I'm, I'm just not on that begging that he plays better defense. All right, I just I agree. I, again, I, I, like, I just think his defensive effort is is is. Yeah, nah. He he bought in last year, and this year he's not playing defense at all. So that buy-in is gone this year for yeah, some reason. And then that whole yeah. that whole the whole team goes and shoots in the gym at the end of the night after games that we lose. They're not doing that shit neither. Can't nobody tell me that. Yeah, no, no, no. I think y'all maybe I don't know if y'all remember this, but back in January there was a report saying how uh, Julius and Tom ain't really you know ain't best of shape. I don't know how serious that is, how deep that is. But you know that's something you gotta look into because you know if your if your star player and your head coach ain't on the same page, uh-uh-uh. he is leading in top five in minutes per game during this year. I can assure you, he can t- play five less minutes well, because, a game to kind of get his his his, his breath. Well, I we gotta remember, honestly, I think Tom Thibodeau and in, in, in general, this whole entire. Uh, Knicks organization is running a very old school type of system where it's just like the the person who gets paid the most has to play because there's there were stretches in this in this season where Evan Fournier was literally unplayable. Like we could not he was probably averaging like four points a game on the court for thirty five minutes and played zero defense. Yo, if we could have played at least averaging. 16 games against the Boston Celtics with Evan Fournier, dog, we'd be dude, we'd be set the number one season to fucking beat. You know, because because okay. like even the, the games against the Celtics, he played excellent defense in those games, and it's like, yo, why the fuck you can't do that? You know, at least half of that for for, for, yeah. for the rest of the season, defensively, not even so much offensively, because offense, because again, he just broke Clark's record. You know, it's not like he's not hitting threes. You know, the problem is just, just I've watched his effort against the Boston Celtics be through the fucking roof, and, and you, we rarely see that from him in, in any other type of games. Yeah, and he's bad that, in the fourth that quarter. That frustrates the hell out of me. Yeah. He'll be like, when he gets the Celtics and the Magic, he'll go off for like 40 or 50. Then when he fucking plays everybody else in the league, this man's averaging a solid four take fouls. Like, shit is sickening. But it's just like, like, I don't know. It's it's a culmination of things, and, and then plus the fact that everybody was getting hurt. Like you said, Derrick Rose was out. Derrick Noel became a dud, you know. And then Tom wasn't really trying to play his players. Like 
this be like, like that. I, I still to this day don't understand how do you draft people who fit your archetype, but you're afraid to play them. There are plenty of projects that were still up on the boards when when we were drafted. You could have kept Deion Johnson. I, I, granted, I don't like him as a player, but if you're talking about like potential and and you know what he could hey, be, I, I like who we drafted. No, I love. I, I'm, I'm just. Like, I love these drafts. I love Brian. I love Deuce. I love Rosa. So I'm saying, like, if you're not gonna, if you, if we draft players who fit your archetype, who fit your coaching scheme, why not play them? Why are you afraid to play them? Well, well, so I, I, I can answer that. I, I, I can answer that. Uh, so, so uh, please understand that the majority of the well-coached teams in the league play a nine to ten-man rotation. Um. And the, the the and that's and that's just that's just that's just what it is. Uh, like I, I stated it earlier, when you look at those winning teams, when you see players that are like the 13th guy on the roster, that means they probably blew that the other team out, and they those those guys are playing garbage. Like you you look at like how the Utah Jazz or the Phoenix Suns, like the those guys are. are Tibbs plays his starters in garbage minutes. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's that too. Yeah, I, and again and. and but it's <sighs> okay. So I, like I, I said, we, how we, could, season we, could, we, we don't should, have garbage we minutes. Should, everything, everything that could go wrong had went wrong this season, and, and that just that just might just be the luck. Okay, so we about to get top four pick in this league. With like the thirteenth pick and all that, and I, and I guarantee you, like I, I know, it's, I, I understand it. I'm not one of those fans out here that's like, yo, we have to play Deuce McBride. Even though we do, I'm not saying we have to play like you know all the youngins, but it's just like. He has to realize that opportunity is opportunity. If Evan Fournier is playing like trash, and he's been playing, he played like trash for like two months, from like mid October all the way up until like maybe December, maybe even after that into January, he was he was bad. Kemba, he was bad too. So why not give opportunity to players like IQ, OB? Um, we traded to get Cam. How come we didn't play Cam until you know uh, Quentin Grimes got hurt? You know, it, it, it's 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 those kind of things that that frustrates you as a as a fan because it's just like you have the players who are there to help you win, but you choose to play the players who are quote unquote veterans or quote unquote get paid the most because you know they're there. You know, and I'm I'm kind of cooled off with Evan Fournier. I honestly see him as like a bench commander. Like I feel like he he could be that six man off the bench, like like how uh, Jordan Clarkson is off the Utah Jazz. It, uh, hey, look, that's that's what I was getting at. Because if we're gonna go for a player like Brunson, we need to team him up with with RJ, a defensive two way wing, and bring Fournier off the bench so he can fucking scorch fucking pe- teams bench units. Oh yeah, he can average twenty points a game off the bench scoring against fucking people's benches. I, and oh. and I I don't think the team's gonna do that. I would love to see a lineup of uh, Jalen Brunson or maybe even Tyus Jones mixed in with RJ, Cam, Julius, Mitch, and then have like. Derrick Rose, Clinton Grimes, Evan Fournier, Obi Toppin, and, and Derrick Sims and, off the bench. Sims. Yeah, so oh, 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 he, he also kiss. added IQ somewhere there too, but you know, you know, uh, I, I feel like even IQ could play that for our point guard position if he if he's given like the full chance to, you know, because he, he's already seen, even though I see him more as a true shooting guard, he can't play that point guard position. He, he does have that playmaking ability. But it all depends on uh, his development over the summers. Uh, so uh, I, 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 I won't even say development. Uh, so the thing about the whole manual complete thing is, 
um, any guy under 6'5 is a point guard in this NBA, right? Whether they want to be so or not, right? But there's point guards, because again, you look at a player like Stephen Curry, Damian Lillard, right? Uh, those guys are essentially shooting guards, right? Um, the reason why Steph Curry gets so many assists is because he can shoot from fucking 35 feet out and he gets doubled and triple teamed quite often. And guess what? There is someone open and he's keeping his head up to see who they are, right? Emmanuel quickly literally plays a lot better, right? And we've seen it when the pace is fucking quickened. Like, we, like he is a up-tempo style point guard that can score in transition, get get the defense off off kilter and, and pass the ball to whoever's open. You know, like and and again, we're watching his confidence kind of grow because there's times where I watch him and he's like when they're in the half court set and it's like he's just not confident in passing to the post, uh, to Randall or to RJ. Like he because he he he's not as adept in doing that. But guess what? The dude's a fucking hooper. He's gonna go in and, and practice those type of uh how to do those type of passes uh, into the paint, right? Because we because we said, hey, the quickly float floater in the beginning of the season got stopped, right? Because why? The teams are, are, are hedging properly on, on pick and roll defenses or him cutting to the basket. Now he's going a little more to the basket and trying to score and doing push shots and running floaters a lot better than the stop floaters that he was doing last year, right? So his game is evolving. And yes, He's also gotten better on defense, right? Like that dude is is a little annoying little fucking gnat on fucking defense. He has the fucking wingspan for it. So again, should he be playing fucking uh, point guard for this team? Yeah, but I don't think it should be, it should be next to Evan Fournier. No, I don't. I don't think it should be next to Tibbs. Uh, the thing is, you just brought up you brought up a good point about uh, the pace and. Uh, him being a good player in that type of pace. The Knicks don't play that type of pace. And I think the problem, especially with a lot of young guys on the Knicks, because Kevin Knox said this after the trade, he was like, he was used to playing fast pace. He was like on the Knicks, it was like the first time he ever played in that type of slow pace style. I think quickly and some of the younger guys on the Knicks are having that same issue. And once again, Tibbs, Tibbs may be the problem for a lot of these things, man. I feel like a lot of these guys, especially Obi, we, we all know Obi could flourish in, in transition, but Tibbs has him lined up in the corner waiting to take a three. That shit is mad odd. Just the pace that we're playing, it doesn't really match up to the rest of the league. And it makes sense why we're actually last in the whole league in pace. And we even watched like today's game, like the Knicks were just running. There was there were times they wasn't even ready for like an offensive set. They were literally just running up and down the court. Yep. Like, they wasn't they wasn't waiting for somebody in the corner. They wasn't trying to like set a screen. It was literally just inbound the ball and running. You will always see Obi Toppin running his little heart out, trying to catch lobs or you know waiting for the corner, probably posting up a little uh, a post shot on Lamelo Ball or, or Terry Rozier in the paint or something like that. And that's what happens when you run. The, the problem with the Knicks is that they want to play this very slow, methodical, grit and grind offense. When, no, you mean Tibbs, you know, Tibbs. Oh, sorry, my bad. Tibbs, Tibbs, Tibbs. The problem with Tibbs is that he wants to run this uh, grind offense when the defense sets up, they get into the zone, they can stop whatever you're going to do. Because remember, we don't really have that many three-point shooters. We have people who can hit the three, but our legit only three-point threat would be Evan Fournier. So when you have like Alec Burks, who's really more so a slasher who can hit the three, and then RJ, who's still developing his three-point shot, and then Mitch, who's not too incapable of hitting a mid-range shot or any other shot outside the paint, then it just it just messes up the whole entire offense. Wait, hold on, but go, wait, hold on. You bought you bought up Randall, but let's not mistake this, guys. Even though the young guys like tonight they all play fast pace, 
adding Randall to that should not slow it down. It only slows it down when it's because of Tibbs. And yeah, Randall would not slow this down. To speed it up, if yeah, Randall, Randall would oh, no, not no, slow no. up, slow right. this down. It's Tibbs that's slowing this down, not Randall. I know a lot of the fan base tonight is gonna say, "Oh, the Knicks were fast, they were playing good without Randall." No, motherfucker, you put Randall in there, and Tibbs like sort of switches it up, man. Runs this slow pace shit. It's Tibbs, not <laughs> Randall. No, the thing is, like, I, I, I kind of agree with you, but it's just the fact that we've seen Randall play at a fast pace and. 60 percent of the time it's really good, and then forty percent of the time it's really bad because, like I said, when with today, uh, you saw that they were playing at a fast pace, but they were also moving the ball. Randall, he'll play at a fast pace. He'll run up the court, but what he'll what he'll usually do is he'll attack the paint. It'll huh? either be an offensive foul because he's running into somebody way too huh? strong, or it'll be a turnover because he'll jump into the air trying to dish it off with one of his strong passes into the third corner. Uh, the third row of the, of the, of the uh, arena. So it, it, it kind of, it, it, it's like he can do it, but he really has to buy into the ball. Wait, say that again. Somebody uh, mute the mic. Okay. Yeah, Randall, 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 Randall. I don't know whose mic that was. Yo, just unmute your mics. Yeah, go ahead. All right, so basically what I was saying was, like, Julius Randle, he does play at a fast pace occasionally, but for the most part, he he, he doesn't really buy, buy into the ball movement. Like, this game, we saw the ball was moving. I think even Clyde Frazier said the Knicks averaged, what, like 21 assists, and they were already at, like, 18 or 19 in the second quarter. Like with Julius Randle, he'll move at that fast pace. He'll definitely go at a, at a, a, a he'll definitely do it like a fast break or whatever. But it usually ends up either with him getting an offensive foul because he usually burrows into somebody in the paint, or he'll do one of his patented uh, jump shot, uh, jump passes where he jumps into the air and he tries to whip it around to somebody way too hard, and it ends up being out of bounds. Yeah, but so at the end, but yeah, but at the end of the day, do you, do you think the Knicks play fast pace tonight because of the young guys or because of Tibbs? You think Tibbs said, let's run it faster? I thought they played faster than the young guys. Yeah, I, exactly. I think it's because of Tibbs. No, I don't think, think Tibbs so? plays like that, bro. I, no, 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 no. It's because they were playing against the Charlotte Hornets. They're a bunch of athletic guys, and that's how teams fall into a lull with the half court. They like to play up-tempo, so they decided to go more up-tempo against them to kind of wear them down. And it showed because those guys wasn't hitting any type of fucking jump shots towards the end of the game. For whatever reason, a bunch of team full of young guys just – didn't have the legs in their own, and, that, and that's literally like it was. A, they started to catch up, right? But at least the six-minute mark in that fourth quarter, it just seemed like they couldn't get anything. They just they couldn't hit a single fucking shot. And I'm talking about the Charlotte Hornets, right? You look at that game; those guys just couldn't hit a fucking bucket down the stretch of that game. All right, and so then, so again, so let me ask you a question: Why do you think last year and also this year we're still in the bottom in pace? Why do you think that? Because ever oh, since no, Tibbs so arrived, we're, that's, that's we're playoff basketball style. No, and that's I'm, what Tibbs does. Nah, it's because we don't have a point guard to push the pace and pit, set people up and stuff. So Randall plays fast, but then he can't set nobody up, and yeah, he can't when, put himself. He don't have nobody to set him up and put him in a good spot either. When Randall well, we gets defensive a defensive rebound, they, he either. walks it up the court. Nah, so but like, last year Alfredis brought it up, brought it past the half court line really quick, and then they had time to like set up and stuff. Yeah. So, so, and, and again, you're, you're right. What you're, what you're pointing out in regard to that is, is correct. It's just, 
I think certain teams is just better to do that. Like as far as the the scheme goes, it's just again, Tibbs is a stubborn man. He plays the way that he he plays. He likes what he likes, right? He likes he likes what he likes. Yeah, no, he, he, he ain't trying to dibble and dabble in other things, man. Yo, let me also ask y'all this. Julius Randle's contract, everyone's, yeah, y'all can all agree, everyone's perception of it is that it's a max, right? Like, that's overall the uh, fan base's perception. Julius Randle's contract, everyone's perception of it is that it's a max. We can all agree on that, well, right? That's, that's the true, overall right? fan base, the perception is that the contract that Julius signed last year, it's like a max. Right, because that's the way we're so treating it's, him. It's a max extension for him, but it's not like the max. But but so yo, I don't, but yeah, I, he took a pay cut for the team. Yes, he did. Uh, but I think I think well, a lot of the fan base they he's think the seventy second most highest paid player in the league. That there's nothing wrong with his contract. Giving it us twenty ten and five is, uh, and making being the seventy second highest paid player in the NBA right now is not like the worst thing in the world yo that's a good point but yo the fan base does not feel it see a lot of the fan base confuse his max they think it's the overall max a lot of people think it's that they're like yo we're paying him a lot of money why is he doing this why are you doing that I think uh, the fan base there's a confusion of what he's getting paid and what they and what they think that contract equates to because we're treating him like he's supposed to be some sort of one A and Noel is the problem nah man I'm telling you the fan base perception of Julius Randle's contract is that he's a super max guy I'm telling you, that's oh, the yeah. reason why the booze, yeah, no, a lot of the confusion, there's, there's a huge confusion of what he got paid. They think he got paid a super max, man. I'm telling you, that's where a lot of the yep. hate comes from. They think like, oh, we he, got a super got max guy and he's $60 he's million this. more than Jerome James did when we signed that motherfucker 20 years ago. I feel like the hate will come down if people had a, a better understanding of, of his contract. They'd be like, oh, he's not a max. No, so if he played better defense. Yo, but twenty ten and five for what we paid him, that's that's good enough, son. That's more than good. Yeah, twenty ten and five, not, man, is what he averages. So and everyone's is, bitching. Is twenty and ten and five for your 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 top player is that good enough? Why you keep saying top player? Randall's not a top player, man. Yeah, he's not. I don't See, to be the top a top player. This is team. this is where I'm bringing up the confusion between his contract and people's pre, you know perception of what he no, is. But I, I, I didn't bring up the co- a contract. I was just saying it's twenty ten and five, good enough for your best player in your team. No, you just said a top player originally. Well, that's what I'm trying to point out. Yeah, yeah man. top player. Yeah, top player in your team. No, you just said top player. The way you said it, you talking top about the whole player game. for your team. I, I got you. I, I'll correct myself. 20, 10, and 5 is all right for, for top player in the team. Yes, especially when we got RJ and we don't have a point guard. Yeah, I'm, I, and like I said, I I, I watched him do it last year with Alfred Payton, right? He wants a bigger guard to defend, and that's why we are stuck with Alec Burks. You know, Alec Burks has, has that's out of his element, but please also understand that Alec Burks had also played point guard for the Philadelphia 76ers uh, in long stretches. Yeah, but they kind of use him as a scoring option for Ben Simmons, man. Yeah, no, I know. But, yeah, ben, but ben be handling the rock. He be handling the rock. They just set him up to score. Yeah, well, well when Ben went down in the injury, uh, Burns was playing point guard in, in the playoffs a few years ago. And then he just kind of, like I said, it's... Yeah, but just overall, man, all I'm saying, Randall got 1A contract perception, man. And it's like a lot of people, they really think that. That's why they gun hold on Randall, man, so bad. Because 
everyone thinks that he got a max deal, man. He got a max so, so for who, him. So who do you think we need to move then? I'm not saying I'm not I'm not talking about what should we do. I'm talking about Randall's perception by the fan base. They think we paid him max money. That's why there's extra hate on him right now. Everyone's like, yo, what is he doing? Da da da. It's like, yo, a lot of the Randall hate comes from that. But we're not paying him that fucking type of money. He's doing really well for what we're paying him. So it's not a, a, a just because of a, a letdown in a sense. You know, yeah, because real quick. The uh, thing that the letdown is in Randall though. He played better last season. So uh, I appreciate you for letting me face and letting me talk hollow piece. But I'll, I'll be doing the next one. All right, coach. All right, no doubt, no doubt. All right. Well, what I'm saying is, if, if even if he wasn't shooting, you know, 40% from three point land, even if he wasn't, you know, averaging 24 points, maybe he was averaging 22 points. Maybe if he's averaging, you know, uh, nine rebounds this season, you know, but just playing at a high intensity and playing defense this season, I don't think anyone, not a soul, would give a shit about Julius Randle as far as if he was to lose. I, I legitimately don't think that. Right. So again, when people, players, and this isn't this isn't a Knicks fan thing. This is everybody. If we are, if you are the highest paid guy on your team and you are being a disappointment and or a letdown, you you get the ire because guess what? I've seen Portland Trailblazers fans do it on fucking Damian Lillard all the time. They get knocked out in the first round in the playoffs. Right? We've seen it happen to Devin Booker. We've seen it happen to Devin Booker. Yeah, Mind you, Devin Booker yeah, is not in the MVP conversation. You just, mentioned two, you, just mentioned two, you just mentioned two players that are a way higher caliber yeah, than, than Julius, man. Once again, there's that confusion. He He's confusing his contract for what, what kind of caliber player he is, man. I, I said best player on the team. It happened. I, I ain't say nothing about the contract. It, does, it doesn't matter who, who what team you are. What, the best player, the highest paid player on every team catches that heat regularly. It just in the New York media, like like Pan said earlier, it's just the East Coast is just it's just that much fucking harder. Why? Because Luka Doncic should get a lot more fucking heat. You know, for as good as he is and, and all these pieces they put around him in Dallas, they should be winning more. Yeah, just overall the nah. perception is that we pay Randall, we pay Randall for, for the two thousand twenty season. We paid him for those stats. And it's like, yo. Yeah, like roster roster construction construction is really the problem with the team. It's not Randall. Now I'm just talking about the fan base hate on Randall. It's just like the perception of his oh, contract. Yeah, you know, you know New York fans though. New York yeah. fans, if you're not giving them what they want. Nah, but they, gonna, but they want Randall to give them what they what he did last year. They want that. They think we paid him that amount of money to get what, what we got from Randall the previous season. Yeah, because I keep seeing a lot of people say that they should have waited one more year, and had he had he played the way he's playing now, he wouldn't have get that same money. And then I had on like he didn't really get the bag. I mean, he got a bag, but he's not getting super max, the 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 the, the you know, salary ending crushing bag. He got a bag, but it wasn't that crazy. So in, in comparison, like the contract, he got the same contract that Danilo Gallinari got, um, except Danilo Gallinari is coming off on the bench on that team. Yo, but you see. But he not getting Danilo Gallinari perception. He getting LeBron James type perception. Where he's like, yo, where he's like, yo, you're the, you're the top dog. You're a top dog. Why, where, 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 where's last yeah, season no. stats? That's pretty much how the fan base is treating Randall. It's like, yo, you got paid the same time you performed at a certain level. We're thinking the money you got paid is the amount to perform at that level, and I don't think it's. I don't think it is. I don't know. Like I said, uh, 
would I love for there to be so and without giving up RJ Randall is our biggest uh, trade trade asset right without giving up RJ RJ and Julius Randall are our biggest trade assets you know uh, going forward and I think people would rather keep RJ Barrett than Julius Randall if we're looking to improve the team in any type of realistic you know way and and as far as like the point guard situation you look you look around the league right like just about all the 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 good serviceable point guards that you will want on the team are currently getting paid so it's kind of hard to say hey uh you know let's 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 go out there and get a a, a point guard um conspiracy theorists will tell you that julius is leaving and rj stand because conspiracy theorists are telling you that Zion is coming, which I don't really believe, but whatever. Yeah, that's that's, that's unlike. I believe that. I believe the that. whole the whole Cam signing and the whole and the Julius getting all this heat is because eventually they're gonna try to make a make a run for Zion, but I don't really see it happening. A run for Zion, you gotta wait like fucking six more years, man. Zion well, is not gonna deny that contract. Years. Zion is not going to deny his rookie extension. Sign and trade. Sign and trade. I don't think you could sign and trade a rookie extension. I've never seen that. Yeah, you can. Yeah. So it it hasn't happened, especially with the lottery pick, but it has happened to like a player like Michael Carter Williams. Right. Nah, wasn't Porzingis like a sign and trade? Porzingis was a sign and trade. No, 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 he wasn't. He was a straight up trade. No, no, he wasn't. So they, 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 they shipped him and then he signed the deal with with uh, Dallas afterwards. Yeah, in the summer. I've never yeah, seen so, that. Uh, a sign and trade for, so, a, for a top pick? So it it, 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 ha- it hasn't happened because a top pick hasn't. This will be the first time a top pick, you know, of Zion's caliber would 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 be asking for a trade out, right? And, and, and the wild part is, like, his contract's like $10 million right now. So, like, that's... The the value of him really would be in what type of trade draft assets you can provide to give to him. So that's right. why we keep asking for second round picks and stuff. So 2023 is is supposedly right according to you know rumors and rumblings is supposedly supposed to be the year that they allow high school players to get drafted again. Right. So essentially, your second round picks are in 2023 are essentially first round draft picks because now you're talking about an extremely deep draft right uh so that's 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 what that is that's that has always been like you know very few teams are were, were targeting for that time and, and and that's what we've seen leon rose and company do they they got eight draft picks or six draft picks uh four in the in the second round in 2023 you know, so that's 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 a legitimate thing. But if the league goes forward with that, again, we we don't know yet. So the 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 CBA stuff is supposed to get renegotiated next summer. So, but the, but that's what uh, Adam Silver has come out you know, that he wanted to go back to drafting high school players, and that's not no crazy idea. We've done it before. Some some of the top seventy five players in the in the NBA. Uh, we're drafting in, in high, from high school. Mm-hmm. Yo, let me ask you a question though. Um, <clears throat> I don't think you can sign and trade a rookie extension. I'm gonna tell you why. 
is because when the time to sign the rookie extension, it comes in one year before. So Zion Williams would have to take the gamble to become an unrestricted free agent in order to try to get a signing trade with the Knicks. Are we really saying that's a gamble for, for Zion? Yeah, it would be a gamble because Zion. because Zion qualifies to sign for it, I guess, this summer. So, for Supermax. Uh, yeah, on top of that, they could sign him for a year on top under the rookie payment. So he would have to take the gamble starting from next summer. He would have to tell them, no, I'm not going to re-sign. And I don't think, I don't think uh, he's going to take that risk. Especially with his injury, you don't history. think he's gonna say no, say say no to it. No, so again, right? Think about it. When, when he says, wait, happen? think about it. When he says no to it, he's basically saying, "I'm betting on myself to stay healthy to sign." By the time I, by the time the season ends, then I can sign or do a sign and trade. He's gonna have to bet on that. That's why I'm saying it's not possible for the Knicks to get Zion uh, right now. He's not. I don't think he's gonna take that so, gamble. I think he he could, and he probably would. How so, man? What, what? If if, he hasn't if, played if the first two or three years. Because I'll I tell you this right now, right? So I, I work with guys in special forces, what have you, and they get like top athletic trainers and stuff like that. Like, literally, the report came out yesterday. Nah, you can't saying, go by that, man. You, you got to ex- explain why, is, why does a top pick right? deny his pick, deny his money? Why is a top pick that's getting paid? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He's getting paid for the first time ever. This is his first big NBA contract money. So he's, he's going to risk it off rip. This is the first time he's eligible for big, big money. You mean it to me? Because we've never seen, seen this. He signed, a, he signed a $100 million with the deal with Nike. Yeah, he's going to get all back. Yeah, but, yeah, but he, he qualified yeah, he for another deal like that again. Who, who denies the off rip or put that at risk? We have yet to see it. We've never seen it before. A top yeah. pick denying I mean, his extension. Bron did it. Bron did it to go to Miami. No, Bron not do it to my. Bron played in Cleveland nah, for seven Bron. years, man. For, for like three years. I'm talk- talking about the fourth year option that you get. We have never seen no top top pick. Oh denied. yeah, you're right. Zion getting a fourth year option, bro. He's but not about to risk that contract. I don't. I've never seen it, man. I don't think so. That's why I'm saying he can be a free agent, bro. He's so, not so, gonna so, risk so, it. so check it out. So, here, so here, here's the reason, right? If he demands a trade, right, and, and the, the other team obliges, he would still because they're giving up his bird rights because he has a year left on his contract, and they'd be able to sign whatever team gets him will be able to sign him to that same contract. But the Pelican teams would be able to get. It. If no. he waits an additional year, he won't be able to get that one. No, 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 you're conflicting it, yo, he's still part no, of the no, squad, no. no, no, wait, listen, he, he qualifies this, at, before the start of next season, he qualifies for an extension, that's on top of, like, so that, 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 that won't kick into the following season, so he's gonna play another year on his rookie deal, if he denies that, 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 that shit, then he becomes a restricted free agent, but then he's still on the team for the next season again, that's what I'm saying. Yes. The moment, wait, hold on. Yeah, no, and, the and, moment and Zion right. denies it this, this before the start of next season, he's basically saying he's risking it, bro. That's what I'm saying. The yeah. problem is that the Pelicans have the leverage because he signed in for an extra year under the rookie payment. They can give him the the super max a year ahead, almost a year and a half ahead. You know what I'm saying? Yes, so, the, so by the time again, he signs his correct, extension, but if he he's, gets traded this summer, he's not that, gonna that get. Why would they trade him, son? Rights. They're not trading the dude, bro. He would have to force hey, his way out. He has leverage. Yeah, exactly. That that's that's exactly what that is. He could force his way out. If he, yeah, if but, he says, "Hey, I don't want to play." But it won't work right now. It won't work. Right you know now. why? Because they're gonna force him wow, to risk his contract, bro. They're gonna say, "All right, we won't and trade you." Wouldn't sign him in free agent. 
but yo, you you're not understanding. He would have to wait two years to do that. You have to understand. Nope. Wait, hold on. There's a reason why. There's he a reason why this has never happened before. Offer. You realize that, right? Yes, on the qualifying offer. Him not signing the qualifying offer means he he becomes an unrestricted free agent in 2023. Exactly, but it's another. It's an extra year. That's what I'm trying to tell you. But he qualifies. Yeah, yeah, yeah not not next year. But I'm just saying next summer. He, he, he'll be if he doesn't sign the qualifying offer because that's the position that RJ is in right now. They're in the same draft class, and that's why I was speaking. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that guys don't risk that, man. They're not risking. They basically, if they deny that qualifying offer, they're not, taking. Not many guys got a hundred million dollar contract by Nike. He he can afford to do it. He has a bunch of endorsements. Dog, deals. players are not doing that, bro. There's somebody that then LeBron would have done that. Getting a hundred million dollar yo, deals from Nike. Yo, that, if if that was the case, right? Then we would have we would have seen the rookies of the last like the top picks in the last like four, five, six years. We would have seen them denied their rookie extensions. We have never seen that. How many of them have gotten a hundred million dollar rookie uh, deals by Nike? Forget that. Talk, I'm talking about the top picks, man. The top picks. I'm, That's what I'm talking about. Even guys like KD, even guys like him. You, no one denies their fucking four year extension, bro. No one denies yeah. that. No James top- Harden was in that position and was traded. He was eligible for the extension, but he felt as though because they gave Russ and Kevin Durant that deal, he asked out of OKC and got that money from the Rockets. So you're saying he became an unrestricted... What year was that for James Harden? That was 2012. After yeah. after the finals, he, he, left, he, left the, he left the Thunder, right? Yeah. After the finals? And what, what year yeah. was that for James Harden? I, I gotta go check the contracts. Uh, I'm currently right now doing this paper for school and shit. But yeah, yeah you, you I, brought I up a good it's... point there because I want I want to see how this scenario plays out. Because J- but James Harden is only uh wait hold on James Harden was like a, a seventh pick. He wasn't the first overall pick. I'm talking about the first overall pick. And, Who denies and, that money? And it was it was more like it was more like OKC got cheap and was like we're not gonna pay him that money. We're just gonna pay Ibaka the money. It wasn't a Harden thing. It was more OKC being stingy. Yeah, I feel you yeah, on that, but James Harden, Harden wanted his money, so that's not that's not. Those are both equally. Yeah, but yeah, correct. but the money he qualified for in his well in today's NBA, the money he qualifies for in a rookie max extension is not. It, it wouldn't be the same thing that Zion qualifies for in a, in a rookie max extension. Zion's number is a lot higher because he was number one pick. That's what I'm saying. He has to deny that money. He has to deny the rookie scale extension for a number one pick. That's the super max he can get. He has to deny that. That's what I'm saying. James Harden was in a position to deny a top uh, pick rookie scale rookie scale max. And to, and to deny that type that type of money to then come to New York where RJ is going to be on some type of max deal. Cam is probably going to ask for some money. You're right. He's not going to get that money back here. Yo, he you uh, have yeah, to risk yeah, that shit. Bro, you have, you're not understanding what I'm, I'm saying. You, they're going to make it happen. They're going to make the numbers happen. I promise you. It's, it's like not about making the numbers. Bro, you, you can't. Yo, the NBA, the way it's set up, it's set up. If someone gets a top pick in their small market, they have mad leverage in that fourth year, bro. They're going to have to tell the guy, yo, you never made big money out of the league before. You're going to have to risk this 100 mil. 100, it's 190. The rookie max scale extension for Zion, I think it's more than 190, bro. Because RJ is number three pick, and he qualifies for 190 over five. They would have to tell Zion, yo, you you have to deny your max scale. That's crazy, son. To, for, to be an injury-prone guy and to deny that 100 mil, 
to put yourself at risk so to I, losing that shit so what don't I, make what sense. I was what I was getting at earlier right the way how everything is kind of playing out it, it's it's looking like the Porzingis uh situation all over again right because it can't be Pizdale was like hey we're shutting Porzingis down for the rest of the season because at this point he can't uh he feels though his leg injury he can't run and what did Porzingis do Porzingis posted a video of him sprinting on the track right now the New Orleans Pelicans, you know, front office announced, hey, we're shutting down Zion because he got a complication in his recovery for, you know, for his foot injury. His foot injury. Right. And they what just saw him doing a dunk. They just saw him doing some dunk. Through the leg yeah. off the backboard. Like, what, what, what is that saying exactly? Literally, an hour after that, 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 that report was published, we see that video on not not searches on the internet by random people, literally on his fucking Instagram story. I went to go look. I went to go check. Cause I thought I thought people were just joking around like it was an old video kind of thing, like oh lol, like cause you know we got people like Ballsack Sports out there doing weird shit, you know, posting fake fucking news and shit like that. But I went to Zion's Instagram page. That's exactly what he did. he posted it. You know, so it's, it's again, it's it just and like. And, and to your it's point, I saw I saw I saw some ad that they did the other day, and the ad had like McCollum, it had um, it had everybody but Zion, and I was like, what the fuck are they doing? I was like, why would they not feature Zion on the ad for like seasons tickets for next year and shit? And that ass Zion wasn't on it. Yeah, I'm. But yo, at the end of the day, I'm looking at the numbers, right? Um, Zion's definitely gonna qualify for over two hundred million dollars, bro. He's gonna have to put that at risk, no doubt about it. Cause Luca got five. Luca was the third pick. Luca got hey, two. Hey, look, so, so Luca got two oh seven. The other thing, he right? got two oh seven. There, there has been some unknown players want to team up with each other, and we're learning that. Like, bro, there's no problem LeBron, with that. Le, LeBron in Miami, they and and and. and Bosh, you know, like that was something that came out of left field that was practically unheard of. Yeah, but that was year seven. Right? That was year seven. They already, they yeah, all no, signed but, their rookie max. He, he was, he was, no, no, no but, but so, so check this out, right? Here's what LeBron James did. He went um, in year five, took a two-year deal instead of the three-year deal that he was eligible for. Why? Because it allowed him to become an unrestricted free no, agent. No, he took the three-year deal. He took the three-year. Three-year. Rejected the fourth. Team up. That, he took the, the three-year dog. You, yo, LeBron was drafted yeah, in well, 2003. It was the three-year instead of the four-year. Yeah, he stayed, he stayed in Cleveland for he, seven years, man. Seven years. That's what that rookie extension does to you. So he, it makes sure he, you stay for the first seven one years. Year, where so you he at? could be a free agent during the same summer that Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade was going to be free agents. Which is fine, but he still signed his rookie max extension. That's the part you're not getting. Zion, no, no, I, I'm not saying that he, he didn't do that. No, but what, what I'm, I'm saying is players are starting to team up, and again, yeah, but they Zion team up after the, the seventh year. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Overall picks that that's you still see Zion commercials on TV, bro. Zion I understand that, so but dudes do that right in now. the seventh. I'm agreeing he with got you. Money. They do that in the seventh year. The NBA inf- infrastructure wise, the NBA is not set up for a rookie to risk his money in year four. It's set up where they can start risking shit in year seven. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Zion, this, there's a reason why Anthony Davis was there for so long. The NBA is set up for guys to stay where they're at, especially being a top pick for the first seven years. It's built in. 
It's like that, man. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Zion would have to be the first person to risk his money and say, you know what? Even though I have not been healthy, I'm going to not sign it before the start of next season. And I'm going to risk injury in order to get to the end of that rainbow. Then I'm going to sign for a sign-in trade or I'm going to sign as unrestricted. Zion's going to be the first rookie in a long time to do that. Maybe the first rookie ever. That's how rare it is, son. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You, yeah, you, no, you no, mentioned I, LeBron and all of them, I, I, but they all but, signed in year I, seven. What I, what I have explained is we are watching a similar situation play out to how the Porzingis thing happened out of New York. Yeah, but the thing We're is... We're watching what... He's doing the same thing Porzingis was doing in New York, right? Still injury prone, still better, still bet on himself. Guess what? He, 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 he was able to get himself on the last year of his contract, get traded, and then sign a, a new deal with the with, with Dallas Mavericks to get all that money that he totally didn't deserve. Yeah, but that's the thing, right? though. The Knicks were willing to Porzingis trade Porzingis. Is also injury-prone, quote-unquote, correct? The scenarios are different, man. The Knicks, they traded Porzingis, bro. The Pelicans are not going to be like, yeah, all right, I'm Zion, we're going to trade you. You don't think the Pelicans going to do it? No, dog. They, yo, Zion don't have leverage. Yo, sometimes you got to wait till you got leverage, dog. Zion don't have the leverage yet. You got to wait till you have the leverage. If your top overall pick is threatening that he's not going to try and resign on that contract, they don't Son, they're going to they're gonna play. Yo, the Pelicans are going to play their leverage, which is Zion's injury you're history. Go, you're not going to trade that guy high? Bro, they're not going to. They're going to say, Zion, you know what? We're going to sit you, and then you're going to deny your rookie extension, and then you're going to risk being an unrestricted agent. You're going to risk your injury till you get to that point. Zion's not going to do it, dog. He's going to be like, you know what? I'm signing before the start of the season. To lock that money in, and then I'm gonna try to force my way out. Maybe after year two or three, that's the name of the game, son. You're not, you're not, you're not, you're not. You're thinking like a almost like a like like so, almost like a fantasy, so, bro. So what you're saying is, what you're saying is, at best, he's gonna sign the contract and then try to force his way out, like Harden did with Houston. No, Harden didn't. But the thing is, Harden didn't qualify for the money. Zion he, qualified. Harden did it on the back end after his super bag. So Harden had already, like, think you know. I think it was already in eight year, eight years in league. Oh no! No, no, like, he was he was he in did. his fourth year. His fourth year at Houston. No, his fourth yeah, year with. Because he signed the contract with Houston, and that was like, nah, I don't want to be here. Nah, uh, uh, Harden is an unrestricted free agent. I think come twenty twenty three. I think he had a year left on his contract. I'm looking it up right now. I could have sworn Harden re-signed an extension and then was like, fuck this, I want out. That's how I thought it went down with Harden, honestly. Nah, 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 nah. Y- y'all talking about when he left OKC to Houston, right? No, no, I'm talking about Houston to, to Brooklyn. I'm talking about now, when he left Houston now. Oh, no, nah, he, yeah, he been in his contract for like two or three years already. But I'm talking about, th- there was a point, because you brought up a good point, when Harden left in his fourth year being in the league. You're saying that Harden risked yeah, his contract. Yeah, I think contract. he left it in his third year. I think he 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 got traded, but that's because they gave a box of the money that summer as opposed to him. So he asked to leave. See, but the thing is, Hard, but Harden, I'm looking at his thing. He's a fourth overall pick. The money he qualified for back then is not the same thing that Zion qualifies for. Oh, 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 hold on, let me let me look up rookie scale contracts. No, no, but it changed. What I'm trying to tell you is that it changed. You got to look at when Harden was... Hard, it was a different collecting bargaining agreement. The NBA changed it in 2017 when the money went up. It's different now. Guys qualify for a lot more money. That's what I'm saying. All this shit is brand new. Guys and, back then didn't the league, qualify. And the league don't fuck with the Knicks like that, so they're not going to let it happen like that either. 
It's yeah. not even that, son. The, the shit mad complicated. The lead, the system, money went up. They I, changed no, so a I'm lot of shit. Right now, which, which, which you're speaking on, right? So the rookie scales for, let's say, the 2021, 2022 rookies, right? Mm-hmm. So the number one overall pick uh, is getting $8 million the first year, uh, $8.3 million the first year, $8.7 or $8.8 million the second year, and then $9 million the, the third year. Then the fourth year is 26% uh plus whatever that number is that they got and then it's 30 30 percent for the qualifying offer for the fifth year right that's 30 percent now the qualifying offer for the second pick right is 30.5 percent but that means it's basically equivalent to what the first pick got no no, no wait hold on. but you're looking at the 2017 version james harvin was drafted no, in 2009 I'm at 2021 no no but this is what i'm trying to let you understand man the NBA oh, changed. Look up at the, the twenty. What's the thing? I, I can go back. No, wait, hon. But wait, hon. Just just listen to what I'm saying. I'm saying the when the money went up in 2017, it was a brand new contract between the players and the owners. So all the all the structures of of the rookie contract, the unrestricted contracts, it all switched up. It was never like that before. When James Harden was a rookie, it was more simpler. So there's there's, there's a set amount. Wait, hold on. So here's where you're wrong. Nah, there was a set amount that James Harden. And not what the actual. So the rule is: first round picks can sign for as much as 120 percent, and as little as 80 percent of their rookie scale contract. Yes, so correct. In 2017, starting in 2017, going forward, I'm telling you, there's different rules for 2016 going backwards. That's what I'm trying to tell you. James Harden I'm is at in 2010, that 2010, 2011 rookie NBA rookie scale. 2010, 2000. Wait, no, but when did it end? That's what I'm saying. The, the, yo, the rookie scale changed. No, no, no. So the, 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 what I'm saying is the percentage for the qualifying offers are the same, but the dollar amount has increased. Because the cap increased. It went by the cap, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but that's why they do it by percentage as opposed to hard numbers. Okay, so the cap, but, but what I'm trying to say, the cap for when James Harden was eligible for that fourth year was different than the cap of 2021. The cap is a lot higher. All the caps. Yeah, for the NBA but that's why I said you can't. High. You can't look at the cap number. You have to not look at the whole number. You have to look at the percentage, and that's that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, the, the so percentage the, of the so, cap. Wait, let, let's just say the cap was sixty million dollars in twenty in twenty um sixteen, right? It'll be no, like, no, no, not the cap, but the actual contracts because in 2010, 2011, the first overall pick was getting four million dollars a year. Now in 2022, right, the, the rookies for for this year, the 2021, 2022 guys are getting eight million dollars a year. Correct, but, but the qualifying offers mm-hmm. and the fourth year uh, numbers for for their contracts are done by twenty six percent and thirty percent for the qualifying offer for the fifth year. But w- what is that percentage based off of? Off of what number? Twenty six percent of off what? Of, off of whatever that contract is for that year. Every year, okay, the, but the, when the they, number but, for that first but overall when, but when is they, different when, because the it scales up with the the, the cap. Correct. That's what I was trying to tell you before. It, that that percentage comes off the cap, and the cap back then was a lot smaller versus the cap now. Yeah, yeah. The number is a lot larger. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with you. So I'm just saying, like, so that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to tell you, James Harden was was part of it when the cap was smaller versus Zion. Now he's part of it when the cap yeah, is bigger. Yeah, but it was bigger. still thirty percent of the of of the. That's what I'm getting at. It's still thirty percent. But you like do realize the, the cap the cap jumped up crazy. It's not like the cap went up a little bit. That shit jumped up crazy. Zion would have to, to exact, reject yeah, that money. 2016. Zion would have to reject that money. No, James Harden was a free agent in 20... What was it? 20 and 30 year? Let's go... 20, 2012, 2013. 
So so the money in 2012, 2013 okay, is way see. different than it is now. Because think about it. No rookie back then was signing a $200 million contract. There was no such thing. Somebody like that was yeah, no, NBA... no rookie now is going to sign. Yeah, Lucas' contract is, is $200 million. What do you mean? Jason Tatum is 190 RJ qualifies for 190 What do you mean? Zion would have to reject oh, that type of money. That rookie extension in the fourth year that kicks in after the fifth year is for over $200 million from top picks. And especially if you made the all-star team or you did or you achieved shit, they give you more money. Yeah, no, no, you're right. You're right. So th- that's what I'm trying to tell you. Zion will be will be the first person when the cap went up to reject that money and say, fuck it, I'm gonna risk my injury, try to figure it out if I can make it to the end of that contract, then I'm gonna sign with the Knicks or another team. Whether it's it's I sign straight up or do a sign and trade, but 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 that's but that's what I'm I'm telling you though, man. He's not going to risk that. Literally bro. did the same thing. But Porzingis wasn't. But Porzingis did not qualify for the money Zion qualifies for. It's different. Zion is first overall yeah, pick. Porzingis I mean, Porzingis was what a, th- a third pick. Or yeah, but, but there is a difference. There is a difference. When you're number one, they give you a kicker for being the number one. I- Especially if you're number one and you made All Star before true. your fourth year. No, it, it is. You're 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 100 correct. But the the difference as far as the first overall pick and the fourth overall pick isn't that much. We're talking maybe 10 million dollars. Yeah, but and, and and all right, the endorsements that he's gonna get playing in New York and the endorsements that he's gonna get playing in, in New Orleans. Come on now, let's be serious. Do make that money back. But okay, we all we, I can agree with y'all with that. But what y'all not understanding is that the Pelicans could just be like. Because y'all can't compare the KP situation. KP wanted out. The Knicks wanted him out. They they gave him away. The Pelicans ain't going to do that. The, hold on. The Pelicans ain't going to do that. You know why? Because the Pelicans, the Pelicans could just say, all right, don't resign them. And then they're going to let him hit risk hitting that unrestricted free agency. And then he knows he's risking injury. And he knows he's risking injury. That if Mitchell Robinson walks for nothing, who is our second round overall player, but the but the Pelican organization won't be condemned for letting the first overall pick who can average 27 points and 10 rebounds a game walk for nothing? Bro, he's not going to walk. That's just impossible. That's yo, impossible. But, yo you at the end of the right. day, but what you're trying to say is that, hey, Zion, risk your whole money, the $200 million plus dollars you qualify for, just to be on another team where you could just sign but, and get that money, he, stay for a few years, leverage. and then force your way Why? out. Because that organization is not going to let him walk for nothing. Yeah, and it already looks like he's trying Especially to force his way out. Especially if you can get already. three to four first round picks for him. Are you like, what? They will not let him walk for nothing. And that's what I'm saying. It's the same exact thing as the KP situation. Bro, regardless, they have leverage. We didn't let him walk for nothing. Zion ain't going to resign. I mean, ain't, ain't going to not resign, bro. Yo, you have to name me a top pick who's not resigned his fourth year extension, bro. Hey, you gotta find it. There's a reason why you ain't find it yet. No, guys, no, no. ain't it, doing it that. It hasn't happened. It, it hasn't happened. But no one's been in this situation before. Son, every, yo, you, all right, John Moran about to be in this situation. This the reason why I say no one's been in this situation before is because literally Zion is one of the few young players to receive a hundred million dollar Nike deal. Bro, forget Before them. he got to step foot on the NBA hardwood floors, he received a hundred million dollar deal from Nike. Forget the Nike deal, man. You, he, he's yo, getting eight million dollars for, a year. Forget the, the outside the money, Pelicans, man. Forget the outside and money. Still getting more money from Nike. Bro, forget the outside money. Zion would have to risk 
that contract, bro. You still not get. You still acting like two hundred million dollars ain't nothing, bro. He would have to tell I, them, I, I I'm going to nothing. risk it. But what I'm saying is, this is how he forces to, to, to have his cake and eat it too by getting that leverage. Why? Because if if some wild fucking crazy thing happens and and Zion just outright comes out and says, "Hey, I want to get traded out of New Orleans and I want to go to New York," right? Because guess what? Other teams won't want to trade for him because they got to give up a bunch of assets for a guy who might stay there for just a fucking year. Yeah, but there's a reason why guys, yo, top picks re-sign, man, in that first attempt. Yeah, because there's not how many of them have gotten a $100 million contract from Nike? Bro, how many of them rejected $200 plus million and risk it? No, 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 I'm not saying he's rejected. You could tear your ACL, you get a, you could get a career-ending injury. He is causing leverage to get himself that, that contract. Because guess what? If he actually get traded to New York, he'll get that contract. You think you think Madison Square, James Dolan wouldn't give Zion... It's not about that, man. It's, no, but the, yo, here's another thing you're forgetting. But that's what it's about. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. There's nothing you're forgetting. Now, when you do... Re- now, let's say Zion does reject that extension. You know his cap, just like Julius Randle, gets limited. His cap, how much? His max, his That's super true. max, his it's super max money gets limited. It's gonna be like the Pelicans can sign up for two hundred. Any other team can sign up for like one seventy or one sixty, something like that. Yeah, and he would have to wait till his like eighth year or ninth year to get to actually qualify for the real super max. He would have to wait a while. You have to wait one extra year. There's a penalty for rookies fucking denying their extension, especially if you're a top pick. There's, there's a penalty for that. Randall paid that penalty. No, I didn't summer. say what you're saying is wrong. I'm saying you have to look at the KP situation. KP got his max deal from Dallas because we traded him to him and gave him his birthrights. I mean, looking at Randall, and I don't remember what pick Randall was. I remember Randall. Randall went through whatever he went through with the Lakers, got himself got himself traded to New Orleans for a year, and then signed with us. Yeah, that's because LeBron showed up and was and was uh, playing with GM, dog. That's, that's different. Hey, I don't think Randall like forced his way out of that situation. <laughs> I don't, I don't. LeBron showed up, dog. That was the year LeBron got there. I mean, from what they said, Randall and them said that Randall didn't want to play with LeBron and forced his way out. That's what I'm telling y'all. So okay, I mean, okay, wait. I'm, I see it right here. KP when when he left the when the Knicks. Wait, somebody mute that. Yeah, when KP had left the Knicks, right? The Dallas Mavericks for the fifth year signed him for five years, 158 million. Yo, Zion qualifies for 60 to 70 million on top of that. What are we talking about, man? You're 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 counting the pennies. I, like again, does Porzingis have a hundred million dollar contract from Nike to give him a cushion? Bro, please, yo, that, dog. That, if that doesn't make that up, then I don't know what does. Bro, but you're you're looking you're looking at you're looking at that as if as if players can sign. You're looking at it as if players every day can sign contracts for two hundred and ten million dollars. Nah, I, I see what you're, you're saying because like you're, like you're Melo, looking Melo, at it Melo, that way. Melo could have Melo could have been like, nah, I'm gonna sign for it less and play with Bron and Wade, and Melo was like, nah, I'm gonna go for the money. I'm gonna take the, le- the extra year. So I see what you're saying. Yo, Some players going to want the money. No, no, no. You're not understanding what I'm saying. The NBA built this into their shit to make sure that, yo, if you a top pick, nigga, we're going to make it so hard for you to fucking leave. You're going to end up staying there for at least six years. Yeah, for, for the for the small market teams. And again, you are correct. So, right? so why? Again, I don't know why you again. think, why you think out of like fucking hundreds of players, 
Why do you think Zion's going to be the first one to dodge the money when the money's even 10 times higher? He's going to risk injury and to lose that money. I just, I don't, I don't see that. Hey, look, even with injury, I think he is that generational of a talent. I think teams would pay him that money. It's just that if, if Zion with a year left on his contract. Bro, teams hey, can't pay him that traded, money, bro. It doesn't work like that. Teams would not want to trade for him. They if cannot pay him the, that money. It does not work like that. He would have to take a career hit. Like, earning, earnings-wise for his whole career, he would have to take a hit at that point. It's called the bird rights. That's what that is. You can trade a guy for his bird rights on a rookie contract. That happens all the time. It just doesn't happen with the first overall pick. Bro, he's not denying that money. Yo, if Luca, yo, Luca got 207. I'm not he's denying that money. What I'm saying is he's going to... That's how he forces leverage. You don't have it, bro. The NBA don't give leverage said, to new he, guys he coming in. Yo, the M- yo, what I'm trying to tell you is that the NBA built it in. Yo, if you're a new guy, it don't matter if you're LeBron James. You don't have leverage to dip from where you're from. Oh, uh, nah, LeBron James had leverage. Uh, nah. So, so okay. No. So, wait, hold on. If LeBron he had leverage, right? If LeBron had leverage, then why didn't LeBron leave Cleveland after year four? Because they were still trying. He was still chasing the dream. He's a Cleveland boy. He wanted to win in Cleveland. Bro, he's from Cleveland. <laughs> the NBA don't work like that, man. You you think that the NBA is letting a new guy come in and then have they gonna give him absolute freedom LeBron to just did not walk want away? To leave Cleveland because he wanted to win in Cleveland. He's from Cleveland. He wanted to bring a chip to Cleveland. Yo, if LeBron by year yeah, three they had made it to the finals at one point and everything, so yeah, LeBron wasn't leaving because he thought no. He LeBron, done LeBron made it in year six, bro. He already signed that extension. What I'm trying to tell you is that the NBA. Let's say LeBron was mad, mad about being in Cleveland by year three. The NBA is not set up for LeBron he year four to reject it. No, no Zion bro. Like being in fucking New Orleans. That's why he was rehabbing in fucking Portland. Bro, the team. yo, you, 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 you actually have a, a freedom of choice as an NBA player once you hit year six to seven. The NBA does not let you come in fresh by year three, by year four to make a decision to dip from your squad. The NBA does not do that, bro. Or else you would see a ton of young young players who are top three picks that would just dip out. The NBA is not set up like that, man. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You yeah, think hey, you hey, think hey. they want small market teams to just up and lose a young player they just they just drafted by year four? But if they end up getting three first round draft picks, cause that's that's what it'll take. Cause that's just what it will take. Yeah, but before that happens, you see, once again, before that happens, right? Because you said a possible trade. Before that happens. Yo, the NBA set it up where the start of that season, the prior before before the first tip off, you have to make a decision, rookie. Either you're gonna risk your shit or you're gonna resign for the money. That's the trap right there. Even before there's a chance to even make a a, a deal for a trade, they set it up where the rookie has to make a decision up front. So it's either you're gonna deny the money, risk it, or you're gonna take the money. And most rookies in the NBA have taken the money. First pick on, they've taken the money. That's the reason why you see a player like Kevin Love. Damn, Kevin's only in Minnesota. What the fuck is he doing there? Because he was eligible for the money and he took it. Everyone takes it. Kevin Garnett took the money. Everyone takes the fucking money. Whether your team is, you don't have leverage in the first fucking five to six years in the NBA as a rookie, bro. You just don't have it. You're not in that position. It's made for vets to, you know, a guy that made it in year eight, year seven to have that decision. And we've seen what LeBron did with it by going to Miami. That's why LeBron kept saying, this is the first time I'm able to... Yeah, because, nigga, it was really the first time. He had leverage. Young guys don't have leverage. It don't matter if you Zion, etc. They're going to say, Zion, sign for 220 over five. You think Zion's going to say no? 
Yeah, they're gonna be like, yo, generational talent, here's a generational contract. You're right. So can can you explain to me uh, the bird rights then? Yo. You still have yo, you're not getting it, bro. He he does not have the leverage, man. That's all I'm saying. If if that was the case, I, we would we would see top guys who got drafted just dip out of their teams after year four. Yo, I, I'm gonna reject the extension, so trade me. We we would see teams actively shopping guys that are restricted free agent rookies on, on rookie deals. They'll be restricted. So teams would be like, yo, we're trying to get an asset for this so, guy. After so year four, he doesn't want to resign with us. There's there a reason why we never see that. Who on their third year of their of their rookie deal gets traded. We've None never we've never seen been, that. Out at the top five pick has only happened to Porzingis and I think maybe one other guy. And but who's who's the that other one guy? guy? It hasn't happened. And Wait, who's the other guy? I understand that. Who's that other guy? Oh, well, I gotta go do some research. Bro, we never seen it. We never seen it. Yo, even Chris Webber. That other guy might be Darko Milicic, but you know, again, like I, I think yo, yo, I think honestly, Chris Webber was the last guy. I think Chris Webber rejected his Golden State. No, he he rejected a contract early on, and he went to either the Kings or some shit. But he rejected a contract. I think his his rookie extension with Golden State. Also, haven't seen a top overall pick. No, that's Chris Webber. Chris Webber is, is, is a top number. In, in the, the number way one that pick. Zion has been over the past few months. But what right? I'm saying like is that the last like, time oh, we... Zion is fat. Zion is fat. But you see these pictures of Zion with, with people. He's either in workout clothes or, or, or regular clothes. The dude doesn't look... He just looks stocky as all. Yeah, but yo, forget all that. What I'm trying to just tell you, man, is just straight up as a we first overall James pick, Chris Webber is the last person we've seen do that. There's a reason why Chris Webber is the last person we've seen as a first overall pick reject his shit. There's a reason for that. Or else there'll be more guys doing that shit. Because a lot of these guys, they get trapped into shitty teams like Minnesota, etc. What I'm saying is that it's, it's... I'm telling you, it's built in the NBA. The NBA... You tell me he, he doesn't have leverage if he, if he has to get traded? Yo, it's all on him. He would have to gamble himself in his injury. Yeah, yeah, and and look, I, that's not. I'm not arguing whether he could gamble or gamble, not lose the money, lose the money. What I'm saying is, do you think he would have not have leverage if he would have asked for a trade out? No, and he's making moves that he don't want to be there. No, with his upcoming contract, like be there. with his upcoming contract situation, he does not have leverage. And how does he have not have the leverage? Because they can just they can just buy yo all the all the Pelicans have to do is wait to the, the first tip off. I think there's a deadline like maybe it's uh, November first is a deadline for rookies to sign that extension. So they could just uh-huh. wait. The Pelicans don't have to say a word. They just ha- they could just wait after the date and then talk to him afterwards because he knows he understands. All right, once this day passed and I'm not signed, okay, so I'm so risking I'm that risking day? that money that I can get. I have to bet on myself to be injury free to, to so then sign for that money. Bump for that for that fourth year, right? So he's he getting get that automatically. Bump. We're talking about the fifth year, the fifth year right. where that real money kicks in. He qualifies to sign for that before the tip off of next season. There's a reason why the NBA put it at that date, or else they could have said, "Yo, Zion, wait for summertime." Yeah. And I'm not telling you that, that that's wrong. I'm not telling you that that's wrong. What I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying that. Leverage. What I'm saying. What Why I'm saying. That's the leverage the right there. Organization can let a player like Zion Williamson's caliber walk for nothing. Bro, they're not letting him walk. All they got to do is give him the contract, and then which is for the max amount they can give him. And if he does and not he sign on the dot, right? hold on, hold on. If he does not sign on the dot past that date, 
then it's on him. The Pelicans don't have to say nothing. They could just put the contracts, everything, because it's only it's only one amount, and they'll get nothing. No, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, so so you're saying that he's gonna reject signing that? That's what you're saying, Wait, right? I, what, what I'm not, I didn't say he was gonna reject it. What I'm saying is he might ask to be traded prior to that date. Bro, and they, and they would say and no, the and they would say no. If Zion Williams comes to you and says, "Hey, I want to be traded, but I want to go to New York," what do you think will happen? Bro, wait, so hold on. So let, let's say let's say Zion in August says, "I want to be traded." The Pelicans are like, "All right, sure." All the Pelicans have to do, I'm gonna tell you exactly what they're gonna do. Let's say November first is the deadline. They're gonna be like, November first comes around. Zion's gonna call them up. Yo, you figure out a trade for me? I got. Zion's thinking in the back of his mind. I only have till today to guarantee that money. And they're gonna be like, nah, we still looking, we're still looking. So who who really has the leverage, man? Zion would have to be like, all you right. You know that's why what agents are for, right? You, you do know that. Well, okay, let's say his for, agent, right? his agent gonna be like, hey guys, cause, cause what, you're, what you're talking about is a slimy business practice. No, it's, it's not a slimy business slimy practice, bro. The, the, Yo, the but, NBA is not set up for guys in their fourth no, year to have I'm leverage, saying, bro. I, because players aren't going to risk you. It's hard for players to say, hey, I'm gonna walk away from that money. And you're and you're absolutely right, and that's the way how it's set up and designed. No, and again, I'm not saying that you're wrong. They could walk I'm away from the money. Is, they could no, no, no. It's not hard for them to walk away from it. They could walk away from what it. What you have to say is they have to risk injury. Yes, uh, they have to, but that that's the consequence. And, and again, you're right. That's and the I consequence. You, on that notion. you walk away I from. I disagree with you on that. You notion. you walk away from that money. You, you know what you're risking, and I'm telling you. Uh, Nine out of ten players but are Zion going to Williamson sign. Is a generational talent, and he'd get a good contract. Let me ask you a question: Has he been healthy? I I think he has. You think he has? So so wait, hold on. Zion hasn't been in the NBA for three I've years. Sitting, I, have, I, I can assure because again, we watch. You can assure this, but video. but three years, we've only seen him for one season. So this guy who's been in the league for three yeah. years, one season, and we're we're going to say, hey Zion, don't sign that. Let's just let's just. Wait till we're unrestricted. So you think Zion's gonna let that almost year and a, another year and a half go by and risk that shit? That's what you're saying. He still has a hundred million dollars contract from Nike, dog. And you know what? The most. Hold, hold on, hold on. You, you, you just said he has a hundred million from Nike, right? So once he signs on that paper, how much money does he have? He has three ten. He has three ten. Hey, yo, fellas, I'm about to be out. All, All right, right yo, stay you. up. Later. All right, later. He got three ten. So you're saying don't sign in that dotted line to keep the 100, but if you sign in the dotted line, you you have 310. What do you think he gonna do? Thing is, I, I get it. He wants he wants the money, but he doesn't want to be there. I know, you can but, tell he doesn't want to be there. So, yeah, so I know. How but does a player get the money and not be there? You yo, I'm, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you exactly how. It's, I'm gonna tell you exactly how. It's not set up that way. You can do it after year seven. You could be like Anthony Davis, start bitching. Because Anthony Davis knew, hey, I'm about to have the leverage. I want out. And Zion's got to do the same exact shit. Yo, it's year six. I want out. I'm going to start making rumblings. By year seven, I'm going to get extremely loud. And then, But we're watching him making rumblings now. But without the leverage, I'm, I'm trying to let you understand. By year four, you don't have the leverage. You have to wait for year seven. No, you're completely missing my point. How does he not have the leverage? Because, like I said, no team in the league. If if Zion Williamson, I'm gonna explain it to you. To go to New York. No team in the league will want to trade for him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna explain to you how he doesn't have the leverage. The 
Pelicans can give and, him the, and the well, I'm, let me, let me, let, him walk for let me explain it. The Pelicans could give him the contract, right? And then they could let the day pass by and it's up to him. Zion could be like, you know what, guys, I'm confident. I'm going to bet on myself. I'm not signing this shit. Cause I, cause I, I eventually I want to get to that point where I have the leverage, which is I have to wait another, another two seasons. So mm-hmm. Zion does that and he could, he could bet on himself, bet on his injury prone ass. Or Zion could say, hey, I got $100 million now from Nike. I could sign on this piece of paper and get 310. And after year, the second year of this new contract, which is year six, I could begin to make rumblings to get the fuck out of here and get to New York anyway. What do you think he's choosing? I'm telling you, he, he does a highlight. And like I said, we'll revisit this, com- this conversation here in a couple months. right? Oh, yeah, for I'll sure. When you, you when you see, yo... Yo, the deadline. Yo, you you exactly right. The deadline is, I believe, November first of started before it started tip off of next year. So Zion has to has yeah, to but, sign but, his, but he's his extension. Yeah, but he's gonna request the trade prior to that. Yeah, and they, they don't have to do it. They they, they could trade By him. By like after. summertime, he's gonna ask for out. Yo, that's cool. He could do that, but they they could be like, yo, we're working on it, the and we're gonna work on it on November second. Is literally draft night. Yo, bro, what makes you think they they don't have to do that? They could be like, yo, no, no, you're we, right. They don't have to. Do we, that. Got, we, we, we got we got we got a deal for you in November second. They're going to get pressure from the fan base. They're going to get pressure bro, from other front Bro, they're, they're the Pelicans, bro. They've been losing one. forever, bro. What pressure? They got Zion Williams. They can tell the fan base we're trying to keep him. They got Zion Williams, and they about to let him walk for nothing. Bro. Are you crazy? That's madness. That's bro. Madness. No, it's not madness. You're thinking that he's unrestricted. Once he does, yo. No, 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 no. He, he's not. And again, I'm he's not restricted. That means they have what to I'm get something is, for him. That fourth year, right, the qualifying offer, just like you said, November 1st will kick in, mm-hmm. right? So he'll have one year left. Then fifth year, right? No, no, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. He'll be a restricted free agent. No, hold on, hold on. But you see, you, you mentioned that extra year. So he doesn't sign, but then what is he? He's a restricted free agent. So the Pelicans can trade him at any moment. It's up to them. They can always get something for Zion. Yes, but if he says he doesn't want to go to any other team other than Bro, New York, they can they still, no yo, bro. Bro, trust me, man. If they wanted one pick for Zion, if, if they got so desperate, the, the end of the, the before he hits uh, restricted, unrestricted free agency, right? They could just be like, oh, we'll trade him for one pick. Son, they'll do that, bro. For one pick? Bro, no, I'm giving you an example. I'm trying to let you understand that Zion don't have the leverage. He don't have the leverage until he hits unrestricted free agency. There's a reason why it's called unrestricted and restricted. Zion is restricted, yeah, no, bro. I know. Is He's restricted. It's like, bro, you, once you don't sign by November 1st, you're restricted to us for a whole year. We can send you anywhere. That's why I'm mm-hmm. saying you don't have that. It's built in the infrastructure of the NBA, bro. They don't want new guys going somewhere and dipping. Until he can put them in a position where he can walk for absolutely nothing. Exactly. He doesn't have leverage. But, but that's what he can do. That's, that's, that's all I'm he can't do that now. He can't do that now because the moment he doesn't sign, he's a restricted free agent for a whole year. year. Next year is his fourth year, right? And, the and he's restricted. The, the, he's restricted. Restri- look, look, restricted. All that means is uh, other teams, uh, the Pelicans can still match whatever offer other teams. Can no, 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 so, no, 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 yes, no. Wait, yes, hold on. Yo, yes, you're, you're talking about signing. That means he has to get to the summertime. I'm talking about before the summer. His team can trade him. They can still if trade him. The player is a restricted reagent right what does that mean you can trade but they can still trade him they have one year to trade him yes they can but if a team offers him a contract 
How they gonna offer him a contract if if the, why they can't? Yo, bro. I was about to say, Wait, hold, hold, hold. say Ben Simmons is a case, but Ben Simmons is on year like six, so you're probably right. Wait, bro, I feel like I feel like you're not understanding the Richard timeline. Yo, you're not understanding the timeline of it. Yo. So we're talking about the Wait, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I'm gonna yeah, give you the timeline. Summer, right? I'm, I'm gonna give you the timeline. November first passes, right? He's a restricted free agent. The November first of this year, correct? Yes, correct. Of 2022. Okay, correct. He's a restricted right. free agent. Him a restricted free agent correct. No, okay. make a uh, restricted. Yeah, in the summertime. In the summertime. Summertime. Yes, starting July. Yes. 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 So the Pelicans have from November second, all the way before the start of this that summer or the trade deadline to get rid of Zion and put send them anywhere they want. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. So so here we are. They don't have to send them to New York. Situation. They can this send them to Kawhi anywhere they want. Just so you just so you understand, right? Uh, a team will have to take the risk and give up a bunch of assets. For him potentially walking that's what the toronto raptors did for Kawhi leonard wait say that right? again toronto the toronto raptors traded a bunch of assets to the san antonio spurs knowing in hopes that they can keep him right because because uh Kawhi leonard had made it clear that he wanted to go to la right whether it was the clippers or the lakers because he wanted to go back home right so Toronto Raptors, Masai uh, uh, Ujiri, still took that gamble and traded to, to San Antonio Spurs, DeMar DeRozan, and, and some other pieces to get Kawhi Leonard. And right? why, why why did he do that? Why did, There's it's a reason why he took the hope, gamble. In hopes that he re, uh, to resign him. No, because he already had a championship team built. That was Toronto's shot to win something. That's the reason why he did I, I it. Say, I, he was trying to build a championship team, but no, he was hoping bro. that. Bro, uh, they were already uh, built. They weren't. No, yo, the Toronto Raptors had began to knock out of the first round for several years. No, they, yo, bro, I, I feel, I feel, I feel like, I feel like you're not, you're not, you don't peep the timeline. The Rosen was killing him and Kyle Lowry was killing for years. They just couldn't get past and LeBron. Kept on losing to LeBron James. Yeah, but but you you substitute you you in take like out the first or second round. you take out the Rosen. You put in Ka- uh, Kawhi Leonard, who's a top player in the league. It's a totally different team. As we've seen, that team was good enough to beat Jimmy Butler, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and Tobias Harris in a playoff series. And they and they beat Giannis, and then they beat the Golden State Warriors. You see, you, 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 yes, you're, you're, you're changing you're the dynamics here, man, a little bit. No, no, the Toronto no, Raptors was a championship team built already. He was still, he but it don't matter. That, they, but that, that was their chance to get a top player to go after a championship for a team that was already built. They just added Kawhi like a missing piece and say, go. No, no, no. They didn't add Kawhi. They they removed, they 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 traded. Wait, they traded. Yeah, they, they traded basically. The, 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 so like I said, it's 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 the difference. It's just Kawhi is really just that good. Right? He is that good. But wait, hold on. That team was good enough once again to beat the 76ers with Jimmy Butler, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and Tobias Harris, and they were able and, 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 to and beat again, the Golden State Warriors. But, but that's not. But that's not what I'm getting at, though. What I'm saying is, how many other teams in the league would make that risk? To trade for Zion Williamson when his desires to, to 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 leave to go to New York, and that's why I was talking about the, the, the leverage thing. Because guess what? What Masai Ujiri did was fucking unheard of. Like, because it was it was quite apparent. It was it wasn't no secret to the league that fucking Kawhi wanted to go to L.A. It was no secret to the league. Literally no secret. Yeah, but it was oblivious to us that that team was really a good team. Is that if you subtracted DeRozan and put Kawhi in there, that they were nasty. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it was oblivious hey, look, to us. None of us hey, no, peeped no, no, it. No, but at the time, you know, again, 
that 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 you know hindsight 2020 because again they, they turned around and won the championship I, I was excited for them because i thought you know again it was an amazing fucking playoff run right but what i'm saying is at that specific time it, people were like yo messiah ujiri is a fucking madman for doing that right and they and it, and, it, and it gambled and it worked out that doesn't happen often that right there just doesn't yeah happen. it doesn't happen often but at the end of the day that team fact, i don't even think it has ever happened yeah, I don't think so either. But that team, at the end of the day, there was it was a solid squad. It was just missing a piece, and he swapped out DeRozan for Kawhi, and it but put the them Knicks on a whole nother level. One of the top, the most assets in the league, right, as far as draft capital, besides the Oklahoma City Thunder. Bro, but the only issue is the Knicks could. They, you're right; they have enough pieces to make a move like that. But at the end of the day. It's about the leverage game. Zion don't have that leverage, boy. I'm telling you, but, but that's how players have leverage, though. That's 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 what I was getting at.